This is a sure score. Potent was just down there. We've scoped out tons of pineapples. We're going to steal all the pineapples in Puerto Rico. Uh, now we need, we need Smash to basically pick them up. Go for it. Yeah, so we got all these shipping containers sitting down there in Puerto Rico. We got all kinds of goodies sitting in there along with fucking pineapples. And- Dude, the most delicious pineapples. All we got to do is fly them back to the States Ooh. and sell them. That's it. Like, I figure between D flying the plane and Smash, you're going to have to fly down there. And I don't know, how many pineapples do you think you could load into a plane in an hour? Like, if you float uh, I mean, honestly, we don't really have to fly you down there. Well, I just want there's to. There's a couple different ways we could go about it. We could skyhook them. That's my favorite method. That'd to another epic. location. And See, then the thing is, that would in. be just cool. I would love to skyhook a bunch of pineapples. That would be fucking hilarious. Could we yeah. find a way to skyhook them and just, like, fly them like that to America? Uh, we'd probably get stopped. <laughs> Fuck. Because, like, can you imagine having, like, flying pineapples trailing you? That'd be a lot of air resistance, too, actually. It'd be funny, though. All right, never mind. So we're going to skyhook the pineapples. How are we going to do it? So, we, so we're going to have D on a runway waiting to go because Steve's got a it's not just like it's it's a pretty decent score it's not just the pineapples there's some other cool stuff in there he, but we can't really talk oh no shit gotta land the AC-130 on the south side right underneath those fucking dude the uh, south side is rough man that's exactly where the guards are they're gonna hear us fuck you know what we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to dose those guards Wes you're gonna have to fly in there ahead of time you're gonna have to dose those guards is that that runway that we have to duck under the power lines right you need the yeti weed Fuck. Have you thought about those power lines, Smash? Are you going to fly right into those when you squirrel suit down there or what? I won't even have to squirrel suit it for skyhook and I'll be doing the helicopter. But you need a squirrel was, suit. Like, this is a job for, for a squirrel suit. So, I mean, I can go down and then just wait. What if you jump out of the over. helicopter in your squirrel suit? Could you do that? Yeah, I could. I could go down and just skyhook. I just want them to know it was us. I have to be honest with you. Like, after all these scores, I just really want them to know it was us. And I want them to know, like, the squirrel suit got them. We, we, we skyhooked their pineapples. I just want to, I just want a nice win on this one. Honestly. This is really I mean, kind of gotta... I mean, like, this, right, this is, is revenge you... taken to the next level. A little bit. This is kind of like, well, it's, it's kind of like not flushing after you kind of, you know, leave a little dry. And then, like, it's an obvious, obvious gift. A little bit, a little bit. Little bit. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know, even know what you guys are talking about. We're talking about something else. Uh, Four Plants A is in here. Uh, Anthony's in here. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Pineapples or fuck? I don't even know. Pineapple haze. That's yep. what we're talking about. Uh, welcome, everybody. We're talking about pineapple haze, our favorite strain, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, also, uh, one of the most popular weed movies, uh, 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 Pineapple Express. That was the name. That's what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Richard D. Cheers, my friend. Nice to see you. Uh, Richard D. all the way from Camelot. Uh, he's just uh, had dinner with Lancelot, I believe. Uh, uh, Guinevere was there. She was... Uh, uh, Guinevere is a, is a picky eater, honestly. She was criticizing the food. Uh, I bet you Lancelot was not criticizing it. Lancelot's a chat man, champ man. He, he knows where to eat. He knows how to eat. He's uh, he's a good guy. Good guest, honestly. Good guest. Doesn't really criticize your food. Really good guy. Just like Richard D. Really great guy. Cheers, noob bros. What's going on, my friend? Welcome. Uh, Atomic Spoon. Uh, uh, Revenge with style. Atomic Spoon. I have no idea what you're talking about, Atomic Spoon. No idea whatsoever. But cheers, legend. Just the same. Dank Gannick's in the house. Poor Pizza Dave. Cheers, buddy. Uh, let's see who was first. I'm going to click live chat like you guys all should, and we'll see who was first. Atomic Spoon was first. Cheers, legend. You are the first in the chat. We never killed Kenny was second. Mind body and soul right after that jones and to grow joe y can see dank annex grayson already in the house lock 
Who else is in here? Ginger Ninja. Welcome, Ginger Ninja. Uh, Four Plants A. I already said hello to you, buddy. Uh, welcome, everybody. Cheers. Uh, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, if you guys are Roy, just uh, popped into the chat. Welcome. Uh, he said, just turned 420 in the UK. Welcome, my friend. Uh, welcome and cheers to the UK. Cheers, folks. <laughs> cheers, Bugs. Uh, uh, he's asking, does this steak sandwich make me look fat? Uh, the first one didn't, but the second one did. Like, for sure. And the second one, it was so big, basically. That's what made it uh, look fat. Uh, welcome, folks, though. Uh, apparently some of us are buzzed and pissed off. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome, folks. If you guys are over the age of 21, sit back, relax, check your uh, beer brewing situation. Perhaps you need to pop a cap. And that was going to be funnier in my head. I was going to be like, you pop a cap in someone's ass, and I was going to show you a bottle of cap. But it didn't quite work out. I was working on it. And I used to have a show called Popping Caps with a friend of mine in San Diego. Yeah. We used to live next to a soda store, and we had like 400 different types of soda. And we had a whole show called Popping Caps. And we'd buy three different sodas and try them together as like a group. It was kind of fun. That's pretty fun. I like that. It's actually like a whole new hustle now. It's like the exotic soda and like snack game. We got a bacon soda. You've talked about that before this show smash, and I totally get it too because there's so many cool snacks. I find myself buying all kinds of cool shit. Like the other day I bought uh, at Costco, no less, I bought... uh, I wish you could get that brandy dragon. Uh, egg dipped salmon skins or whatever from, I can't remember, Taiwan or something. Like, they're like chips basically, but they're like crispy salmon skins. And I was like, fuck, they were already kind of expensive. They were like 11 bucks for a bag or something. I was like, dude, this is the kind of shit Smash was talking about where like people email or, or uh, eBay exotic snacks. I was just kind of laughing to myself. It's not actually that funny, but it is still kind of funny. It's amusing. I don't know. Weird, interesting snacks. We're all kind of, I think because of COVID and stuff, I was, I met with my sister a little bit ago. We had a, we had crepes and uh, a coffee. Anyway, she was saying, uh, uh, I don't know. I guess we were just kind of converse, uh, conversating about whatever, but like everybody's getting fucking squirrely. Like she was saying, she's kind of getting squirrely a little bit. A lot of her friends are getting squirrely. Like uh, a normal life somehow has to uh, uh, come back in some way. I don't know. We're all getting fucking squirrely basically. Yeah, man. Uh, including the squirrels. Even the goddamn squirrels are getting squirrely. There's a place in uh, Pennsylvania back where I grew up that had like 18,000 different sodas out in Lancaster County. It was like a warehouse and they had like every soda on the planet just about. How the fuck do you have 18,000 sodas? I mean, what happens when you run out of one? Do you have to like immediately FedEx the, the replacements? Like, oh my fucking God, we only have 17,999. <laughs> what's, what's crazy, I didn't realize how like culturally unique soda is, right? So like oh, in yeah. Pennsylvania, we have like birch beer and then like that's an east coast thing bajillion different versions of birch beer and combinations of that and then on the west coast you have like all these different ones made from like osha root and like all these other herbs that are like locally to it but in in europe they have all these different ones where this this, these herbs are super important to this country and and super important to this country so you have this like incredible diversity of, of sodas some for political reasons, like Fanta was famously founded basically because the Germans couldn't get a Coca-Cola contract in the middle of World War II because of obvious fucking, you know, war-related reasons. <laughs> so they literally started their own fucking soda company, and to this day they make like... I don't mind, I hate Fanta to say it shit. then, I don't mind Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> their flavors are alright, honestly, it's kind of refreshing. They got some uh, funky flavors too. Right? Pineapple, blue Raz. Um... I haven't had that, but I guess I've had like this one, like or something. Go ahead, Bob. Are the dancers in those uh, Spanish-speaking commercials for Fanta, are they all from Argentina? Is that the the thing? Uh, You're the one that's been to Puerto Rico. I I have not seen Spanish-speaking Fanta commercials. I don't think I have seen a Fanta commercial in 10 years. If it's from uh, the Nazis, all the Nazis fled to Argentina. (laughs) 
then they would probably be, yeah, exactly. Their last name is going to be like, their name's going to be like Jose Berkovitz or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, anyway, <laughs> don't bring up the war. They say in, in Faulty Towers, they said, don't bring up the war. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are over the age of 21, definitely don't bring up the war. If you are under the age of 21, on the other hand, uh, go learn. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun time, ladies and gentlemen. It's a fun time to learn, go to school, get really bright and smart, just like Millie, Billy Madison. Go learn about World War II. It's uh, super fascinating. Beast and collect collect shoes or something. There you go. Exactly right. Go collect uh, Lego pieces or something. Bottle caps. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever it is. The, 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 the kids. There you go. So, folks, you have plenty of stuff to do. I just gave you so many options. Go watch, you know, Casey Neistat or, I don't know, maybe the Olympics are still going on. Go go watch that instead. But in the meantime, the show is not for Under the Tony One. Uh, just because I find it funny. <laughs> I don't really watch his show or anything, but I just find it funny. Plus, I've he's like a super, that, like, super known. Well, I'm not going to say like Jake and David Logan Dobrik Paul because fuck that guy. Uh, actually, I don't know that guy. That would be a, a big reason why. Like, I know who Casey Neistat is, and he's probably one of the only huge channels that I know about. And I actually know he's not a total shitlord. Uh, yeah, he's and, pretty uh, cool. Yeah, I mean, he's he's annoying, but he's not a total shitlord. You know what I mean? Like, his kind of me mannerisms and stuff, it's a little annoying and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Um, <laughs> No, the dude does a really, really good like filmmaking. His like, if you kind of ignore this stupid good. fucking story, his filmmaking is incredible. <clears throat> but I don't know. He's actually not been. That's part of the joke. He hasn't really been making too much uh, content lately. Anyway, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, don't mention the war. That's that's it. Roy, Roy Duggan is saying, don't mention the war. And uh, Faulty proceeds to immediately do nothing but mention the war, including goose stepping and everything else, <laughs> fake mustache and everything. <laughs> fucking great. Anyway. Uh, uh, welcome, Clackamas Coot. Cheers. Nice to see you. Uh, uh, welcome, uh, uh, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just uh, post the link here so that folks uh, can join the show if they would like to. We'd be happy to see some fresh faces in addition to the, uh, uh, I was just going to say the old faces. That's not what I'm talking about. In 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 uh, in addition to the uh, regulars, I guess, uh, to say, folks, you're welcome to hop on here. Uh, visualize this show. Visualize is a stupid fucking word. Uh, imagine this show as a virtual cannabis pub, basically for smart and uh, a cool growers friends to come and hang out and kind of bullshit about uh, you know weed and life and whatever else uh, folks like Potent come on here West Engine comes on here Smash comes on here we talk about all kinds of fucking stuff we were talking about all kinds of random stuff before the show we bring up you know Coot might come on here for all we know we're going to talk about if Coot comes on here we could talk about anything from baking to worms to soil science to freaking Macintosh computers to drones you freaking name it honestly so uh, ladies and gentlemen if you enjoy that kind of con- uh, uh, conversation you're more than welcome to hop on as long as you're not here to uh, have a fight or, or uh, I don't know, start some problems or just be a fucking douchebag, basically, you're more than welcome to hop on. You don't have to be an expert or anything. You're just absolutely welcome to hop on. Just again, don't be a fucking douchebag. Uh, I just posted the link and then forgot to pin it. There we go. I'm going to pin it right now. Boom. Now it's pinned. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me post the uh, Discord for you. I keep doing right in the fucking microphone. I need one of those plosive filters or whatever they're called, but one of these days, one of these days, one of these days. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the Discord link. Come join us. Uh, we have lots of fun over there. Although I have to admit, I have been a little bit busy lately, so I haven't been Everyone on too much. Everyone always asks me. But what's that? Everyone always asks, what is Fumi? I'm like, he's been so fucking busy. I don't know. That's what I said. He edited three. He has to edit three days and his pictures on top of going back to Michigan. Like he's doing more content. Right. He's busy, busy. Busy, busy. I'm trying though, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to get uh, caught up on the photo contest. Trying to get caught up on the uh, Discord. Uh, Welcome, Charles. Internet God, uh, Fumi himself. He will be in Michigan here this weekend. (laughs) 
I mean, we're talking about there's going to be like a fucking snowstorm, so it's going to be. Uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do our best, but uh, uh, knock on wood, Portland usually gets to, to where we go. I don't I don't remember too many flights actually from Portland being canceled. At least any of my friends recently. So I don't know. We just, we have a safe airport to take off from. So as long as it's safe to land, it's usually uh, uh, good to go. What was I going to say? Uh, Discord, ladies and gentlemen, uh, right there. The Discord is up there. Uh, join the, the the Discord, folks. We have lots of fun over there. Uh, Smash is over there having uh, uh, dab rooms and stuff and just kind of goofing off, uh, uh, shooting the shit, chatting. Uh, lots of folks like to chat over there. We have uh, text rooms if you don't feel uh, comfortable kind of being in public. One fun thing about Discord, if you guys are unaware, if you guys are unfamiliar with it, a lot of folks are unfamiliar. I was unfamiliar with Discord. I kind of kept away from it on purpose. It's uh, basically private. So unlike these Zoom rooms, and actually Zoom rooms can be uh, private too but these rooms like this room is not private obviously we're broadcasting this to youtube i hope you guys know that what? Uh, exactly what the fuck but uh discord rooms usually are private unless they specifically go and then you'll see like even actually if you see live it's usually not completely live to youtube but or is it actually smash now that i think about it when i see the word like like after your name it says live does that mean that you're live on your channel Oh, like that you're... would be so normally when it says live it means someone's sharing their screen gotcha. more or less i think um when I'm live on YouTube in there, I think it says streamer mode activated or something. Gotcha. So in other words, folks, if you don't see streamer mode act- activated or something, you can feel safe. There's only however many people are in that room. Uh, we only do it on Thursdays. People. Right. Right on. Yeah. Thursdays, if you uh, don't want to be like, well, I wouldn't mind having some East Coast growers. I, I would like to get a, a better... Like I would like to have a good uh, a meeting around the East oh. Coast growers so we could have like like minded conversations and talk about like our our growing up and like how different it is from like obviously Fumi to West to California, you know. Mm. And there is, by the way, a difference like uh, you can see, especially when you go to different places, you can really feel a difference between, let's say, the Oregon scene. Uh, and then, you know, I have some friends still, of course, in Washington and the Washington scene is officially illegal. Right. Like you you almost can't basically grow in Washington. If you do, you have to get like a regular inspections and all this random shit. But there are still wouldn't you know it? some people that grow weed in Washington. It's a very different scene as if you can imagine than Oregon, where it's pretty much fucking open. Right. As long as you're not, you know, growing a warehouse or something and then you're just basically quiet about it. But uh, California, different scene there too. Michigan, they're still super open about it, right? Because even though they have those new rules coming that will probably make it a lot less open if they pass at the moment, it's still, hey, it's a big old party, da 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 da. You know, in some of those new states, it's still kind of a party, right? But at the same time, you say in, Mich- in Massachusetts, it's still very much hush hush, you know? It's, it is a very, very weird mix of scenes. You know what I mean? Like, how do I explain it? It's just, you can feel a different vibe and a different kind of. Uh, I don't know, just an atmosphere in all the different states. Uh, to highlight that, I just want to say in the last two weeks, for the very first time, Epidolex has publicly been advertising both on uh-huh. Reddit and other places on social media as the quote-unquote only FDA-approved CBD medication. <sighs> Dude, fuck Epidolex. It's $42,000 a year for CBD. <laughs> For, for, for what? And, and so, as and all of you guys know, how many grams I, do you get for that? Like five. All of, all of you guys know that I commercially produce CBD, right? Like CBD products and THC products and a sublingual edible. We talked about this on the show before. Do you know what the actual cost of that product is it's for that whole that year's supply? Well, how much are we talking about? What's the quantity? You, so we'll we'll just assume. Uh, Four kilograms for the year. Oh, not much at all. Yeah. Especially if it's outdoor. I mean, the cost could be as low as... No, no, no. no. Four kilograms of isolate. 
Four oh, okay, okay. Well, we're still only talking uh, about probably a couple thousand bucks or something, right? I mean, we're talking about what is it for? Uh, <laughs> fuck, I forget. It's a thousand. Anyway, a thousand times a thousand or whatever for your uh, million. Yeah. So you got a million grams. So you have four million grams in a year that we're going to assume on the ludicrous scale of a CBD patient, right? So four kilos, a current market value at $475 a key uh, is, what was it? Four times 475. Let's just do the math. Well, everyone understands how ridiculous this is. Mm. So you're looking at $1,900 for the year in actual costs. They're going to charge $42,000. This is everything that's wrong with the pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, 400, oh, again, 475 will, will be, we'll use a, a, a bad price on the CBD. So right now it's about 400, 450 per kilo. Um, so why are they paying $42,000 when they could buy this from over the counter at a gas station for $1,900? Because or, the or, medical or, system or, or, is let's just say as a hundred percent markup for designed to extract profit first and foremost, I mean, especially right, in this but, country and other countries, perhaps not, but in this right, country, but the first the goal is to extract profit. Sick people with cancer and other problems should not be paying 10 times as no, much for a fucking product. They Epidolex and GW pharma can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Like this is why we need to keep fighting the good fight. Keep putting out good, cheap cannabis products as cheap as possible. Like, like our, our single dose products uh, wholesale for a buck twenty five, which means they retail for three bucks a piece for a dose. Right. That's- a friend of mine uh, uh, from Oregon, Farmex. Uh, he's got the Fat Dog CBD, and you can get I think a hundred grams for a hundred bucks, or maybe it's even less than that. I don't remember anymore. And they'll mail it to you. Yeah, and mail it to you. Yeah, that's good quality and everything else. So. Exactly. The idea is to get into that price point of Tylenol and Advil and become cheaper uh, as a painkiller than than over the counter medications. Yeah. And, and cannabis is just about there. And once that happens, you're going to see a paradigm shift in, in the way that pharmaceuticals treat cannabis because suddenly it's threatening their bottom line in a yeah. way that it hasn't yeah. before. And we're just about there. And that's why you're starting to see a lot of this escalate. That's and that's a real thing. People probably think we're blowing that out of proportion or something, but actually we were probably, if anything, understating it. There's a lot of money involved. There's a lot of money in the the pharmaceutical game. There's a lot of money in the pain management game. The um, feeling better uh, uh, game. I mean, how do I say this? Uh, uh, every single country in Europe has at least one city called Bath or Bad or something like that, basically, like the version of a bath or a spa. Basically, it was a place where you went to cure. You went to take the cure. And everybody apparently was fucking sick. Even the people who weren't sick, they would go and take the cure because everybody's always kind of trying to feel better or something. The feeling better market is fucking gigantic. Uh, not only that, but the feeling better with like uh, vices market is gigantic. And the beer industry here in Oregon is famously anti-cannabis, despite the fact that a lot of the beer drinkers themselves probably fucking took weed after work and everything else. But they think that weed, and rightfully so, they think that the weed is a, a, a jeopardizes the beer sales because if you buy, if you smoke more weed, if you're if you're high all the time, especially high on five dollar eights, you're going to buy less six packs. That's actually hundred percent true. Go ahead. Oh, I just said you're not going to want to drink. Normally, when you're smoking weed, you don't like. I know I don't really like mixing the two. I actually do. I mean, it, that depends hey, on everybody. So the other day I got a comment like, oh, you can't mix them. They're enemies. I was like, since fucking when? Uh, crossfades are wonderful. Yeah, easy, but, lightweight. Right? <laughs> situation, Wes, it's situational now. <laughs> no, it doesn't, no, it man. It's like, 
it's like smoking, right? If you do both all the time, it ain't no thing. If you <laughs> if you never smoke and you're drinking, which a lot of people, that's when a lot of people find the courage to be like, right. yo, give me a hit of that. And I'm like, no, I ain't giving you any of this right now. When you're fucking good and sober, we'll smoke up as much as you want. But you're not going to go puke outside and blame it on the weed. Like, fuck you. Uh, I have ever smoked or uh, puked from weed <laughs> was when it was sprayed with a bunch of garbage ass fucking insecticide or something. Yeah, right. Oh no 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 no! I've definitely no, I'm taken about drinking with drinking with smoking and not dabs and puked. <laughs> no, I've had people black out on me after doing dabs. I had two separate people black out after doing a dab because it crashes their blood pressure and their blood sugar depending on which one they have an issue with um people need and that's something i think people need to be more aware of especially people that are dosing other people is that cannabis especially in high high doses will very much quickly lower blood sugar so if someone's diabetic or some other you know uh, a blood sugar issue that can be a problem like very rapidly uh, Subco used to laugh about Vortex basically uh, knocking people this uh, shit to the next block and uh, they'd literally like their blood pressure would drop and so, and so forth and like some people just oh, get like all kind of like how do I say this uh, I mean it kind of looks like they're about to puke but I don't remember him ever talking about oh, people I puking I mean I have I have heard dabs. of people puking after dabs and stuff but I feel like maybe that is that kind of sudden change well, what, or I don't, I, I don't I don't know maybe I guess it probably well, is the weed we're probably arguing probably about coughing too much this the is, cough. This is what it is. This is what it is. The cough makes you get. We had a problem with this with our powdered sublinguals. Uh, what it comes down to is there's a speed limit. Uh, more like functionally speaking, there's a speed limit to how much you can uptake THC, and if you break that for the patient, it's. It, um, dizzying and it, it causes these very much rapid negative side effects. We have to dial back the bioavailability of our THC in the sublinguals because we found about with the original formulation that we thought was going to work really well, which I still think is good for cancer patients and people that really fucking need it, but no one else. Um, was that about 15% of the people had panic attacks when they took it because it was such a fast uptake that they didn't, they'd never experienced anything like that before from an edible and with a dab or a bong or even like a big joint hit, you cough, you have this physical mechanical association with the chemical change in, in your physiology. So you, you like your perception from your brain and your overall um, senses, it tells you, hey, I just intook something that is intoxicating me. And multiple sensory organs are telling me that I took something in because I'm coughing. And, and you know, you have this biomechanical um, uh, response. When you take something and put it under your tongue and suddenly your heart rate changes and you're sweating and all, you have the same effects, but you don't have the coughing and the biomechanical physical sensation. Hmm. It's very off-putting to people that are not used to that experience. And it can, it can be scary to people because it's suddenly you have this change of heart rate, you change your breathing and, and, and it's like very, very rapid and, it's, and, it, and they don't understand quite what's going on. And we found that about 15 to 17% of our patients were having this very negative negative experience because of that association. So we had to dial back how quickly the uptake was because having it go a little bit slower was, was more uh, comforting to them and, and a more of an acceptable experience and reduced us to below 5%, which was our acceptable level originally with our 
you know, our goals. Nice. Makes sense. I don't know what to say to that. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, how do I say this? Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed really the conversation. But, the uh, pardon? We haven't even started the show. Exactly. Uh, what was I going to say? But if you enjoy this kind of conversation, uh, uh, stick around. We're going to have more of it. <clears throat> if you have questions, bring those up too. I actually had a question from a friend of mine who was asking about a tincture. And I was like, oh, that's actually an interesting conversation to, to talk about the show. So uh, uh, potentially we might, uh, if we get around to it, uh, we might get to, uh, uh, I don't know, a little question about tinctures or whatever else later. We'll, we'll figure it out. You know, the conversations are quite organic. So folks, hop on. You're welcome on here. And uh, like I said, just don't be a douche and you're absolutely welcome. Uh, what was I? Oh, I didn't even uh, uh, go to the website here. Folks, uh, photo contest. I'm still, I've been uh, busy. I have to be honest and make more excuses. I'm still not completely caught up with the uh, photo contest, but I'm working on it, folks. Uh, but I hope you join up. Uh, let's see here. Fumidora.com. I realized today that unfortunately, super fucking lamely, uh, we won't be able to announce the winner on next Saturday because I'll be in fucking Michigan and I don't even know. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'll have internet. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. So it's just weird to promise. So uh, we'll do it on Ma March 1st, I think it was. The first Tuesday of March, pretty much. Yeah, it's going to be another Smash Takeover, probably, by the way, if nice. that's okay. <laughs> I forgot to mention that's that. That's fine, man. <laughs> by the way, you're working that night. Uh, what was I going to say? But uh, what was I going to say? Mar I think it's actually just March 1st because uh, uh, the end of February is a Monday. And I want to say the next day is literally March 1st, Tuesday. So I think we're going to try to pull that one, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, take a look. Take a look at uh, actually, you know what? West Engine was right the other day. The first important priority is the seeds. I'm always thinking like, oh, people are always asking, hey, how do we get in touch with you, Fumidor? Well, you know what? How you get in touch with me? First, you look at the seeds. Take a look. Take a look, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, these right here are uh, uh, discount packs. If you were, they are uh, not discount packs, I suppose. I'm not trying to discount them, but they are. Uh, <sighs> What's the word I'm trying to uh, uh, qual uh, quantity quantity yeah. bonuses or something? That's like the Costco pack right there, man. If you want the Costco membership, right. or if you have a Costco membership, you're like, man, I get my uh, cheese in bulk. I get my freaking uh, I don't know. I get my smiles in bulk too. Take a look at some seeds in bulk, ladies and gentlemen. Three packs of something that you're interested in, perhaps a pack of Morgana and two of something else. If you'd like three packs of Morgana, right here in the middle, that's you. If you'd like no Ghana at all, the West Engine Swindle bundle from other the West Indian right there. Look at that. He's in the field of wheat. How yeah, could man. you imagine that he's not an expert all in Morgana. wheat pricing? That's all Morgana, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, that may or may not Lime be true. <laughs> Is it Lime River Rose? That would be pretty awesome if it was That'd true. But nice. anyway, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, oh, uh, take a look at the West Indian Swindle Bundle. Speaking of Lime River Rose, right here, ladies and gentlemen, nice and limey. Yeah, man. Uh, lots and lots and lots of uh, uh, flavor from the grandma and actually the mom, to be honest, or, or uh, both the grandmothers on the mom's side, basically. Uh, Black Lime Reserve by Jack the Ripper. I thought it was a lovely uh, lovely hybrid, honestly. Uh, it brought out a little bit of the lemon from the Jack the Ripper, just a little bit. None of the cleaner, none of that kind of astringency. I haven't heard anybody basically talk about those cleaner terps that Ms. Jill was talking about the other day, but certainly just a little hint of the lemon, uh, but lots and lots and lots of lime from the, uh, uh, I call her Kaffir Lime number six. Uh, she has this look, and I need to find, I need to dig out those photos finally, but she has this look, I always say, like a vampire trying to sneak into a room. Anyway, uh, she tastes like a lime popsicle, the mom, the Lime River Rose, so it's no big shocker that there's lots and lots of lime in Lime River Rose, folks. Lots of color. I've gotten a lot of, uh, I've actually been surprised a little bit at how black uh, the, the leaves have gotten on a lot of these. 
I shouldn't be so surprised because honestly, there's lots of color in the Ruby Jack, lots of color in both the, the Black Lamb Reserve and even the the Jack the Ripper sometimes has color, but not always. Anyway, uh, gotten a lot of really, really pretty phenotypes from these. Uh, these have been grown indoors, outdoors, in greenhouses so far. Uh, it's been grown in the Northern Hemisphere for sure, also in the Southern Hemisphere, now that I can say that as well. So folks, uh, Lime River Rose is actually truly worldwide. I hope you guys will take a look and uh, perhaps sample it. There will be some more oh. editions of Lime River Rose in the future. What's that, Smash? If you're scared to commit to a full 10-pack and you just want to try something, I forced... I kind of forced him to do five kind packs because it's like, I always like buying like, I would buy 10 seeds, but it would be two different types normally. There it is. Five pack right there, ladies and gentlemen. And Smash is right, man. Uh, for the longest time, I was like, nobody's requesting uh, five packs. Why even do that? I don't know. I, I, for some reason, it was not necessary, but Smash was right. And a lot of folks have actually enjoyed the five pack. So I hope you guys will be uh, some of those folks. You're welcome to try a five pack. Take a look, folks, at a five pack or a 10 pack. I would rather if you tried a 10 pack, because I think these are delightful. I think you'll uh, find some beautiful, beautiful phenotypes out of Black Prince Ruby. Uh, I've had a chance to grow quite a few of these just like Morgana and I've really enjoyed this strain uh, going to be growing a bit more you guys are going to see in the future here and uh, I'm really quite fond of it honestly some some very loud terps uh, really good highs honestly I really enjoyed this one I'm really comfortable rec- recommending this one uh, just as a smoker's uh, kind of paradise basically uh, really nice like I said candy strawberry candy flavors uh, there have been some uh, floral terps so a couple people have brought out lavender nobody's really brought out rose which a little bit surprises me but ten- Tons of lavender, what else, kind of jasmine, I think one person was saying. There's been quite a few of little uh, uh, overlying uh, uh, floral terps and so on, but lots and lots and lots of strawberry, lots of good color. Uh, one of the uh, uh, previous, uh, actually multiple uh, photo contest winners is currently just about to finish some Black Prince, uh, some Black Prince rubies that are going to look absolutely freaking stunning from the frozen north up there. Apparently, all four or was it five? I want to say four at least, maybe five phenotypes are showing perps. So we're going to see really beautiful structure already in like week six, week seven. So I can't wait for them to finish out. Anyway, uh, I actually have a video of that, so I need to post that uh, for you guys. But uh, take a look, folks. At Black Prince Ruby. I'm really quite fond of it. Take a look at uh, Thousand One Nights. That's basically her sister. A little bit more direct in cross. This is more that kind of BX as opposed to more like a like an F2 or something. Anyway, uh, this is literally uh, a Ruby Jack by Ruby Jack, just like Black Prince Ruby is essentially Ruby Jack by Ruby Jack. And if you guys have never heard of Ruby Jack before, I realize that I should have a whole informational page on here, and I'm, I'm going to put one on here when I can. I, I promise I will. Uh, Ruby Jack is uh, Ruby Slipper by Son of Jack, bred by a friend of mine, MZ Stevia, who always breeds this really cool, colorful, rooty tooty, fresh and fruity, old school fucking weed. Just a reminder to me always that you have to be humble and you have to be understanding that what you see at a store, what you see at a cannabis show, what you see on high times or whatever is not always representative of the best there is. It's, I don't know, maybe it's a strange thing that I'm describing, but I'm like, there's always somebody who's better who's not doing it professionally for one reason or another. And my friend Stevie, my friend Cannabisian are both, I would, I would be very comfortable. I, I've grown a ton of fucking seeds. I would be comfortable putting their shit up against anybody that I've ever met. And that goes for every single breeder that I've ever met. I'd be comfortable putting Stevie's up there, Cannabisian's up there and letting them stand as equals. 
And, and Bees yeah. is semi-professional. He already actually does sell at a couple seed banks. But Stevie's pretty much, he hands out seeds to buddies. He trades for something maybe if he wants it. But he, much just, he pretty much keeps to himself. Dude wears a fucking kilt. Like he just, you should see the fucking guy. Like honestly, he's a, he's a character and a half. Really, really, really good uh, uh, weed dude and a really good uh, uh, weed breeder. Um, anyway. Uh, his was uh, the Ruby Slipper was a three-way cross of Alaskan Thunderfuck, Shishkaberry, and uh, NL5, and the uh, uh, Son of Jack was literally a Jack Herrera cross to uh, semi-mysterious, uh, dark-colored. That's where a lot of the color comes from. Actually, uh, short-finishing Afghan, very very heavy indica Afghan. Anyway, it's been a really lovely strain. I've really uh, just absolutely become enamored of it and had a chance to grow a lot of it over the last several years. Uh, I felt like it's become kind of like a lifelong friend. So I hope you guys will take a look perhaps at some of the Ruby Jack in crosses that I've done to pull out some of the best features. The Scheherazade in a Thousand One Nights has the grapefruit side of it, basically. Uh, we've, uh, I've, well, we, many people have been getting some uh, astringent, let's say, uh, horseradish grapefruit. I kind of identify it as a horseradish. Other folks have identified it as other things like gassy grapefruit, whatever else. I still think it's really kind of uh, particularly like kind of sushi horseradish. But anyway, it's a weird combo. It's a really weird and cool combo. It gets you fucking lit, too. Horseradish grapefruit, then sweet grapefruit, a bunch of other different grapefruits. They've been really a, a real nice trip in the Thousand One Nights. And uh, about 30% uh, chewing gum. For some fucking reason, all of the first phenotypes that I pulled were all chewing gum, basically, and no grapefruit. But actually, it turns out that there's less uh, chewing gum in the strain than grapefruit. Anyway, go figure. Uh, Black Prince Ruby, like I said, that sour, uh, that's uh, sweet strawberry uh, element of uh, Ruby Jack. Folks, take a look. I hope you guys will uh, uh, use the coupon code BRAINS for 14% off. Who doesn't like to save a little bit of cash? Now that, as Wes Engine has uh, uh, been clear, man, well, now, now that you've listened to the the whole story about the seeds now that your your interest is peaked and you're already hopefully shopping well while you're there ladies and gentlemen take a look at the contact page you can email me at uh, fumidor at chronictable.com join the discord I have just uh, I'll, I'll post the link again here we'll probably try to keep posting it throughout the show we usually get on that uh, some folks like Samuel Olson are always super super good at that so thank you Samuel if he's already listening uh, I really appreciate you guys posting those links because sometimes we're you know bullshitting and we're all fucking high and so on so it's super nice that, that folks help us uh, put these links out Really appreciate that. Join the Discord, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, questions, comments, concerns. Like I said, Fumidor at Chronic Table. If you'd like a, uh, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can email me. If you know of a good guest or have a good suggestion, Fumidor at ChronicTable.com, or also over on the Discord. If you guys are unfamiliar with the YouTube channel, or listening in, for example, the podcast, I do have a link there. Uh, you can click it. For example, it's YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash Fumidor and the flavors. Take a look at my Instagram, Fumidor underscore Chibidor, and uh, that's all she wrote folks uh, remember coupon code brains for 14% off you can also use ermagird oh and I forgot oh, back to the website back to the website back to the website uh, you can also ladies and gentlemen so the website is called fumidoro.com you can also type fumidoro.com oh, and now as of a couple days ago because I fucking forgot and I just literally I mean I didn't do any magic I just literally did it you can type chronictable.com and it'll take you to Fumidoro so if you are watching the show for example and you don't remember what the fuck is Fumidoro's website's name again well you probably remember the name of this fucking show because it's literally right behind my face hear me let me stop sharing right behind my face it says chronic table so type chronictable.com boom it will take you right to my website ladies and gentlemen boom Bob's oh hey Whatever happened to the uh, the mystery? 
uh, you forgot yeah. all about it and let it fucking lapse completely. It's still there, but I haven't done anything. Okay, so third clue, fourth, no, I know, I think it's fifth clue now. It's before the fifth. Some place in Asia was the first clue. No, it was a place on this wide earth. I know that. And that was the first clue. Second clue, I think, was uh, it's a place, it's something, it's a, uh, a place in Asia, I think I said. So maybe there's only been three clues, actually. And then I said, I don't remember what the third clue was, honestly. It's uh, it's a funny word is going to be the next one. It's a funny word for a place somewhere in Asia. Hmm. Hung low. be the fourth. <laughs> not a bad guess, but not accurate. Uh, there used to be a restaurant. Actually, they moved the sign. The restaurant, I think, has relocated, but uh, it was called... Yeah, there it is. Hung Far Low Portland. Uh, you guys probably think I'm joking, but literally it was called the Hung Far Low. And it was in Chinatown. <laughs> <laughs> For the longest time, that sign was there. They finally moved it. Even after the restaurant closed, they kept the, the sign up there. And now I think they've actually moved it across town. I don't remember actually right now. Yeah, the Hung Far Low. Oh, yeah, that's where they moved. Yeah, yeah, Now it's on 82nd. Anyway, the Hung Far Low. The more you know, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what was I going to say? D, what's going on, buddy? Welcome. Uh, what's the good word? Uh, how are the brains? Are they fresh? Are they uh, savory? Are they cured? What are they? Are they smoked brains? What's going on? Mmm, brain. What's up going on, panel? What's going on, chat? I'm just chilling. I'm D Zombie. You can find me on Instagram. I'm D. D underscore zombie underscore. I'm just chilling. I got some different shit. I'm smoking gorilla gas. Um, nighttime stuff tonight. Anyway, we'll get to that later. Uh, I just want to say a quick shout out and thank you to who? A mind, body, and soul becoming a new um, supporter of the, uh, of the Discord. Discord. Thank you. Oh, thank I'm you. I didn't even see that. You see? Hello to you. To, uh... And hello to the Mrs. Get Up Girl. I'm probably sure you're part of it too. Anyways, cheers everybody. Gardens on day three of flower. Cheers. Cheers, D. Nice to nice to see you, my friend. Uh, should I say something or something? No, I don't know. We'll 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 figure it out. Perhaps I'll say it or not. Uh, say it again, Potent. I don't. No? Okay, never mind. Uh, Smash, what's going on, buddy? Welcome. Uh, I'm just trimming. Working. Uh, hanging out. Check my Instagram, for Smash 20 I got TikTok, for Smash 20 I got YouTube, for Smash 20 nice um, Come hang out in Discord, because I do a show every Thursday. Now, well, I started to redo my show again. I Fumador kind of gave me the oomph. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, so, yeah. Thursdays on Discord in the Dab Bar. If you're from the East Coast, come hang out. Actually, I don't really give a fuck where you're from, but a lot of us are from the East Coast. Dirty comes and hangs out, and Dirty's from California. But it's more like it's just like this. We we hang out, chill for an hour. Uh, we keep mine short, and we we're doing it kind of early for the East Coasters because I know like we started at 11 tonight, so it's kind of late. But cheers, everyone. Um, I'm trimming up uh, the Bubba Coast to Blueberry OG right now. 
Uh, in fairness, uh, Hippie Spinach has said actual truth that the food at Hung Farlow sucked bad. Uh, <laughs> not incorrect. <laughs> Let's say that. Not incorrect. Uh, it was more of a social spot and a place that people would laugh at. It was like drinks. Was it drinks? You get drinks there? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. shitty food. Uh, the the uh, Literally across the street, like Kitty Corner used to be House of Louie. And that place was kind of divey, but the food was already way better. Uh, especially if you were like a regular customer, they would really make your food. It was kind of weird. I don't know. It's funny to think about this. They would treat some customers better than others. But I've had excellent me- uh, meals growing up at, uh, well, also I grew up basically eating food at uh, House of Louie. But uh, literally like across the street, across a parking lot, essentially Louis? from uh, House of Louie's closed, actually. Like all, basically all it? of Chinatown is closed. There's still like. Oh, it's a Chinese restaurant. Maybe one. Or, yeah, it was in uh, uh, Portland's Chinatown, basically. Uh, which used to be really vibrant. Like it was, um, Coots talked about this before. That's one of the, one of the f- uh, world's most famous uh, uh, tofu of, uh, of companies is from Portland. And I guess they start, I think they still have an office or their head office in Chinatown in Portland, but their factory is somewhere in Beaverton. I can't think of the name right now, but uh, we have like rice manufacturers and all these different people because we had this Japanese and uh, Chinese community. I guess ch- Japanese and Chinese now that I think about it, but they called it Chinatown. Not they as many Koreans, weirdly enough. What's that, Smash? They always call it Chinatown. They kind of do, don't they? Uh, no, there's, I guess there's, there's Tokyo no, like, Town. Well, wait, where is there a Tokyo Town? There's no, um, like, Korean town or... It's all Chinatown. Uh, in L.A. there is. I mean, in L.A. it's... Uh, oh, is it? What do they call it? Um... Korean yeah, they call man. it Koreatown. Yeah, they call it Koreatown. And oh, it's, really? it's big, really good fucking food. Like, if you want really good yeah, Korean we, food, that's where you fucking go. Yeah. You had, and the, go ahead, Scoot. No, you had Chinese here uh, to build. They came, uh, if you look at the history, um, China was in a big turmoil at the end of the 19th century, a lot of poverty. Uh, eventually, the the last emperor in that whole story. And so they were brought to America to build, they were slaves to build the railroads. Uh, because we had trees and you don't have trees in Kansas. So they need to move the timber that would get turned into lumber so they could build buildings in the Midwest and what have you. So that's why this was a, such an important area. But so you had this huge Chinese migration here. And then when uh, Russia and uh, Japan got in a war, what, 1909, the Russia-Sino War, you had this huge mass influx of, of Japanese. Fortunately for the Japanese, the Chinese had already been here about 50 years at that point, or uh, 40, whatever. So there wasn't this, there's always been racism, but it wasn't, people would at least come to your restaurants and try it. So that's why you've always had such a, uh, a diverse uh, Asian food scene here. And, and so like when then in uh, after Vietnam, excuse me, yeah, after Vietnam in the uh, 80s, you had this huge influx of Southeast Asians. So Thai, uh, Vietnamese and whatever. So their restaurants were already well received because the Oregonians were used to eating. I know it's stupid to group them all together with Asian foods, you know. Uh, You're not lying. There's a lot of places in the country where folks just don't seem to really eat that as like a whole thing. Right. I mean, they have Chinese restaurants and stuff. And so it's, I don't know, it's just culturally strange for me because uh, I grew I grew up with, like with noodles, chopsticks, everything. Like for me, eating with chopsticks is normal. Yeah. I kind of prefer it, honestly, to, yeah. to a fork. Yeah. Uh, so, right? It's just kind of fun. Well, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the novelty of it or something. I don't know. I had to tell uh, some, uh, well, you wouldn't call them friends, but some associates of years, past of years 
years to follow the Indian method. You eat with your right hand, you wipe your ass with your left. And it's, and it's pretty obvious. That's, that's why they fucking chop people's right hand off. Yeah, that's If right. you want to know why it's so bad, they chop their right, like a thief's right hand off. So basically right. he can only do everything with the left hand. Right. It's literally on purpose. Some friends of mine that went to India back in like 66, 67, they were in a little like uh, at a, a train stop and eating some food, you know, or they got some food. And these Indians at the table next to them were laughing their ass off at him. And so they asked him, well, what's so funny? And the guy says, you eat with your right hand, you wipe your ass with your left hand. Because they were just sitting there, you know, with both hands uh, funneling the food in. So, um, <laughs> you know, I had to ask Wes a question. That's the main reason I got on. So I'm watching this uh, Canadian show on CBC, uh, Canadian Great Baking Contest thing or something. Okay. And so I'm watching, uh, which is an exact copy of the one from England, you know, the Mary Berry and all that whole scene. Anyway, I keep seeing this uh, flower called Robin Hood. Is that a really big deal? And uh... I never heard of it. No, I okay. can't tell you anything. Okay. But man, I'm oblivious to a bunch of this Canadian shit. Anyways, like okay. I, I didn't grow up here. <laughs> okay, I'm just curious because I mean, it, I've it, never it, even heard of Poutine. Oh well, it happens to a lot of it happens to a lot of people in the weed business. No, 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 no. West West is West is almost transitioned. The the dude has snowshoes. Well, I do have a warning for West. There's a, a big. I saw a, a video today, and it was uh, the deal in Ottawa. And this person had a black car with pink painting on it. He had hand painted a sign, and uh, he's warning people about Candians. Uh, which is Canadians without an A, C A N D I A N S. I just want to warn you because we have that same. Uh, Willy Wonka is coming for you. Yeah, and uh, be careful because you know we have that uh, gazpacho soup thing you know going on. Uh, this dumb shit, uh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Green, right wing lunatic. <laughs> gazpacho. The Oompa Loompas go Oompa. We got the gazpacho. That's what he came in and brought Italian soup to everybody or something. I don't know. Gazpacho. Man, did you, see, did you see the cops running over protesters with their dancing horses there? Oh yeah. No, I, well, see, we're one of the few. Portland is one of the few cities, and they're phasing it out. That actually has mount a mounted police division. And um, when George Bush and uh, his dimwit vice president uh, Coyle came to town several years ago, they had to bring the horses out because it. They still could. The Bush family still refers to Portland as a little Beirut. And they, <laughs> they had like. I mean, it was. The cops were shooting canisters at tear gas, and these guys were picking up the tear gas canisters, live <laughs> and throwing them back at the cop. I mean, in the amount of that's police, some Antiguan shit. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the amount of police are trying to push everybody out of downtown, so they went and they, uh, the the protesters closed the bridges. Well, there's two rivers, one on the. Uh, let's see, I do my arithmetic. East side of Portland, and one on the north side. So when the bridges close. Downtown is just like isolated. And I thought, why would you why would you push these people over to the bridges? I mean, when you're trying to clear out downtown. So it was like closed for eight hours and it was a big fucking they they funnel. They want to funnel them into one area so like they have have control. When they're on the bridge, there's nowhere for them to go other than one fucking way. 
Right. In Philadelphia, we, we were at a lot of lacrosse players, like both men and women. So when they had protests downtown on like Broad Street and stuff, they just bring the lacrosse sticks and they just sling that shit right back at them in high speed. So it never really worked that well. So that there was never like a ton of tear gas because there was always a few people that had lacrosse sticks. So it was like, OK, cool. That works well. <laughs> so I, I do have some I good news for Canadians. There's a guy by the name of uh, uh, Mike Lindell. He's uh, Tom Selleck's uh, retarded cousin, and uh, he owns a, a My Pillow. Uh, <laughs> so otherwise known guy. as a bag, oh, child, no, a bag of chalk. He's, he, he's, he's trying to bring in ten thousand pillows. God, uh, to help you guys out. But here's the best: it's not just regular pillows. They got scenes from the Holy Bible. So you could get like little baby Jesus in the manger and you could get David and Goliath or whatever it's called uh, pillows. So I just try to collect all of them, you know, and, uh, and he's, he, with all, the, with all the different gemstones on them. Yeah. Yeah. Gemstones. You know a crack pillow yet? I thought, yeah. he, thought he was trying to make a crack pillow. <laughs> Well, yeah, he was. A, he's a former addict. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not so sure about the former, but uh, yeah. you know his banks. His bank shut him down this week. Yeah. They said we don't want your business. Yeah. So uh, he's got what ten thousand employees, and he was making all kinds of money. And now a big some of the big retailers like Costco won't carry his shit. Talk Who about an own goal. Wants it though. That, Talk that about that a fucking own goal. Sucks. Oh, they do suck. I mean, they're really well. His marketing machine built. They are terrible fucking pillows. It's a bag of yeah. chopped garbage, basically. Like they took memory <laughs> foam, which is good, and then yeah, chopped yeah, it up yeah. probably from other co pillow companies and threw it in a bag and sold it for like forty five bucks. Uh, I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't buy one with your money. But yeah. uh, how do I say this? Uh, somehow he sold him. I don't know because he was on TV or something. Yeah, I mean, like you said, how many fucking employees does the guy have? Yeah, I mean, bag, so that's literally uh, their product. Like that, they don't have. They don't have like a secret other line we're talking about. They don't, yeah, I think they have some other or something. It's just pillows. <laughs> I think oh, yeah, they have some other other stupid. So he does a lot of ass scene on TV. He's not just a oh, my okay. pillow. I, I think he has some other shit now too. Well, maybe that's how. Maybe that's how. He, well, I don't even know. I don't want. He's I don't want to think about that guy more than I have to. I have to be honest. Uh, oh, I love him. I think he's like he's the. I don't know. He's greasy. He's got that uh, later yeah, to be was, discovered sex offender look. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or, yeah. yeah Tom Selleck's uh, retarded cousin, man. Right. Yeah. So he's using um, a billion dollar lawsuit from Dominion. Oh god. Um, <laughs> Oh, right. For saying that they were cheating on this and that and the other thing. Yeah, and he's yeah. just like making it up, basically. And they're still like, well, yeah. we're going to sue you now. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Should we it's not even funny for get them. Introductions. That's right. This has been one of the most uh, free flowing <laughs> shows uh, in the history of Chronic Table. Ladies and gentlemen, who's up next? Uh, welcome, everybody. Colloquially. Uh, maybe we can just do like a group blessing and like a group welcome or something. Everyone says hi at the same time. Uh, Everyone go through real quick. Eliminated. Just say your name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's the good Start word? Charlie and just go around. Right. I just got back from Puerto Rico. I was in Puerto Rico most of the week working on, uh, on some farms down there. So. It was beautiful, man. I seen the pictures you yeah, took. Nice. Hey, I'm yeah. Saeve. Wait a minute. I, I need just to came back have from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Are you really flying to fucking Michigan? Apparently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not with my own arms, but I'm going to try to take Don't lie. You're borrowing the squirrel suit. Fucking hang glider. 
No. You think I get enough lift? There's what if I get a, like a, a hair dryer and blow? There isn't enough money so on this. Get more lift it's got to be a Dyson. I oh, got it. Right on. I've been to your breakfast with a lizard. Yeah. I've been to Ypsilanti and I lived to tell the tale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once was enough. Jesus Christ. There's some good people in Michigan. There's a lot of good growers going on now. they got a big growth scene. Friend of mine was asking me what's Michigan known for. I was like, uh, besides cars. cars. Yeah. I was like, yeah, besides cars. Let me think for yeah. a second. I was like, right, well, I mean, there is cars. The Lions, and then, uh, Detroit well, trucks. And, <laughs> and being half Canadian. <laughs> I thought about it for a second. I know they're good for cherries. What else? I think they're supposedly like they grow really good. Oh, uh, tulips over in uh, tulips. New Haven or something like that. They, they grow up in Oregon and the tigers, uh, rap music. Oh, God. oh yeah, yeah, Eminem, Eminem. Yeah. That's that's a little bit M&M, of yeah. both. Uh, okay, so you can take your Eminem, you can leave your fucking Kid Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm with that. There's not gonna be too many people that disagree with you. There, a few more. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, is he even rather, really rap? Can, <laughs> is it even rap? Throw away, even really music. Throw away Kid Rock. Really, leave yeah. me Limbiscuit. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Forgot about oh, man. That's a little, that's, that, on. that one Why spins you? on the top. I'm not even sure about that one. I don't know. I don't know. Who's up next? Okay, year? so I got to tell you this story. Go for it, Coop. So I go over to Doug's at Northwest Redworms. I made arrangements to. <laughs> and I, I was there like uh, three hours later, ironically. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. When I, I, he had sold me, uh, I purchased it the other day, but I couldn't pick it up till today. So I got uh, 20 gallons of uh, black leaf mold and uh, uh, two pounds of worms. But the best part was he sold me, because he did me you know, a favor, he sold me baby worms. So you buy by the pound, so you get more worms Hell yeah. pound by buying the small that's ones. Cool. And they get up to full size Genius. in about like five, six weeks. And that's when they're sexually mature. Mm. And, they know, and they'll self-populate, right? Huh? They like they regulate their population no matter the the, the pot you uh, put them only in. Only if you install worm tinder. Oh. Worm tinders. <laughs> Swipe well, to no, uh, it's a, like any other organism. More with more food available, they will increase their reproductive rate. So that's why uh, we add things like uh, barley because uh, uh, malted oh, barley. Kelp. Uh, see what else do I add? Anyway, so we're loading it up in the back of our SUV, and this guy pulls up, and he said he drove down from Tacoma, and that's 150 miles one way. So that's a pretty, you know, 300 mile to come by Burma compost. And then he says, "Are you Clackamas Coon?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, well, I heard you on an interview with uh, Jeremy Silva, and I figured you sound like you knew what you were talking about. It just shows you the power of a uh, video, right? Right. And I said, yeah, well, okay. And so he drove out down there, 300-mile round trip to go by worm castings because he's. I heard me talking about Doug at uh, 
So I look at Doug and I said, how often does that happen? He just kind of gives me a smile. He goes, quite often. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. you should put a little, be like, Doug, let me put a box up. And <laughs> the Clackamas says, collection box. Why am I handing you money for this, exactly. for these earthworm castings? Yeah, put a little like, jar next to it. It's like, it's the year that he, <laughs> the year that he told me, it was at the end of summer, and he lived he, his farm. He's got ten acres, right? Uh, maybe what a mile from the Columbia River that separates Washington and Oregon. So it was a really nice uh, late summer, early fall evening. So I said, "Well, how'd you do this year?" And at this point, he doesn't know I'm Clackamas Coot. I'm just Jim. So he says, "Well, I did five hundred yards." I'm going, "Fuck, five hundred yards at four hundred dollars." And I said, what about worms? He said, well, a thousand pounds of worms. So I'm thinking, God damn. 40,000 bucks right there. Yeah. So wow. he says, but I sure would like to meet this Clackamas Coot guy. I go, why is that? He's like, is he an asshole or something? He goes, no, he's been sending me business for the last. He burned me one too many times on the forum. <laughs> <laughs> he stole my woman and I'm trying to get him. He said, he, he said uh, he's been sending me business for over 10 years and he's never even, I would just want to thank him. So I stuck my hand and I said, well, you're welcome. And I thought he's going to fall over in a dead faint, you know. <laughs> so uh, he goes, why didn't you ever say anything? I said, I want you in business. Mm. Okay. I want to have a place where, where I can come get quality <laughs> you know, compost and not dick around with these guys in their bags of bullshit over at uh, Joe's uh, weed emporium. You know, uh, I won't mention any names, but right. never mind. Um, <clears throat> yeah, whatever. Anyway, there, there is no good bag stuff. So just, you know, deal with that. Um, I like going to places where you got to bring your own bucket. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I did that today. Uh, so I went, I, I literally, uh, uh, we were joking. He was like, oh, when you come here uh, 10 times or something, then you have to do your own work or something. So normally I basically yeah, yeah. go and he's already gotten the buckets for me. But today I went and scooped my own. But I got to see actually, like I got to see the peacocks and everything. I got to post some pictures on Instagram of the fucking peacocks. But because uh, he has all these peacocks just wandering around. And he also has really good eggs. So actually, if you guys are thinking about uh, going yeah. there, like make sure to get the fucking eggs too. He's Sometimes got ducks. He has he's duck got eggs. chicken. He has yeah, ducks. He's got ducks. I always he's forget to get the goddamn peacocks. duck eggs. The chickens run around. I, I want to say I've never seen the, ch the the ducks run around. I wonder if he lets them run they around. They were in the uh, chicken pen. Oh, gotcha. Because the hawks grab them. That, uh, to follow me, I don't want a cock, I want a head. <laughs> <laughs> the peacocks are dumb enough. He's told me this before. That the peacocks walk across the street to waiting coyotes. Yes. The coyotes are smart enough that they literally stand across the street because they don't yeah. want to get hit by a car. And they're like, let's wait for the dinner to come to us. Yes. And the peacocks are like, what's that? And they walk over there and the coyote invites He's them peacefully to dinner. Yeah. I, I think I us. counted like 30 today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Peacocks. Yeah, they're, uh, they're so yeah, pretty. They're they're so stupidly pretty. Peacocks are? Yeah, because they're they loud. make a lot of noise. Oh, okay. They start yeah, making yeah. noise when you're very territorial. So huh. if you if you come walking up on their property, they'll start making a bunch of noise. 
Yeah, give money. Like, funny they didn't make any noise today. The chickens were making more noise. Their chickens. Yeah, but were like growling at us. Like at night and shit. I you need know, a like new keyboard. People. Donate. Coot <laughs> <laughs> needs yet another keyboard. This this time with titanium <laughs> keys yeah. that are hand carved by I don't even yeah. know. Young version. Yeah. We cannot expect key carvers. to push like low grade buttons. This is no. this is beyond belief. So no. No. please dig deep. Just like you, just like you're at church. Yeah. Just dig deep and give it all. Shit. By the People way, we should finish doing the introduction. Start a religion around what they took from Coot. Some people hold your mixture, well, the Cornell mix, and they're like, dude, I, I wouldn't do that. I, it, it, it's amazing. It's just so funny. Up, they're Josh? like at a loss for words. Hey, guys. How's it going? Welcome, welcome. Cheers, dude. I made Cheers. a lot of there people a lot of money. I'll leave it sure at that. Sure sounds like it. I mean, Let's do the intro, finish the introductions. We're behind, ladies and gentlemen. Evil Deadly Fart, what it is. What's the good word? Hello, hello. What's up? Cheers, bud. Uh, <clears throat> having fun saying hi to hello. Uh, hello, hi, everyone. Hey, <laughs> hello, hi. It's like, at who first? Uh, hello, everyone on the panel first. Uh, and yeah, it's cool to see Val that is back in the chat. We got some newcomer on Discord, too. Nice, man. Pretty cool. So yeah, we always got the same guy together. At one point, we uh, we said everything. So we need some newcomer. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, it's always nice to see uh, uh, fresh uh, faces and then new friends. You know, it's always nice to make new friends. So, uh, yeah. folks are always welcome to to hop on and uh, shoot the shit with us. Cheers, Evil Deadly Fart. Uh, Chris, what's good? Oh, Chris just got up. Uh, Mr. Toad, what's the good word? Toad, what's up, buddy? Just kicking back, guys. Hope everybody's doing good out there, man. Thanks, man. Just came off a live feed that we were doing, saw you were on here, and thought we'd all come over and join you guys. Cheers, dude. Welcome. Uh, what's your channel so that folks can uh, catch those live feeds again? Uh, four, four, big bone, four, four. Interesting. Right on. YouTube I'm subscribed to it. I'm for sure subscribed to it. How am I subscribed? Okay, I'll, I'll just look his channel up and show you guys. I also be doing a show on uh, Future Cannabis every once in a while on nice. Future Cannabis Channel 2. We'll be doing a channel on there. Nice. Smoking with the homies. With Westport, right? Uh, no, it's a, a brand new one. We just did the first one on Thursday, so uh, we're not sure what day we're going to continue to do it. But it's me and Chris and a few whoever else wants to join us. We're just there smoking and talking shit. Kind of a clone version of this show, just not as cool, that's for sure. Oh, come on. Plenty cool, plenty cool. Okay, this is ridiculous. I'm always... Ironically, YouTube's search feature is sometimes horrible. So now I'm trying sometimes. to look at my subscriptions, and I've got apparently almost a thousand subscriptions, and it always freezes at this point. So now when I want to search my subscriptions, no dice. Speaking of freezing, it's supposed to be 17 Tuesday night. In, uh, 17 19 right now, cool. Come by? So here. No. Oh, in I Michigan? No, here. Oh, here? In oh, Portland, yeah. Cool. Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, 17 and 19, one night, night seven, whatever. Yeah. I thought winter was over. Coot has been giving me shit for uh, Michigan next week, Josh. Uh, uh, it's obviously your fault. Uh, you organized a wonderful conference over there, and we're going to be there. Uh, Potent's going to be there. I'm going to be there. You're going to be hey. there. And we're going to be in the fucking cold. Coot is, is not happy, right? Coot is like, uh, it's I cold. did not make. What do you want? You want it to be summertime I did not. Already? I did not make Michigan <laughs> the shithole that it is. Oh, shut up. Okay. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's yeah, like me. Uh, like, that's like you blaming me for Idaho. Or I you know, yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> we had. Yeah, we what's the temperature in, there right uh, now? When we were there in 2019, they had some of the best melts on tour. Um, there is a lot of fucking good growers out there, you know. Just a word. I was thinking you used cannabis to be like a degenerate, but no. Oh, <laughs> degenerate? <laughs> I do, yes. <laughs> no, it's the regenerative. It's after that. <laughs> degenerative <laughs> conference? <laughs> That's my conference. <laughs> Wes, we're having it in we're having it in Boston. <laughs> That's like that's like that Futurama like or something. That's like Bender basically saying, "Well, fuck this conference. I'm gonna have my own conference with blackjack and hookers." I call it the degenerative conference. I'm gonna do the degenerate conference. It's like just after a small I'm patenting that idea. This is brilliant. <laughs> the worst part is people would come to it. Yeah, yeah. if I can pay uh, yeah. a big advert, and, I can do it. <laughs> and for everybody out there that can't make the conference in person, they will actually be live streaming the conference as well. Um, oh, so the, there, make, the, what, a, what a good solution. You can enjoy the program without having to actually physically be in Michigan. I mean, <laughs> in my opinion, that's a win-win deal. You know? <laughs> You you'd almost pay people <laughs> not to be there. Yes, exactly. It's like it's like let's Why say, do you hate Michigan? <laughs> well, when I was there, okay, the American uh, automobile industry had collapsed. I mean, just collapsed by the end, end of the seventies. Uh, Japanese uh, imports were just had decimated. You know, General Motors, Ford, they were struggling uh, with their boats. With at least the big, big ass cars that nobody wanted, you know, yeah, six miles a gallon, blow me, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and it was just poverty. I mean, it was like really miserable. Um, yeah. Poverty, you know, Appalachia kind of shit. People lost their jobs, you know. I mean, that's terrible, well, but nothing's worse than Appalachia. So that wasn't real fair, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you may get the idea. I mean, how do I say this? Coot is being facetious, but there is kind of a truth to it that the, the deep Appalachians like West Virginia and so on, they're, they're poor on a level that a lot of America doesn't see sometimes. Yeah. You know, we don't really visualize it. That's why they make moonshine. Could Josh, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the conference since we just put the link up? Yeah. No. We don't want it, Josh. We're I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can show the promo. Here we go. Hey, yeah, the promo, uh, dude. You did a uh, fucking smash job. Dude, we did a Good job. Thank you. Uh, hopefully the audio that plays. Really, really, really good. That looks professionally done. friend of mine told me the, the music is too ominous. I'm like, oh, fuck you. It was cool. What's that, Chris? I said, if the all-star busting out dancing, doing the same 
dance. That's the last shit. day. Everyone bu- busts into Bollywood style music. I mean, uh, we don't show that because I mean, you got to go to the conference. Josh, pretty much. Have a whole dance number. You got to show yeah. up in person. Nice. That's River dance. Dope. River dance. River dance. <laughs> Just watch out for the gazpacho police. Little, little do we know. Little do we know. Josh has been training for this his whole life. He's been taking river dance classes. He's ready. If I had that that depth of character in me, holy shit! You know, I could do that. I could do one of those presentations at a show like that in under thirty seconds. I just get up there and say, "Hey, it's all about worm castings." You don't agree, blow me, and then uh, you know get off the stage. So, that like, would, why does everyone waste their money? It's all about right. worm castings. Blow yeah. up. Yeah, just forget what good worm casting. <laughs> I mean, you, you have them beat for economy that's, of words. That's, that's for sure. Promo. I really appreciate the support. <laughs> oh, I was. I didn't mean you. Know, I was just talking about in general. I would have nothing to say except use worm castings. Don't bother me. You know. So. Well, you got more to say than that because uh, what if I just put dandelions in, in my worm composting bin? Or if I just put lettuce from uh, shitty lettuce from Central California boxed lettuce, you know well, what I mean? Like, as I've said a hundred times, as magical as worms are, they can't turn water into castings and lettuce is about 99.6% water. So uh, you wouldn't have much. Even exactly. apples, think about that. Apples are like over 90%. So if you went and bought a case of organic apples, you just thought, okay, I'm going to put this in my worm bin and make really good castings, right? Okay, this sounds groovy. Well, a lug of apples is 40 pounds. That's standard industry thing. So you have 1% is actual material that can be processed into castings. And at $50 for a 40-pound lug of apples, man, they better be some really good castings. Uh, 1% would be what? Why don't we have uh, goddamn uh, metric in this country? You got to convert everything over into ounces. And the, I mean, metric's really cool. You go, okay, I need 70%. Man, you think you Americans would be the first people to want to get off the fucking uh, imperial system? Hey, we were we were on our road. Uh, we're stuck on it forever. It was passed by Congress. Point. It was signed signed by uh, Dick. Uh, you must be alone. <laughs> and at least we don't measure ourselves by stone. What the fuck is a stone? You guys ever yeah. hear about what like the the, fuck in is England? That? They're like, oh, he's seven stone or whatever. Yeah, like twenty-two kilos or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, the only people I know hey, about kilos in this country that, are former see. drug drug dealers. That one they got down. Got that one down. Kilo. Drug dealers the only people who know He weighs about three kilos. United States. They know. Yeah, they know the grams. 112 grams is a quarter pound all day long. Okay, we're gonna short. We're gonna short that pound down to 448 grams. Right. Okay, and they can do that. You know, oh, and a nickel's five grams. You can always verify your scale. You know, uh, your little uh, hand scale. You put a nickel on there and weigh five grams. What else? There's something else you used to do. A little over five. So we're. Uh, we're, about We're an not hour cocaine. We're talking about some buds, man. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, gotta, I just know it. 
Yeah. We should try to finish our intros here at the very oh, least sorry. about an hour in. Um, Josh, why don't you go ahead and finish introducing yourself and tell us about the conference since we were, I was trying to do that. <laughs> Here's Josh. You're welcome. That's his show. Cultivation Conference is happening this next coming weekend in uh, Whitmore Lake, Michigan at the Grow Greens MI facility. <laughs> We have a three-day packed Friday, Saturday, Sunday of uh, many events, many speakers. <laughs> Friday, we have Dr. Elaine Ingham, um, Steve, uh, our, our, our host here, Potent Honix, Steve, co-host, and um, Eric Brandstead, Joshua Steensland. Saturday morning, we turn the, turn the gears and we hit to uh, Beneficial Insects with Suzanne Wainwright and Chris Trump into Korean natural farming. And then uh, late that evening, I'm going to take my swing at the bat and try to confuse you all into the world of uh, living soil and aquaponics. And then um, Sunday, we are with the maestro, Kevin Jodry, um, is going to talk to us about all things uh, cannabis, future um, genetics um, and marketing. And then uh, we're going to have uh, Nick Risen's going to host a series of breeders panels um, that I'm really excited about. He's rallied a rally crew of guys. Um, I know that I, shit, I'm going to, I'm going to mess up all the different guys that he's rallied. I know he's got four wise eyes. Um, what's up? Go ahead, bud. I was going to say there's four wise eyes, there's Fresh Coast. Um, I have to pull a flyer out to look at who all's there because I can't remember. Um, it's going to be a good time. And then we also do a seed swap on um, on Sunday. Um, four wise eyes, Geo Farms, Fresh Coast, and Wee Woo. Sorry, sorry, Wee Woo, Scapegoat Genetics. Um, and then yeah, we have a seat swap on Sunday during lunch. It's pretty epic. Um, I, you can walk away with well more than your the ticket share uh, in seats uh, during those swaps. You know, like I usually give out people a couple, bring a couple two two different varieties to give out to people, and everyone else does the same. So it's not going to be uncommon for you to walk away from 20, 30 packs uh, for free during that during that time so it's it's a pretty cool deal um we'll, we will be selling some seeds on the side and um you know one of the big things beyond all the education i get i get a little bit of guff because it's an it's a spendy thing and uh people ask me i've had people ask me where are the, these fancy west coast sponsors and um all this stuff and like for me it's just about education the ticket price pays for the speakers to come it pays for me to come and organize the whole thing um and it's just that simple. There's no vendor boost. We do sell seeds, but that's it. You know, we don't have like any any compost or any nutrient company or any anybody paying for oh, the shit. Man, it's the ticket price paying for it. So um, it ends up creating a unique atmosphere, and that was my my goal in it. Um, that we're literally going to be in a big square building, you know, and it's just a room full full of heads that are going to be smoking weed and, and learning about this. And all the speakers are paid to be there you know steve will be there the entire time eric will be there the entire time kevin will be there the entire time chris and suzanne will be there for two and a half three days of the of the show um Steensland will be there most of the time um eric branson will be there the entire time you know so they're there to hang out beyond their 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 you know 
their two three hour talking uh, stint, and um, and there's so much value in that, you know, and the connection that happens not only with the speakers but also with the the farmers and the growers together, get the get the opportunity to share seeds and to share strategy and to work together. Um, it really, you know, this is this is hobby for some of us. This is hobby slash work for some of us. This is total work for some of us. There's a range of things and, and the connections uh, are, are open for all those different, um, you know, all those different reasons or whatever. So it's, it's been a fucking cool time. And, and I'm really thankful for everyone that, that, that supports me and sports doing this thing because it, it truly is a labor of love. Um, it's not a moneymaker um, deal. It's really a, my way to uh, make right, right some wrongs in the environment, you know, by teaching people how to grow a little bit better And it, you know, by the way, that uh, when you saw, talk about the, the the speaker side, I was there basically, you know, filming the thing, and so I got to see everything from the bird's eye view. Basically, <clears throat> when you say that uh, the the speakers are there the whole weekend, you're not you're not joking, you're not messing around. Uh, Kevin Jodry, for one, like that's one that I don't know that anybody really ever has a chance to bump shoulders with him, right? Unless they're in v- much more expensive rooms than that, and so that means never, basically, if you're on a project with him or something. So actually, to just kind of there were a bunch of folks like our friend Soulshine was there half the time I would go outside for a break or something, I'd see Soulshine basically soaking it in or having a conversation. That's epically important. That's epically valuable. Like uh, he's uh, Soulshine, I'm sure, walked away with insights that he would not have ever gotten anywhere else, as well as potentially becoming friends with somebody who is somewhat influential. You know, that's that's not a small thing, not to mention all the other folks there are basically like, uh, you know, a place like Michigan, probably it won't be only Michigan growers. I mean, for sure in California, it, was only, it wasn't only California people. There were people from all over the place. So there's going to be people from all over the place that you can uh, make really good connections with. And these are not the kind of people who you just kind of meet, you know, on the street or whatever. These are not just the, the Indo Expo, like booth passers, you know, nothing wrong with that. I go to the Indo Expo myself, but these are kind of the people that you would want to be friends with. And you know, I think in many cases, you know, the, the folks that go to those conferences and the guests themselves. So I think it's that's where I valuable. go. Cool. You'd enjoy it. I have to be honest. You no, would enjoy I'm, it. I'm talking about Indo Expo. Oh. I was, I was appalled. You go for the free, you go for the free, let me think, what do you go for? You go for the free, obviously Thanks. you go for the free silica. That's clearly what Ku goes for. He's very interested in all the different silica products. Stickers. Yes, that's right. He's, the, yeah. he's there for the slaps. He, he wants to put the oh, slaps oh, and, on and, and uh, calcium carbon. his computer. And calcium right. carbon. Calcium carbon. Yeah, that's getting yeah. get in No, Calmac. Calmac. Not calcium carbon. He's there for the Calmac. That's thing, right? Because who doesn't need more Calmac? Everybody needs, he actually, needs more The Calmac. drone thing is just so you can walk around and put stickers all over the city. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Coot and the mad slapping. Well, I guess. Also, go figure, he's a big time graffiti artist. I just broke his cover. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be hey, funny? B. Hey, B, thank you. Yeah. Hey, B. Thing I to thank you for putting that bag up. Tagger. Uh, that's, you see that word on there? It says unbleached. That's really important because they actually use chlorine to bleach flour to get it white. So if you're going to buy uh, that, uh, a flour to make food for your family, you definitely want to look for that unbleached if you're not going to buy, you know, a whole wheat. But anyway, that looks like really good, like a really good product, by the way. So the region, uh, the region conference is also live streamed uh, for Michigan as well. So you guys can get. So, wait a minute. You mean that I can sit here in the comfort of my home and it won't be freezing with, cold with the. Uh, uh, a very efficient heating uh, and exhaust system. 
Yep. On a, what is it? 88 or 78? TV. And yep. see the whole thing without having to go to Michigan? Yep. I think, I, I think I'm dialed in on this. I mean... No airports, no. Not free- only that, but there's probably no, going to be a no chat feature. I would imagine you can use your amazing. You won't get free seats. That's a big one, uh, oh, and you also care. won't be able to. But you would on the bright side, Coot. For you, this is a benefit. You'd be able to use your keyboard to chat in the in the, in the chat. Well, that's yeah. Co- yeah. It's a kind I of a it makes very satisfying clicks. I have heard uh, it on myself. The front, I didn't mention uh, that that we. I am. I'm throwing a spin on this thing and everyone that buys a, a ticket to the, uh, the physical event that's coming uh, to each one of the regions, they're going to get mailed out a t-shirt and a pack of seeds. Um, I'm calling it the Soto project. Um, and it's basically, I got a, a pack of root beer cross chem dog special reserve seeds gifted to me from Kevin Jodry. Um, so super cool pack. Uh Tony probably knows a little bit about the these, these lines. Uh, the root beer is from Mean Gene, and this is, as far as I know, the only root beer that's been released with the the, the, the true clone. You know, they use the true clone. Everything else has been some sort of BX. And then the Chem Dog Special Reserve is the same one that was used to make the Black Lamb Reserve. Uh, it brings in a lot of gas. It brings in a lot of... Uh, a lot. Uh, weather resistance. Uh, we were talking about that with Josh and Kelly, and they were verifying up in Canada. They've used that same Kim Dog Special Reserve for bringing a lot of weather resistance and and um, strength. And um, so I got the beans. I popped. I opened them up. Ran them outdoors in my gnarly environment. I'm up in Bellingham, Washington, by Canada, and um, I I found a couple plants that worked really well. One was a vanilla cream soda. One was a little more root beer leaning. And I'm open pollinating those, or I'm, I'm taking those. I'm dumping those with two males onto those, and uh, that those are the seeds that are going to be given out. So they're F2s of the root beer cross chem dog special reserve, and we're going to do a little breeding project within each reed. So that you know, when we're going to Michigan next week, everyone's going to get those seeds, and and we'll we'll turn it into an NFT on the back end. I'm still working out the details on how to do that, but uh, everyone will get. But email you need to know, link. man. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to figure it out. I know a lot of people have been trying to help. I've just not been mentally ready to to dial it all in. But the I'll goal send is... You, that, I'll send you an email. I got your email. I'm smashed. I got your yeah, email. Yeah. I'll send you an email with uh, the one, the two two I use to make them and shit. They're cool. easy, simple. You just upload. Put the... Yeah. It, oh, I'll send you an email. They're, they're simple sites. Cool, man. And... Um, and anyway, so so it's a breeding project. So everyone will run the seeds out over the next year, year and a half, and then we'll get together on social media and we'll do some te- voting based upon tests and photos, and maybe we'll even do a regional uh, hangout and and smoke some smoke some of it together if we can with a band of people. That'd and, be cool. And then as a group, we'll we'll vote and say, hey, we're going to use uh, you know th- th- this cut and th- this cut over here, and we're going to make another line out of it, and then we'll end up being able to sell that and because we're dropping it as nft it'll all be traced on the blockchain and every as we sell those those seeds out of the f f3 maybe they we have to take them to f4 um everyone that participated will get a cut and it'll all be based on the blockchain and so i've done my math and i think that we can essentially pay everyone back their ticket price um it'll take us you know a year or two a couple years to do it um, but it, I think it'll be a really cool concept. And then if we can actually do all that, 
as a as a group, different groups, you know, within the Humboldt area, the Michigan area, and the Maine area, the Oklahoma area. Um, I think it'll be a pretty powerful tool going forward. Um, not only that, well, I think it'll be a pretty powerful selection and, and some really cool genetics to get out. So um, I just thanks for letting me have all this time, feel me, um, mm-hmm. you know, to talk about it. But that that part I think is really important for people to understand. Um, I think it's I think it's a really cool side benefit. And that Kim Dog Special Reserve side that uh, Kevin's fucking with is killer. I'm using that myself for a couple years now as uh, the male side of some of the stuff that I want to impart a lot of gas, um, a lot of the uh, mold resistance. That, that plant kicks down some fucking killer flavor. Kevin sent me some of those seeds along with the cross to the Ghost OG. So, yeah, those things are nice. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm stoked. I'll probably end up dropping some pollen on on those chem chem uh, that you sent me. He Tony just sent me for the second time. He's fucking re up me because I lost them. Um, the chem four, the ninety one, and the D. And I'm really really fucking grateful. Really excited to. I actually have. I just texted you earlier, but I put each one of them in their own eight by ten bed. Like I'm just gonna let them go up big. You know, I want to get some video and just be able to show people like, here you go. Here's the four. Here's the fucking D. Here's the 91, you know, walk through it, you know. That Kim D um, came to me from my buddy, Eric. He's passed me quite a few cuts. Um, he got it through uh, uh, Bob Hempel. So that cut's hella verified, man. Um, and it's stony as fucking shit. Probably, I, I, I smoked, smoked it the other day. Yeah, that's the same shit that you were smoking. It comes from that same mother plant. So you you've you've smoked it. So you got you know it's fucking verified from smoking it. Yeah, and it's fucking stony baloney for sure, dude. It put me on my ass. And I've been using that for uh, for a little while in my breeding, along with that ninety one. I've had the ninety one for a while. I got I've that the ninety one for a while. Well, it's a ninety one mixed with a Calio. Love it. Yeah. It works good out here, outdoor. Love it. Yeah. I want to ask Mr. Toad something since I went to Have you ever seen a terpene profile like this with transneridol, caryophyllene, uh, and then cisneridol being in the top three, top four? I have not. Nick right? will be all about that. Yeah, Nick would be. I have not seen neridoline like, that high. I can do two or three dabs of the stuff that I normally do from rosin pressing, and it doesn't get me as fucked up as a, a bong pack of this. That's what, that's is, what is it called? Wook something? Wook stomper. Yeah. Is that across a Bodie's work with uh, with like a grape stomper or something? The, the Wookie and uh, grape Hold stomper, maybe? I'll pull the lineage on it. Hold on a sec. I said this earlier with the actually the bud I'm trimming up right now, actually, this plant. I took a like I ripped a whole bowl in one in one like light and I was like, damn. Normally I can do that and I don't get it like sweats, but I got like dab sweats. I was like, whoa, that was good. <laughs> Very enjoyed. I kind of um I like that we have open testing over here too. I could technically Bring samples down and go get it tested. It's a uh, sour snow crossed with Mendo cookies. Is the original lineage. Really, sour it doesn't have Wookie. Sour Wookie in it. <laughs> and then Mendo cookies is the whip with sour snow crossed with Girl Scout cookies. So it's got some Durban and some OG Kush in it. That's a weird 
Cross, Durban, OG Kush. You don't see that too often. That's uh, cookies. That's what they call them, cookies. Yeah, they say cookies is a Durban OG Kush. Well, they, they, they say it's F1 Durban, and the F1 Durban supposed so to be... So it's a Durban BX, then? The F1 Durban supposed to be a Mendo per Durban cross. Not just... It's not a Durban poison plant in and of itself. If It's supposedly a Mendo purple Durban. No one can verify that so far that I know, but that's what I've heard. Here's the... Here's the cannabinoids on it. It's 25%, 25.24% THC. Total 29.61. So yeah, but with that terpene profile, that stuff right there would be fucking nice because it doesn't have to have a massive cannabinoid. It doesn't need to hit 35 or nothing like that. If you can get a terpene up in the three, four, five percent on a, a regular basis, especially if it's a mixed terpene profile, not just a spike in one. When those terpenes spike in one, it's going to be a single noted kind of high. It's going to be that stuff that just hits you for a minute and then it doesn't go nowhere. But this stuff will should hit you. Uh, one of the speakers, uh, one of the speakers at that uh, Regen conference, Kevin Joder, that I mentioned a couple of times before, has said in the past that uh, the public goes and gets high THC weed based on you know I, f- I think a lot of us realize maybe uh, probably a misconception that's better stronger weed, and I, th- I think he said before that that's incorrect. That for example, it's not better stronger weed; it's not going to get you higher, but that it does associate with a longer high. Uh, so specifically, I guess what I'm trying to say, what what uh, Mr. Joder has posited is that a higher THC will equate not to being higher but to being higher longer. Is there any truth in that? Kind of high and it doesn't give you that complex type of high that can take you places. If it's just high in one cannabinoid you, you, you get high in one I mean you might feel like fucking disoriented for a second but you come out of it quickly. It's yeah let's like talk habit. about straight THCA isolate or something like if you demonstrate THC isolate, it's literally just like a, a fast buzz. Like it, there's yeah. no, it doesn't, it doesn't have any legs. You know what I mean? You know what? THC. I don't know if you guys have ever tried Marinol, but THCA really feels like Marinol. It really, yeah. really, really feels like Marinol. It's kind of edgy and shit. Like the high is there for yeah. a second, and then afterwards, it, it what happened to that? Like it wasn't good. Marinol. They started you know, what using happened to that cannabis. shit that you were making, Steve, when I first met you oh. at the in Portland in the oh, basement there? That powder shit that you like. Oh, that stuff here. In fact, I have some right here. This so check stuff. this out. This guy, I meet Steve and he like hands me this powder. It's like, <laughs> looks like cocaine. And put it um, under your tongue. he's like, put it under your tongue. And he's, and he's like, that's 30 milligrams. I'm like, well, give me four of them. You know, like I'm here to party. And he's like, no, no, no. Just try one and, and and see what happens. I'm like, seriously, dude, I take a lot of lot of weed, like, you know, no worries. And he's like, just trust me. That it's like we're hanging out for a while. So I'm like, I'll 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 take it and I'll come back and hit him up, you know. And sure shit, two hours later, I'm just sitting at the table, just like you know, wide eyed. I'm like, holy fuck, dude, how did that 30 milligrams hit me so hard? You know, I actually had to go home, you know, about eleven o'clock. I was too stoned. Um, Fumi had that experience too. So Fumi, I gave him some at the Dude Grows thing, and and he also had my dabs as well. Uh, I'll let Fumi speak up for himself on that. 
that I got too high. I don't remember that exactly. <laughs> I, got, I got high. I got real high. Uh, I remember <laughs> I played the uh, uh, VR setup. That you, excuse me, that you had for <laughs> a half hour, and it was super fun. So I was what pretty lit. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> At the time, he had the HTC. It was just like a phone yeah, VR. I think no, he was no, a much no. fancier one now. But HTC Vive. I have gotcha. the two towers. I still have it. It's actually, it's currently set up in my right, this very room. I mean, it's possible. It's been what, like four years? Maybe I didn't get too high. I don't know. I know I, I got high. Say, did it make for the sure. VR with it? Did it like? Did you end up like? Sometimes VR makes you nauseous. Honestly, no, it was fun. It was epic fun. Uh, I kept saying like, "Oh, does anyone want to go?" And everyone apparently was actually nauseous. So I was like, "All right, I'll just go again." Uh, I was like, uh, "He, I think he only had two games there, but it was fine." Like the the the, the one game was fucking super fun. Anyway, uh, how do I say this? Uh, uh, um, it's pirate trainer. Yeah, basically, yeah. And so it reminded me a lot of, like, the old games, like the Atari games, where pew, 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 you know, shooting aliens, but you had, like, laser swords and shit. It was fucking epic. Like, I was like, that's the only game I actually played, frankly. It was so fun, much fun. Uh, and it was so much funner on weed, just like that. Uh, what was it from uh, the fucking uh, Half-Baked? Have you ever played VR on oh, John Stewart? <laughs> yeah. That was John Stewart. Yep. Yeah, hey, Josh, you're fucking with that Kim Dog Special Reserve. I should have sent you uh, the Ghost OG Kim Dog Special Reserve female I have. That girl's nice. She, well, she would... fuck, dude. I have I, I have never had the Ghost, but I got the Ghost uh, LPK Lime Pop Kush, oh. and that fucking shit is out of this world, man. I sm- it was the first thing I smoked. I smoked the whole bag. And then I, I put the bag away up on my counter right here, sat here for like mm-hmm. three weeks. And I just pulled it out last night. I was like, oh, I'm going to get those crumbs out of there, dude. And I fucking took me 20 minutes to roll the joint out of the crumbs, but it's still so good. It was like that. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, I, I, yeah. I, for whatever it is, I think that it's the ghost uh, holds. You tell me if I'm wrong, but I would guess the ghost holds its OG-ness for sure, but it takes on the flavors of that. That Lime Pop Kush came through really well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet you that Lime Pop Kush is nice. I've got some of the Lime Pop F4s from uh, the Higher Thought Guru that I want to run through. But that, yeah, the Ghost will hold itself in there, but that jeans work with the Lime Pop definitely will shine through, man. I've got a Ghost OG, Ghost OG Kim Dog Special Reserve too. If you want to work on that for something that will lean hard to the OG side, that's still connected to that Kim Dog Special Reserve stuff from Jake, from Kevin. Yo, I got a question. Um, I'm actually trying to figure this out lately. Does anyone know who runs Third Coast Genetics from Michigan? No, I don't. No. He has some stuff I really was like, oh, that's interesting, but I don't know who runs it. it I think it I might be Thugpoke. I've talked to them a couple of times at a couple of different conferences, but I can't for life me remember the guy's name. He's running a bunch of, if you look at his gear, it's a bunch of Thugpoke gear. I know Thugpoke was based out of Michigan, and I know he kind of disbanded Thugpoke. So I was just wondering if anyone knew if it was anything close, because he has a peanut butter breath Oreos. Which is the tag along? I was really fucking interested in. It's called tag along. I've never heard of it until I got some extract in it from Boom, and that shit is so loud. I was like, I want to grow this. Hmm. 
by the way, I was going to say uh, my experience, my only experience with Ghost OG has been a positive one. I got uh, sugar tits from Sub, and it was uh, Ghost OG crossed to a space dude, and it took on the space dude candy stuff. Like, I had one or two phenotypes that yeah, were super, super, like, actually meaty, like, really, like, rich meaty. They didn't breed very well, so I kind of let them go, but they were real strong. But the ones that I actually kept were uh, a really sugary one, and then a, 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 a very kind of, like, loud, crazy candy, like, uh, like yeah. health food store candy or something, basically. And that's a lot of that space dude coming through with that uh, ghost OG high. So it was very much it was like kind of the blending. It was super epic, really fucking greasy and stuff. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's the mom of uh, that's the mom of Gawain, my Gawain, and then I have uh, Dread Persephone. Anyway, go ahead. I was gonna say I cross my space cheese to that ghost, and it gets the same kind of profiles out of that. And my space uh, cheese is a, has a Romulan in it, very similar to uh, the space dude. Um, it, it uses the same Romulan cut That's cool. that was in there, and that Romulan will breathe that out of a lot of things. It, it pulled out bubble gum and candy out of GMO. Hmm. It pulled it out of the Hollywood Pure Kush. It pulled it That's out cool. of the Ghost OG. Those those terpene profiles are in there, hmm. and they're what well, was the nice. space made up? Because I had a space candy years uh, ago. It was epic, epic, epic. Like it would have crushed today today's dessert market. UK cheese vortex, right? Burden special. Uh, subs subs was UK cheese vortex. That's no. what made space candy. No, uh, maybe space candy. Here, let me look up space candy. Well, I don't know. I don't know. know. What's space? Like, you made some sort of space. Space candy is <clears throat> cotton candy by Space Queen. What is cotton candy? Space, here, yeah, sure cotton you. candy is cotton candy is uh, fucking lavender by so power plant. Of, uh, oh, nice cross. Sweet on the uh, cotton candy. Look Should be that. is it delicious seeds cotton candy? Oh, I thought it would have. Cheese quake in it. Delicious seeds, that's it. Yeah, it's delicious seeds, uh, cotton candy crust. And the cotton candy is a remake of uh, Sweet Tooth from Breeder Steve. Huh. They tried to make it. So then you get that cross to the space dude, which is a Cindy 99 male cross to the Romulan female. Mm. And that's where you get that combination of sweet that wants to come out of there that everybody likes. If, you're, if you like sweet... Uh, uh, cannabis, you will find beautiful stuff that come under those crosses for sure. Hmm. I Thank worked you. with Romulan for like and 14 And my experience years. was that. Go ahead. Could, could you put in Blue Orca? I will put in Blue Orca. Who had I'm really surprised. What was that? I have a vague memory of that. Uh, I assume you mean the unknown. That's Here, right? The unknown or legendary or Swami organic seed. No, they're <laughs> probably not that one. Uh, they're That'd saying it's an Afghani. So mm-hmm. Blue Orca, a.k.a. the one, is an indica sativa variety from unknown origin and can be cultivated indoors and outdoors. Flavors and smells, earthy, oh. pine, and skunk. In my experience, it coots a, a little bit cakey, actually, uh, oh, in, a, in a very geez. pleasant way. Just just barely <laughs> noticed. No, in a good way, coot is like, ah, oh, I hope shit. it's no. cakey. I mean, that's, that's really what I shoot. That's for. all I've wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Plus to cover some young guy. I mean, Afghan it was really... Afghan by 76 Anyway, so I, I gave him that strain, that cut, and what did he do to it? He crossed it with somebody's uh, illegal ant or something? Oh, fuck you. I mean, for what it's worth, that was a good attempt, an L5, but I don't know what the results yeah, were. 
care of it. That's the only seat I ever bought was one time from came. Neville. I bought his, uh, the one that was supposed to make you lose uh, control of your bowel movements and urination. It was so good. That happens to me I all never, the time. I, I love that you say it that way because it is absurd. It's honestly absurd when you say it. Like, when it's like it's in the catalog, it says, oh, you're going to shit yourself. That was, but that that was 35 years ago. Not I never, I never you, repeated that bullshit. Neville and his catalog, the seed bank. And then his, uh, his competition was called Super Sativa. Uh, seed club and that became uh, what's today's uh, oh yeah sensi seeds their big one was afghani hashtag numero one afghani number one you know i i know the story so i can't be impressed uh, <laughs> and i sure as fuck wasn't impressed with neville's bullshit especially when arjun got him through uh, uh shawnee baba you know uh george from uh georgia or alabama or some bullshit you know yeah some major teacher out of india from mobile alabama give me a break so yeah they just raped everybody oh excuse me they reworked the genetics that's that's the instead of saying yeah we ripped them off now it's well we got them. we reworked them oh okay cool It's Christophe. Uh, bonjour, Christophe. Uh, comment ça va? Oh, he has it over there. Do you have blue orchid in France? Uh, good evening, uh, my friends. Uh, super, bonjour. la puissance. Uh, J'ai bien dormi quand même. J'ai bien fait dodo. Cool. Pépère. Uh, désolé, <laughs> no English. <laughs> No worries, buddy. Venue. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about that word. Welcome. Uh, cheers, buddy. Nice to see you. Uh, so what was I going to say? I actually forget. Oh, I was going to ask earlier, honestly. This was a kind of a useful question. So a friend of mine uh, uh, DM'd me, and I was like, you know what? This is an interesting one uh, to potentially discuss on the show. So uh, a lot of folks these days are fairly new to cannabis or for one reason or another are, are avoiding smoking it. I've even known folks who take a month off of you know smoking just to kind of clear out the, their lungs, whatever. So really? they go and use stuff like uh, uh, edibles, of course, or some folks have been using tinctures. This person likes to use tinctures, uh, but... Trying to find dosage. Uh, I think uh, 50. Okay, let me see. Do I have the pictures of it? Well, okay, it doesn't actually matter. The the particular one was like Siskiyou Naturals, and I was like, hey, so what's the dosage? Da da da. Do you know what you know? What does it say on the bottle? And she was like, oh, I don't know, 500 milligrams or something. You know, total. Now I was like, no, that's the volume. Da da da. Is there like a you know THC per blah blah blah? Because otherwise, how am I supposed to tell you? Oh, take two dropperfuls or three dropperfuls or whatever. And so in the experience, uh, the dosage on the bottle said take call it fucking just for the sake of argument take uh, uh, one uh, dropper full and evidently she took two and didn't feel a goddamn thing and this is an inexperienced smoker so I'm or an inexperienced weed user so I'm thinking to myself how does one when one is fairly new to weed start to figure that out instead of how do I say this obviously you could go through a two week process where every single day you're like you know painstakingly dosing a little bit more but uh, uh, there's got to be an easier way and in the past when I would buy uh, tinctures I would basically just look at the bottle and say okay this is the dosage 
divide it by the volume and then basically figure, okay, I want to get like, I knew myself because I knew I was an experienced smoker. So I was like, I need at least 40 milligrams. And so in that case, I would measure out, okay, that's going to be like three dropperfuls. And I would just measure out three dropperfuls, drop into my freaking coffee. But for some reason, that's not working. That's not, that's not the first time that I've heard from somebody, hey, I tried such and such many dropperfuls and nothing happened. Do you guys have any experience with using tinctures? Like, does this sound like madness? Because I, I, as I'm describing it, it doesn't oh, it, sound like madness. Yeah, it was, it. Sometimes when you take edibles, they're, they're, they're like fatty, fatty, the fatty food that you take it with has a lot to play in. So when it's in a tincture, it doesn't have any fatty food, right? So like you eat a candy bar, it's got the chocolate and the fat, you know what I mean? So I think that it can like pass on through. It does not pass on through. Is not the right right word. It just doesn't, it doesn't bind. It doesn't metabolize right? until it gets into the liver, and Good so fun. it doesn't hit you as fast. You know, um, it doesn't hit you the same. Like mm. so, I think that that it's good advice. Like if you're trying to hit an edible and trying to get mass max benefit, like to eat something fatty with it, you know. That's a really good thought. Uh, so how do I say this? It's a very good possibility that someone like that would drink maybe some tea or something at bedtime and basically take a couple of those dropperfuls in the tea thinking that's going to work and then nothing happens. And then well, the nothing happens, don't. but it happens when they're sleeping. Uh. They're not, they're not feeling it as quickly like type thing. You know, it's not gotcha. binding to their, their system. It's quickly not happening until it gets to their liver and down later. And a uh, great thought. And in the Edible past, I told people when I had thought about that, I told people, hey, make sure to eat a piece of chocolate or even if you have like uh, just anything kind of with some piece fat of cheese. In it, yeah. a piece of bacon, honestly, or a piece of cheese, like you said. Yeah, 100%. And that'll somehow bind the THC. Uh, I don't know the chemistry of it. Perhaps Coot knows. Uh, but uh, uh, it'll bind the uh, THC in such a way that your body will access it. I think it basically makes it bioavailable, I'd say, uh, more than anything. I don't know. That's, that's probably yeah. fucking layman's terms right there yeah so so it depends on how they bind the um the edible right so what carrier oil um, that they use for their their final delivery so if they have lecithin or mct oil or some kind of other compound at the right ratios along with whatever carrier oil that's what's going to give that ultra rapid delivery um compared to you know the more traditional i shit with hella cotton milk <laughs> I'm reading the comments. Uh, well, Chris Guerrero, not a bad thought either. I mean, I suppose you'd want to brush your teeth afterwards, but you know, chocolate milk or something, right? Like that will literally make it a little bit more uh, available to you. No, I agree. I no. would totally agree. No. Um, I I honestly like the the gummies. I they I go. What I do is I'll take a couple edibles or edible. And then I'll go to the gym and go swimming. And when I hit, when I'm like in the pool, right in the middle of swimming, I start feeling high as fuck. And I'm just like, this is great. I feel like I'm fucking flying through the water and shit. It's, uh, you, you start ever, forgetting uh, what uh, you're doing. A lot of folks get anxiety about taking weed. Would you ever feel anxiety in the pool with that? Like, do you get, uh, no. uh, do you feel scared or something or do you just feel relaxed and happy? I feel relaxed and happy, but then I go, I get a little paranoid because of the, I, I go, I hope I don't try to breathe through my nose. Mm. <laughs> I'm so fucking high in the water that I'm breathing. Cause what happens is I have this swim snorkel. It goes from front over to your over your head like this, 
not on the side like how those uh, snorkels that you traditionally see people snorkeling with. Mine's a it's a snorkel that uh, uh, with Lance Armstrong, uh, uh, not Lance Armstrong. What the fuck? Oh my God, Michael Phelps. Why would I say Lance Armstrong? Michael Phelps uses to swim laps with. He uses it uh, just to uh, do uh, 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 just to practice, not to to do anything. Because what happens is you could get a good. Um, um, cycling your breath in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out, and you're just, and you got the rhythm mm. of it. And you can't really do that if you're doing this breathing through the right. side like this, because you you're, you you're can, but your neck and stuff. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. So it's more relaxing just to be able to just have the snorkel and keep your head down. Look at the bottom of the pool, make make out the little designs on the bottom of the pool and shit. You know, it's kind of like clouds and shit. You know, why you start, don't they use uh, snorkels in the Olympics or something, or do they use um, uh, snorkels in any I, of those contests? I have no freaking clue. But I think it's also because you really don't want to jump in the water with it. It's not that type of thing. I think it's it it jack up your face when you because they dive in the water when they do freestyle. And that's the one you'd want to do with it. Freestyle, you jump, you dive into the water face first. And this is the type of thing you want to start off on the side of the pool and start swimming laps. So, um, but like I said, it's, I think if you have a bad back, my back does not hurt if I go swimming. I'm telling you, it is the best exercise for stoners that have a bad back or any stoner that likes to fucking smoke weed and go do exercise. And it's just like, I don't know. It's so, so Zen, so relaxing because you also wear earplugs. You can also get these headphones and stuff that are the jog, the bone conducting headphones that you could uh, listen to music. And I listen to the Grateful Dead uh, and, and swim uh, or you can listen to podcasts uh, or whatever you want to listen to. Um, but you could do that too. That's next level. But I will tell you, you will be so relaxed. Your back won't hurt anymore. You'll, it, it will change how your, your strength, your arm strength and your upper body, your chest strength will increase so much. And it, it and you don't even realize you're doing it. It's like the least amount of wear on your body that there's that's possible. Like uh, I don't um, was cycling. It was so uncomfortable. My 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 junk felt like it was falling asleep all the time. You know what I mean? Like I was getting pinched a nerve down there. It was felt like it was getting pinched and shit. So I felt like I had to get off the bike every so often to to let it stop being numb um so and then you'd also get saddle sores and and you know, just a bunch of variety of problems with cycling but that would uh when it came to um swimming it was awesome there's no like repercussions other than uh you smell like chlorine sometimes you know what i mean which is annoying i have to be honest yeah like uh, if you're going to go, is the only go to dinner afterwards or something that's kind of annoying but every yeah. single muscle in your body 
Yes, we didn't even say hello to you, Charlie's Farm. What's going on, dude? Cheers. Hey, doing well, everybody. Um, swimming is the only activity that uh, literally uses every muscle in your body. The only activity that on this planet that does that. You mean frisbee golf in, doesn't count? Yeah, it does. Frisbee hey, golf does hey, golf. Hey, count, it doesn't, man. He doesn't Go for a nice walk. Plan B doesn't count. <laughs> fun, you know, you play frisbee golf is fun. Dream frisbee golf. <laughs> Dude, I've yeah, seen them really like, oh my God, I'm not good at frisbee golf. I have to be frank. I'm fairly new. I've only been out a half dozen times. To, uh, but I've seen you know, the people, you know, they obviously play yeah, through. You let them play through. The yeah. dudes that run the course, that's some shit. And actually, that would be some good exercise. Like, they literally basically, uh, they'll do I think in teams of three maybe well teams of three and three teams and I guess with that rhythm they go no 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 and they just basically run the freaking course and so whoever throws it then they just start running and they of course try not to hit the other one in the head and they're uh, uh, literally like, they're I met, done a, like I met a guy in the late 70s who worked for Whammo and he was I'm not joking he was on the team Prisby uh, golf team and he had gone down to New Mexico or I don't know, somewhere in the Southwest for a big ass tournament and brought back these gunny sacks full of uh, dried peyote buttons. And he didn't know how to get rid of them. And so I told him that, you know, I could. And uh, so for the next three days, there was a party at my house. We were um, using pressure cookers to reconstitute these uh, dried peyote buttons and then drinking the tea. Nice. It was 10 years before I ever did another psychedelic. Yeah. <laughs> it was like that's it man um like what happened did you wander the desert for like a week or like what 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 what, what turned you off was it just the, like was oh, it just too intense was it seen in setting like yeah. you know you know usually you take a dr- uh, drug of whatever it is you know and you have the you ramp up and then you come down and you went, okay, that's groovy. And then, you know, a couple of days later, a week, whatever it is, you do that thing again. But to be like plugged into, uh, you know, fucking peyote, uh, those alkaloids for 72 hours straight. Oh my with God. No, with no, no, no dip. It was just like constant, you know, and God uh, damn. it's like that thing, uh, Changes religion. Yeah, talking to God and yeah, shit like that, and your dog and realizing why am I married to you? You know that kind of shit, you know. So uh, anyway, yeah, it, it makes you really rethink. So I can't get too excited about some good weed. I mean, I mean, there's good weed. You know, there's always. I get excited about good weed, and I'm not. I get excited about good that. weed. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I don't apologize. Just yeah, you know, I mean. Whatever. I mean, in fact, there are some days that that's the most exciting thing of the day is the good weed. Heroin's good if you got the right stuff. I mean, I don't really get excited. It probably would be, but I just, I just don't feel like I feel like I'm the kind of person that really goes fucking down real quick doing that, Jim. Well, you don't have to uh, (laughs) inject it; just snort it. You know, do a couple lines. Or or the one, the the big one was uh, they called it Frisco Speedballs. It was equal parts of cocaine and heroin. Not advice. With a hit of ass. Please do not follow this. Clues being entertainment and educational purposes only. Good time, it's Yeah, you know, like you do. Also, worm compost is filled with calcium carbonate. I know. I yeah, I was gonna. I Tell saw us this, about that. I I saw this great sign. Oxygen 
hooks up with magnesium and then it had omg <laughs> anyway you gotta be kind of a chemist person but like um did you okay so this place that uh fume went to today and and he's been going there and buying uh vermicompost and worms and stuff such he has cocoons from time anyway he was the first guy um or the first time it was uh we figured it out i started doing business with him 16 years ago and i remember the first time i ran his uh i made a soil up such as it was and uh, I just, I remember thinking, so this is how it's supposed to work, huh? You know, in terms of the size of the flowers, the uh, the resin set, I mean, the whole nine yards. And um, yeah, I was hooked. I never worm castings or good compost, probably interchangeably on some level. I prefer the worm compost in the, these days because I like the worms, honestly, because actually I get his unsifted castings and they have right. worm babies in them. And I actually got some of that leaf mold. He told me that uh, you were super into that. So I got a buck of that yeah, leaf yeah. mold with all yeah. those fucking worms in it. Yeah. Uh, worm compost taught me about how I think I, wa- I, I want to say that was the key. Honestly, that yeah. was the frankly key. Like you say, this mm-hmm. one of the biggest keys to growing. That was one of the keys for me to understand. Probably one of the first times that I actually went to Doug because I've actually been going to him for a, a little while now. I started to understand why one doesn't feed really in organics. One only potentially adds maybe to the compost or adds a little bit to the mm-hmm. nutrition, but you don't really feed the plants in any way. You essentially unlock the soil microbiome right. basically. Right. And the way to do that is with good compost, good vermin That's compost. Right. It's the only um, way. You know, the rest or maybe in some way create that in the soil. No, I don't some, know. There's no the other way of, really. The rest of it is bullshit. I mean, I remember when uh, Kyle Cushman, he stepped down his position as editor at uh, High Times, Jesus Christ, magazine, and um, uh, he and this other guy. Yeah, that's because he had stolen that kid's strain and it was time for him to be the winner. Well, I think his mom wouldn't drive him to work anymore. I mean, like, but, high Times plagiarized a lot of shit, too. Like, oh, I know. Yeah, right. oh, yeah. So he comes oh, yeah. out with this... Uh, uh, Vegan and made up a lot of shit too. Well, of course, they're all horseshit bullshit. I mean, Jesus Christ, Danny Danko, really? I mean, fuck. But okay, so they he comes out with this uh, uh, nutrient line, um, Vega Matrix or some bullshit, and he and I were on the Adam Dunn show. And I don't know what the story was between Adam Dunn and, and uh, Cushman. I don't really care. But, man, the first question that uh, Adam Dunn asked Kyle Cushman, is this shit really, uh, excuse me, he didn't phrase it that way. Is this stuff organic? And, and uh, Kyle says, well, mostly. And even I popped in, I go, what does that mean? You know, mostly. Well, it means she's a little bit pregnant. Yeah, she's just a little <laughs> bit pregnant, or did you get it off her dress? Or I mean, you know. So uh, anyway, that was the, so we finally established because I went online and because of past job history, I know how to do this. I found the containers of this product coming into the port of Los Angeles, where it originated, what factories in China. And I said, so I, I sent it, you know, to the host of the show so he could put it up. I said, doesn't sound too organic to me, you know. Uh, 
And he, he was a, he was hooked up with a guy. It was Kyle Cushman, this other guy. Uh, he wanted to be Mr. Hash. Um, I don't know. You guys know about that shit. I, but anyway, they were running around trying to pimp this uh, Vega Matrix, I think. Right out of China, in through a, a repacking operation in Hawthorne, California, and then off to their distribution center in Phoenix. Yeah, sounds real organic to me. That's something really thought out well. You know, you buy it in bulk, you dilute it down and get a good label on it. You got more I money. Saying, I, was, I was muted, but I was saying the label's pretty, though. Yeah, the la- that's what it's about. It's a label. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pathetic. Can you say? <laughs> no, that's. I mean, how do I say that? That is actually a good counterpoint. Now that I think about it, that is a good counterpoint, Coop, because uh, that whole paradigm is still the kind of nonsense of feeding a plant. I mean, okay, I guess that's oh, I literally know. synthetic feeding. The whole thing was supposed to be the vegan version of. Yeah, like somebody with an eighth grade education can understand all the the factors that go into a plant. Okay. They can't even get the boron right. They had to pay somebody $10,000 to go wander around a goddamn farm for three days to figure out that you have to have boron for the plant to be able to accumulate calcium. I mean, Christ. Get a a first-year agriculture student out there. Do it for free. Buy them lunch. You know. And I'm not downing anybody, but you know the only reason why half those people started at high times back in the '80s, anyway, or the early '90s, was because they sold grass to the people that ran the friggin' mag. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason why they got jobs. That's how we got his name. He used to sell them Kush. They used to say, you know, when he was on his way, the Kush man is on his yeah. way. Yeah. That's how we got his last name, Cushman. I'm not downing him, being derogatory towards anybody, but it's just amazing how they staffed the whole friggin', pretty much in the very beginning, staffed people, never grown a thing in their life, but they could get a hold of good weed in New York. And they used to run through the New York office. THC season, same thing. He used to sell them good weed. Hey, yeah. why don't you write an article about, uh, you know, how you, how to, uh, you know, I forget what it was. But, you know, right or, hey, hey, how much would it Probably cost it for you, for High Times to run a story on our potting soil? <laughs> oh my God, it'd be freaking half a page. And that, that's all they'd need. You know, these bags of, these bags of miracles, you know. I got the static has... kit from Cushman still. I haven't touched the bottle. <laughs> I got the static kit from his thing. I showed it I on camera, the, you know, a few weeks ago. So, Are you talking about the Vega Matrix? Yeah. <laughs> static kit right in the other room. I mean, I got so many bottles from so many mm. people that sent me shit that I've never opened. I never get any to, offers. You know, I, it's, it's, I, well, because you said I didn't ask. You'd laugh at them send if it. they offered it. <laughs> like, fuck, are you saying cupcake? And then tell them what was wrong with their products. Right. <laughs> I still so, get shit about the Turpinator story. Hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah. So I actually wrote for High Times for a bit. Um, here's the proof. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess, hold on, let me turn off my... Uh, don't forget the trans high market quotation. Everybody, there you go. So that was the the old uh, yeah, yeah. Alan Sweet Skunk I had way 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 back when. But um, yeah, and uh, so I wrote about a dozen <laughs> articles for them, fourteen articles. They published yeah. about half of them, yeah. and then uh, a couple of other ones ended up, you know, mysteriously popping up on there under some. Oh yeah. Well, do you remember the website that uh, Cushman started with this other guy? I can't remember his name. Um, it was medicalmarijuana.com. It was in those uh, glorious days when 
you know, people hadn't uh, grabbed everything. And uh, somebody sent me an email or a DM or something. Hey, I didn't know you were writing for uh, medical marijuana. <laughs> I said, excuse me? <laughs> so I pop over there and uh, they had lifted uh, like really big bodies of my work and posted it as their own. And uh, and the settlement was I could go to uh, what's that stupid school, Oaksterdam U, and teach. Teach what? I mean, maybe I could go get with Rocky and uh, Boris and uh, go to what's the matter you, you know, in uh, Minnesota or something. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's what I want to do. What's the matter with you? Yeah, I want to go teach a class at uh, Oaksterdam U. Where do you guys, uh, I mean, where do you see this? Coot, for example, where do you see, like, uh, the future of weed education? Is it ever... I think I'm even, uh, I even might know what your answer is going to be. Is it going to be the future of weed education, let's say, certifications? Well, It won't come from the weeds. Bad. It won't come from the weed sector. It'll come, it from, real It'll come from universities. It'll come from real agronomists, you know, the real botany. And but at the same time, what does a real agronomist know about growing weed? There are some, see, how do I say this? You, it's you're still just a off, plant, You're starting off, but, in my opinion, you're, you're, you're posing a question that begs for someone to agree that there's something special about growing cannabis. And I'm saying, learn how to grow a plant, period, and then I see mean, what uh, has to be tweaked. I do not buy into this malarkey. Well, you know, sativas require more uh, molendimum. Really? Wow, that's not so Not that so much, Coot, as uh, that... Oh, indicas, uh, indicas need more, uh, you know, uh, cow mag lockout. I mean, it's just... It, Fucking insane. I mean, I would say, on the other hand, Coot, I guess I'm not really saying that. I'm saying more that, uh, in fact, I, um, I'll say the same thing I was talking to somebody, maybe it was even on this show the other day, that I was essentially saying that you can effectively, you can see in other farmers that some farmers are better at farming a certain thing than others. Sometimes you'll see a thousand different right. fields and they just fucking look right. the same. They all get their clones from Monsanto and that's that. But you do usually see, especially at a farmer's <laughs> market or something, dude, that guy has epic tomatoes. And mm -hmm. you know what? His cucumbers are, meh, but the other guy, fuck, his cucumbers are amazing, but his tomatoes are, meh. somehow those two guys are optimizing for tomatoes and not cucumbers. This is obviously just a, a simple example, but you know, there's going to be some pear farmer, their pear orchardist or whatever you call it, uh, that that uh, pear rancher, <laughs> lassoing yeah. pears. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. I'm, I'm going to go back to better rancher. He lassoes more pears. Let's go back uh, to my favorite. Example. My point is that there's some qualitative difference in the farming of those things. Okay. And so by the same logic, there must be a, a similar path or a similar difference in cannabis okay, farming. And I've seen that in, in both amazing weed and mediocre weed. And can so how do I say this? Like, there is some skill involved. Is chlorophyll is chlorophyll. Oh, for sure. That there isn't cannabis chlorophyll and there no, isn't. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. a plant. I've been saying this for ages. It's okay. a fucking plant. That's why I'm not uh, wowed by cannabis plant breeders, really, because they're really just doing plant breeding. You know, but, if they were if they were good breeders, but, then I'm wowed by them. So there are a couple breeders that I'm impressed by. We had one the other day, uh, Ms. Jill. She's a, a, a legendary reputation for, for breeding. Uh, mean Jill. Okay. Go ahead. But let's, okay, that's those required. Those are subjective Growing things. The plant. Let, let's do science for a minute. Smoke are different all, things. Go ahead, okay, Josh. If all if all chlorophyll is the same, right? Yeah. Chlorophyll, look it up, please. Post it. Look up a molecule of chlorophyll. It has 
Something well, but like the chlorophyll is not the only component of the weed, though. Oh, Jesus. Well, well cool. you, you were telling me about the wonderful fermentations you were doing. There's a difference between, let's say, Joe Blow just starting his uh, bread fermentation, doing it for a few hours and trying that. Then there's, for example, you on the extreme end using double fermentations, like mixing batches. Uh, how do I say this? Technically, those were two. Those were both fermentations. From a distance, those are both the same thing. But there's something like qualitatively different. No. Like you, no? No. That's, see, that's what happens in the cannabis world. Okay. All right, there we go. Let's let's just look at B, chlorophyll 2. That's the one that the majority of plants on this earth, that's the form of it. How many how many atoms of of uh, magnesium are in that uh, molecule? I think we saw earlier there was like a one. One. Two. There's 55 carbon, 70 hydrogen, 6 oxygen, 4 nitrogen and 1 one single magnesium that doesn't deviate just because it's cannabis. Can somebody smarter than me, please explain to me what magnesium hungry could possibly mean in the world of cannabis? It means they don't understand the plant. They're, they've been reading too many forms and hearing people repeat shit over and over because they didn't know how to diagnose what was wrong with a plant. Thank you. Cannabis isn't doing anything special except for altering your mind after you smoke it. You need to grow it like any other plant to get it there. It's the enzymatic actions inside the system that are causing these actions. You don't give it extra magnesium for it to happen. That's like giving yourself 10 aspirin because you have a headache instead of getting out of the sun. I agree. It's it's insane. Or, oh, sativa. Oh, well, you know, you're going to need more fill in the blank. And let me guess, you're selling me that that thing, right? Well, yeah, I'm just trying to help you out. I don't need any help. I know how plants grow. I know it's it's about. It doesn't matter. Anyway, yeah, thank you for bringing that up. And thank you, Mr. Toad, for explaining it better than me. It's all about. I'm not, I, I dumb it down, brother. I'm not doing anything better than you, for real. I've learned most of my stuff from cats like yourself because I shut up and listen and don't bring my own opinion into it because my opinion is what usually got me fucking failing in the first place. So it takes me, uh, I learned everything I learned from shutting up and paying attention to someone that understood this shit more than I did. You are one of those people. There are plenty of people like yourself out here that have practiced this, understand this, and know what's up and are willing to offer it to us in your own style. And your style is one of the styles that I get down with, man. It, it I learn more from someone that'll put it bluntly on me and not pussyfoot around the shit, because the more you pussyfoot around it, the longer I'm going to fail at something I'm trying to succeed at more. And I, I don't have enough time in my life for that shit. So I'm always listening to a cat like yourself that's putting the facts out there exactly as they are. And even if I don't understand it, how you said it, I'm trying to remember the topics you brought up so I can go later and try to tune into this shit and read up more on it so I can find out as much as I can about it. So then I'm not just some dumbass over here guessing at what I heard. And I'm someone who's trying to guess at what I'm failing at because it's out there that info's out there they've been growing plants for as long as fucking we realized plants was growing and there's nothing new about it 
Oh, the only thing that can change is just what's being stripped from the soil from you growing the plant in the same place over and over and not returning something back to the soil, which is the plant itself. The, the, the field will grow specific plants when it needs to have calcium or magnesium. It will show you when yeah. it needs that shit. You don't start yeah. adding it back to it, yeah. right? There's dandelions will pop up in a wild field when there needs calcium because it's pulling it up from the bottom of the soil. There's different plants that return themselves when they die back. And that's how you get that nutrient back in the soil. And in nature, nature tells itself what it needs. It doesn't just exactly. start popping up plants that exactly. produce more nitrogen because exactly. they're around. You're not going to get a shitload of nitrogen no. producing plants unless the soil needs it. But I, I promise you that as long as this one idea persists that cannabis requires some special fill in the blank, whatever their deal is, as long as that's the underlying um, premise, then this industry is going to remain where it's at. People getting gouged. I promise you, I promise you that commercial growers that are, I mean, are doing legitimately commercial size. Okay. Does anybody really believe that they're dropping $700 on a gallon of bullshit? No. I mean, seriously? Well, could I think, and this is one of the reasons why I think you actually would have enjoyed that Regen conference. I think you would have found, uh, and I mean this sincerely, I think you would have found probably a different picture than you're expecting, uh, that uh, there was not very much talk actually specifically about cannabis. A lot of cannabis consumed, but not specific talk about the cannabis side of gardening. I think there was a lot of talk about generative, you know, for example, aquaponics. There was talk, uh, Chris was talking about, uh, Mr. Trump was talking about how to make IMOs. He actually displayed, like, uh, uh, did a wonderful talk, actually, his talk was really th uh, three days worth. So in, in that sense, Josh is not lying. It was basically all three days because the first day he gave his talk and then he interacted during all the different uh, talks, brought something up, questions, comments, concerns. But the first day he actually brewed a uh, indigenous microorganism tea. That basically. isn't what I was talking uh, about. Uh, but wait, 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 wait one moment. Uh, and then basically uh, let that tea brew uh, uh, into completion because I think he said it takes 24 hours. Again, you'd have to go to the conference to actually re remember this. I don't remember right now. But I think it was 24 hours to, to approximate to make the tea properly and then uh, 24 or 36 hours to actually crash the tea. I might be wrong on the numbers. But anyway, he basically brewed it until the point that people could smell the crashed IMO. But Chris uh, isn't trying to, to charge $700 a gallon. He's trying to teach you how to do it. Agreed. That's why I'm that's what I'm describing. No, so in, in that sense, I, like no, the modern. No, no, well, but how do I say this? Things things. There is a lot of bullshit out there, but there's some very good. Uh, uh, that uh, you know, very I, good I, informed I limited content. I limited my comments to commercial products. They're foisted on people who think that they're going to, you know, it's like giving a kid a basketball and go, you know, if you practice real hard, you can be in the NBA. The chances of that are about nil and none. And the chances that, uh, you know, somebody with an eighth grade education thinks that because he buys something that he heard at uh, Canacon, great name, by the way, that somehow he's going to be successful and become a big uh, cannabis millionaire. And it isn't going to happen. Uh, it isn't not. going to happen. The days of that are gone. And, and I'm not sure that it was ever... A big deal. I don't know. I know a lot of people made a lot I mean, of it money. It was. There were people making tons of fucking money on, right. on cannabis. But that's not what I'm talking about. Like I'm talking but about. Those days are probably pretty gone, yeah. The bullshit that people who don't want to learn, 
who just want to go grab something, dump it on the soil, harvest it, and go sell it for a bunch of money. And those days are gone. I mean, they are Yourself because uh, the you warehouses and, you basically still do that. Like the, the warehouse the big, grows basically still. One of the still... big conversations at this, is, this meeting, or not meeting, but seminar, is that get ready for price drops down to 150 a pound. That's 1965 prices, $10 an ounce. Yeah. Yeah, that was Kevin Jordan who brought that up. $10 that's, that's real life. Yeah. $150 a pound. And you think you think people that are, that's the retail, or that's the wholesale price. You think those people producing that can afford to spend $700 on some magical shit? Of course not, no. <laughs> and those people wouldn't, no. Those people, how do I say, the people at that conference were, I think, quite cognizant of those prices. Um I, I hope so, say, because yeah. that's coming. Yeah. You wait till the Canadians up. open the gates in Mexico. I mean, Africa does. We can produce for $12. Exactly. If you said yeah. to a tomato farmer, you're going to get your prices cut to 150 a pound, he'd be doing cartwheels for the yep. next three yeah. days. He'd be happy. Yeah. Organic outdoor is going to be the future. Right. Organic outdoor is going to have a longer shelf life. Uh, that's that's the mostly the that race to the so, bottom is like the Philip Morris's and all the other like yes. companies that most of us aren't really aiming but at. Look who you're selling to. Market. See, see the people who grow on that level are not selling to connoisseurs; they're selling to consumers. Yeah. I mean, if they get something a little a cartridge that goes in a gun, and Susie pulls her top up, he's happy. It was a good deal. He doesn't give a shit about. Well, you know, I kind of like the uh, the effect on the uh, lentil a little bit over the uh, you know piney. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Um, that's why I really think that um, what would it's gonna be great when there's gonna be actual winery like wineries for fucking pot smokers because then the kind of connoisseurs. Let's can use that as an example. Go. I love that example. Let's use it. I live right in the middle, in theory, of a big, huge wine producing area, the Willamette Valley. And I don't want to get into all the records and, and the history and how much they've made and beat out the all that stuff. I promise you that. Two buck Chuck over at uh, Trader Joe's. There's more sold every day than all the wineries in the state on that particular day in the whole state of Oregon. It's nice to talk about, well, you know, connoisseurs. Yes, there are connoisseurs, but most mm -hmm. people are, I don't care what it is, they're consumers. Most people drink Budweiser or something exactly. even worse. Okay. They could get what you want me to spend eight bucks for a six pack. Yes, you're you're yes. absolutely correct, <laughs> and that's why there's got to be both sides. Six of packs want. of beer for good the beer now are between eleven and twelve dollars. People want cheap drugs. But there's not all of them. Coot, not all of them. Uh, the the beer uh, nuts they pay eleven, twelve bucks for. I've just drank. No, this is a, you know this people, is a black beer porter. I this know. twelve pack is I think nine fifty or ten dollars at most. Let's stores. See. Yeah, but those, I, I promise you that if you if you market. took a flight on the way fifty percent of the Oregon beer market. So there okay. are some states where it's important. Okay, there are but some if places. You, if you stopped off in St. Louis on your way home from uh, Michigan mm -hmm. and told the taxi driver, "Just take me to the uh, Budweiser," his first question would be, 
Which one? Now come back and talk to me about a microbrew, even the biggest one in the state of Oregon. I mean, the numbers, it, we're talking. Well, in Oregon, I think the, the brew scene is actually 50-50. Basically, the yeah, macrobrews are 50%. Players? And the, but how many A players? fucking lot. A couple hundred what, breweries. Right. That's my point. What's the? I mean, what's the point, though? Is that, isn't that a good thing? Yes, but individually, they're a nothing. They're out there scrambling for shit. So is any restaurant I've ever been to. Our favorite restaurants are nothings, basically, in the grand scheme of things. They're nobodies. I'm a nobody. My little yeah, seat business. Nobody fucking knows who I am. I know who I am. The, the Chinese place I go to knows who they are. I don't know. What's wrong with that? What's for, I think that's a good thing that there are all those little players. I think that's actually an excellent thing. I think the, the big guys can go get You're fucked. I don't drink point. that beer. You're what's making the point? I don't point. get it, though. Okay. Yeah, you that the, the people that that, uh, that that type of product appeals to is a very small subset of the market. And the market for anything is build it cheap, stack it deep, and move it. That's I think that used cost. to be the case, Coot. I think that used to be, but there's a lot of really nerdy, uh, very involved interest in life. I don't know. Maybe you know it's because people think, have shitty lives. I don't know what it is exactly. No, Coot, seriously, there's a lot of people who pay a lot of money for weird shit, like beers. <laughs> Smashed and I were cookies. talking about weird fucking snacks before the show, Burst and that's literally cookies. true. Like, people pay fucking loads of money. $65 of the eight. Farts in so. a jar. There are people who are paying that crazy price. You pay for keyboards that cost like a thousand dollars each. Exactly. Right. And I promise you. And I promise. Yeah. Unfortunately. And I promise you (laughs) that in the whole scheme of things, you could count the number of millionaires selling keyboards on a set of hands, and it wouldn't even begin to come close to how many Microsoft as a company or Apple sell every day. Have you seen arguably a bad thing, which is something to be argumentative about. Go ahead, Chris. Have you seen how they're lining up anywhere with cookies? Are you seeing how they're lining up? They're lining up around Uh, the freaking block. They have them now in Oregon. uh, They're uh, $65 an eight. They're lining up to pay $65 an eight. Dude, I you wasn't super impressed by the, the way the quality, by the way. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's let ridiculous. Me, let me tell you something. When tie sticks first came into the United States, the, the going wholesale price for people like me selling to street level people to, to sell st- individual sticks was $3,200. You can look it up on your own. $3,200 in 1977 mm-hmm. would be equivalent to $11,500 today. When you get close to that number, let me know. But again, I mean, uh, is that the point? Look at Doug. You know, he's a tiny little player, but he makes good money for him. You know, like right. his, his worm compost is legend. For right. the but that isn't the business. That is, look, that isn't the industry. That isn't the majority of weed that gets sold here in this state is not connoisseur. I mean, first of all, Coot, I don't even sell weed. I don't even know no, why I'm, I'm arguing talking, about it because I'm, I don't even I'm sell weed. I'm not even talking about you. I'm talking about the dispensaries. 
how can they possibly sell a pound for five hundred and fifty dollars? And we even we can't even talk about selling Actually, I'm, it. I'm, I'm pivoting at this point, and I, I'm wondering to myself why I even give a shit about the dispensary at this point. Like I should be talking about the home growers. You know, like uh, how do I say this? Like, what do I care that the pr- the pound price is one hundred fifty bucks? Oh, this that's my, my position this is, forever. And uh, oh, I guess we uh, lost Dutch <laughs> exactly. Blooms a little bit ago. But uh, uh, you know, Dutch Blooms. A couple of us have been basically talking about like home growers are the people who really love weed. I mean, right. we basically, we have always been the people who love weed. Right. I honestly could just really give a right. shit about dispensaries. I don't Me remember too. the last time that I bought something at a dispensary. Right. I went with Potent, and I was just curious. I was like, mm, maybe I'll buy something. And then I saw the prices, and then I saw the weed, and I saw the one. And I did that kind of double take where you look at the thing again, and you're like, oh, how, that, what? No, I did not buy any weed. Uh, kindly, Potent shared some of his weed with me. That was wonderful. Uh, I was not impressed. It wasn't Potent's fault, but I wasn't super impressed with the weed. The cuts were clearly amazing, but the whole chain of how long it was on the shelf and how this and how many times it had been fucking basically finger fucked and so on and so forth, like, it wasn't very good weed, honestly. I'll just be honest with you, frankly. For the price especially. For that lunatic price, I was like, I mean, I don't want to say how much Potent paid. You know, like, it's it, it was a little bit fucking bonkers. Uh, I'm not impressed by that. I don't think that that represents, like, the weed culture or something. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I should be impressed. Same thing with beer. The micro-brew scene is driven by this whole uh, homebrew scene, basically. We used to have a dude that comes came on yes. the show that talked about right. it. But uh, that's really true. I was telling a friend of mine yes. how in Oregon, the micro-brew scene was quite literally homebrewers who yes. used to drink at the Horse Brass Pub. It's still yes. open. That, that, that pub is still fucking open and kicks ass, honestly. Yeah. It's a real cool English pub. They sell, like, fish and chips and shit. It's really cool. They have awesome fucking beer there. Anyway, the dudes, all the dudes that started, like, Bridgeport and Widmer and all these all those fucking places basically just, I think they had, like, a beer club or whatever, and they just used to fucking pound it over there uh, over pints of Guinness or something, and they thought, fuck it, why don't we start our own breweries? Right. Because there's all the grain here in town from all the melting we houses grow, and everything grows. else. Yeah. Because of the volcanic soils, in spite of the horrors of uh, heavy metals, mm-hmm. which I guess is bad uh, ACDC albums or something, um, we have volcanic soils east of the Cascades, the finest barley in the world. It's shipped to Asia. It's, it's shipped to South America because people like beer. The human race has been drinking beer since, what, 8,000 years. And we grow the best. And it's a huge industry here. That's why I started fucking with it eventually. I mean, it took me a long route to get there because I was I was studying seeds per se, not barley. Then I learned about barley and its, you know, relationship. That was the first grain that the human race ever grew. The first crop they ever planted was barley. So... But, you know, it's, you know, now it's, of course, I've heard uh, uh, theories that the first crops were actually the wild grains that they liked the most, that they collected yep. with themselves and basically tossed every, because they'd have a circle yep. of kind of places they would visit. And, and how do I say this? They started to figure out what worked, what actually popped back up the next time they were there. They had to figure out how long does it take for this stuff to grow? Oh, okay. I guess it only comes back every year. So they had to figure out what annual growth cycles are and all this different stuff. Sometimes they had to figure out, oh, wait, our goats shat there. So the stuff grew super well. And then these other places, the goats didn't shit. Oh, that didn't work out. Kind of fascinating to figure out how people must have figured all that kind of stuff out. Also, not to mention that they didn't have a grocery store. So you had to figure all that stuff out and you also didn't have a grocery store. Our great grandparents didn't have grocery stores. Grocery stores, as, as an industry, as we know it, 
what today didn't really start until the 20s after world war uh, one they had general stores i guess but even that was kind of different yeah right but i think where you and i disagree is you hold out hope and I used to, but I don't, I'm jaded, that somehow uh, that this is going to turn around and that people are going to become more embracing uh, quality weed. And I oh, I think it's a foregone conclusion, Coot. I mean, uh, look around, as you said, wine country. Like, I remember growing up in basically, uh, you know, shit-kicking Hicksville, basically. Right. And it was in the same place that is now, fuck me, hoity-toity wine country. Same place. Yeah. And it hasn't been that long. I'm not that super fucking old. I mean, I guess, depending on your perspective, perhaps I'm super old. But I'm not super fucking old. I'm just at least a little right. bit old. And long story short, like, in living memory, that entire, actually, this entire Willamette Valley has really transitioned from kind of arguably shit-kicking Hicksville to, oh, wow, the Willamette Valley, oh, wine country, da-da-da, cheese and wine and this and that and the other thing. Uh, and there are so many goddamn people, not only in this area, although that's, I guess, I guess, the direct point, so many people here that drink wine every day, or maybe not every day, because that's, you know, uh, not, not healthy. But, you know, they, they are avid wine drinkers, cheese wine drinkers. <laughs> that's exactly what I was trying to describe. <laughs> A bunch of fucking alcoholics. But no, I'm trying to say that there are people who like wine they go to wine tastings and so on uh, in a healthy way i guess this is what i was they, describing. They, buy, they, they would they, buy a, to a true connoisseur let's say you have somebody in the, with a uh, a good expendable income let's say a hundred grand a year and his and his uh, a dad is you know anyway he's got money the family he and his old lady have the money to buy good wine three or four bottles a week we'll say or, or whatever all right yeah that's a big market i'm sure it is but also two buck chuck over at trader joe's they can't stock it uh, uh, deep enough you would have heard that guy kevin jodry talk about i think he mentioned at, the, at this last conference about the concept of differentiation uh the uh, how does he put it he puts it in a very pithy way uh, uh differentiation creates fuck i can't remember how he says it anyway uh long story short the big guys allow the little guys to be different enough to be special so in other words the fact that budweiser exists allows you to know what the difference between that bottle of pissy swilly fucking is it rancid or is it just fresh i'm not really sure maybe it's just budweiser uh and then on the other hand you try like the freaking black report you're like oh my fucking god okay i see and so that crap maybe a place for the good stuff to exist maybe bread's a better one yes artisan breads are wonderful there are people that will spend 10 12 dollars on a loaf of bread i get it but that is nothing that's a nothing compared to the amount of wonder bread loaves that go out of grocery stores across america every day shit bread the worst sure. bread in the world let's agree with that okay that one's you can't make even argue 100%. that one. yeah no 100 yeah. percent but most people, that's what they want. That's good enough. And we have $5 eighths for them now in Oregon, which is delightful. I mean, people are always pissed uh, off about that. Geez. And I think, you know what? That's a good thing. No, really, I a know. $5 eighth dispenser. I know. I know. Can you imagine that? And most people can't grow a fucking, I mean, they can't grow a, a potted dandelion in their yard. A lot of people can't really grow much. You know, like, okay, then maybe I'm exaggerating. Some people could grow a halfway decent garden. But uh, the idea that everybody can grow their own weed or will grow their own weed is just farcical, right? So a lot of folks, I think no. most people should smoke weed. A lot of folks are just going to shop the dispensary and some folks are going to buy oh, they do. It's, the, it's, the nicer stuff even for man, a, a state like this it's amazing 
we have less people in this state than they do in Orange County, California, for Christ's sake. And the numbers that they're making now, they only rate sales on these numbers. This is from, you know, the, the business journal thing. I mean, I was blown away. And, and then when you look at the prices, it's not like they're getting really good bank on the on the uh, pounds. I mean, I see pounds advertised all over the little uh, suburb of Portland I live in all the time for five fifty. 500. I'm sure it's well, I've heard of, I've heard of a bunch of people, especially in the Northwest, Oregon and Washington, both that are holding on to pounds from a couple of years, you know, because they don't want to sell for too low of a price and they're hoping that it'll go back up and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I've heard that a few times. Wow. Yeah. Just like I never thought it. Out. I mean, good luck yeah. to them, right? I mean, who who doesn't wish somebody, a friend of theirs, Absolutely. the best or something? But the fr- the fact of the matter is, it's probably not going to happen. You know, like those pounds are not getting better with age. And, there's a reason why that two million square foot lab in Belgium exists to synthesize man-made turps because the masses aren't going to care. Yep. They're only going to care about the price point. Yep. And that's why that government has invested in a, a two million square foot laboratory with a uh, matching square foot garden above it so they can start to synthesize it. The masses aren't going to give a shit. We're going to give a shit. And there is a, definitely a, it's going to be a niche for people that really care about, you know, just like in beer and wine, just like who was saying. But the price is, you know, what what's the projection for uh, 2035 is just about 35 cents a gram. On a mass and a mass production, oh, and, yeah. and this is all uh, stuff that I'm getting. Wow. You know, this is all from just listening to Jodry and and a few others over the years. You know, for yeah. ten years or so, and um, yeah, yeah, they're not going to care. The, the, you know, the, the the Philip Morris's of the world that are pretty much going to take over the industry eventually, because you know they're looking at a, a hundred year out, uh, projection. They're not looking at five or 10 or no, 20 years. No. They're looking, they're looking for the long game and the long game is, you know, no matter what they have deep enough pockets that they can let it go down to nothing, nothing price wise. And they can outlast anybody. And that's, that's, that's their game. We have an organic farm store here. It's been in business since 1938, not exactly in the same form, you know, uh, strict, uh, uh, centered on organics, but they've been a farm store since 1938. And um, I went there to, uh, that's where I buy my, when I say a bag, that means 50 pounds. So uh, that's what you buy. You want smaller, you gotta go find a, a nursery and get a box of down to earth, you know, kelp meal or whatever, whatever. And so I went in the office, say hi, because I've been doing business with him for about 20-something years, and uh, asked him, how's it going? And she said the phone's ringing off the hook already because the season's starting. Real real organic farmers that grow the food that you buy at Saturday markets, the farmer's markets, that kind of thing, where you actually interact with the grower and the customer and get to talk. Um, that business has exploded. So... And they don't have they don't handle commercial uh, chemicals like Monsanto or, you know, ortho or the other uh, bullshit. And that's a good sign. I think that's, you know, and, and that's what cannabis growers will eventually figure out that buying true sustainable agricultural products to amend their soil makes more sense than overpriced bullshit and fanciful dreams and fantasies about what it's going to do for you. 
That's all. I mean, that's uh, I don't know. I don't know how big this show will ever get, but that's essentially one of the reasons why I like to run this show. I like to think that this is a primarily organic discussion. Uh, we don't talk too much about salts on here. You know, there's a few salt growers that come on here. A bunch of salt growers obviously watch us, but it's primarily an organic discussion, and that's not accidental. Uh, I, I believe in the whole organic process. I think it's um, beneficial to the earth. Well, let's not use that, another word because to the that produce, was basically. Natural farming, I suppose, or living soil no, farming, or what do you say, sustainable farming? Sustainable? You know, Josh calls yes. it regenerative. That's a nice idea as well. I mean, uh, how do I say this? And, uh, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, and I even mean, actually, KNF is is often thought of as a misnomer. Uh, uh, what's his uh, name? Uh, Master Cho called his. Uh, he just calls it natural farming. So basically, if right. you're an American yeah. natural farmer, you'd call it American natural ANF, right? right. Or you'd call exactly. it if you're a Chilean natural farmer, you call it CNF or something, right? But uh, yeah. just natural farming, yeah. The discussion just died. No. <laughs> well, I was—I guess I was getting to the point. Maybe it was my point. Uh, so uh, I thought, oh, somebody else was making a point. But no, that's because I was making a point. Uh, the point was, by the way, that this beer is delicious. This is uh, Wild Side Brew. I can't remember. Oh, they're from Redmond. I wouldn't have guessed that in a million dollars. For a million dollars, they're from Redmond, Oregon. Party to the party. Very cheap. Is that Redmond, Oregon or Redmond, Washington? Redmond, Oregon. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that for anything. Like, I would have guessed Redmond, Washington, maybe, but no, I don't think Talk about Redmond. Well, it's way out there. Yeah, I want to say it's way down to the southeast, I want to think. I mean, beautiful country. Holy fucking shit. Think about this the very first uh, homebrew store where you could go buy the products. Steinbart's, yeah. The Steinbart's right here in Portland. 1919, 1918, something like that, right after World War One. So people here, they worked hard. They were loggers, fisher, you know, the fishing industry, and they drank a lot. Still do. I mean, the bars per capita here have to exceed any other city unless you go to Europe. Uh, like... You yeah. little uh, podunk uh, where I live, there's like eight bars in less than a quarter of a mile. Well, I was driving around uh, uh, yesterday, the day before. Like, uh, it's uh, somewhat challenging these days to find a restaurant that's open after nine, but bars all day, every day. Uh, There's so many of them these days. It's honestly kind of crazy. In the morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, Lots lots of drinking out there. I mean, and that's one of the reasons why uh, perhaps it's wishful thinking, but I don't think it is. I think there's a lot of smarter people than me that say uh, uh, weed is going to be a big thing. And not only that, but that good weed is still going to be a big thing. Uh, Partly just because people like to, people like to just feel good. They like to feel better than they do right now. I was just talking about before, maybe perhaps before we I on the show, about how every country has a bad or a bath or something where basically it was a place where people went to go to the spa to get the cure. Right. If you don't have to go somewhere and spend thousands of dollars to go get the cure, but you can smoke a joint and sort of feel better, people are going to gravitate yeah, to that. You're, you're and not only in, that, but they're going to in, gravitate to... In a whole bunch of, I'm not disagreeing that, that cannabis consumption will increase. I'm not denying that. And not only that, but appreciation for good uh, cannabis. Right. Like, since be, when is uh, appreciation for tomatoes going to be only for bad tomatoes? It's going to be for both cheap, inexpensive romas, but also heirlooms. It's going to be some crazy varietals. Uh, so you see the right. same thing at Portland Nursery. Speaking of places where you can actually get plants, they have when tomato season is going to start here in a couple months. Oh, yeah. They're fucking. They have a hundred varietals probably, 
and they'll have the beefsteaks. They'll have dozens of beefsteaks that are mediocre tomatoes. And then they'll have a whole aisle of cool Cherokee this and such and such that and blah, blah, blah. And both of those are going to be popular. Think about this. The number, and this isn't just Portland. I've done some checking. It's on the West Coast. The number of former or the number formerly they were gross stores, whatever you want to call it, you know, specialized indoor garden centers. I was at. And the number that have closed is astronomical. They just like disappeared off the face of the earth. And I mean, you know what? Arguably, it's a shifting industry, and I think a lot of those, uh, uh, a lot of those stores honestly had a kind of antiquated model. I mean, I rarely go to the grocery anymore. And how do I say this? It's not as if I am a complete abstinent American shopper or something. Like I have to go to the store for all kinds of stuff, you know, right. for Costco, and I, you know, I had to buy beer and whatever else. So there's, there's all kinds of times that I will buy something, and I would probably buy something for my grow. These days, I basically go to Steinbart's. You know, I go buy barley. Right. For example, you, you bought like a bag of freaking barley. So we're gonna split some barley. Yeah. But long story short, I don't really go to the grocery store because they don't Organic. have the stuff that I need. 100%. Yeah, but they don't, the grocery store doesn't have any of the stuff that I need. I know. They don't right. have, for example, any of the, like, and now granted, that's cheating a little bit because running natural soil or living soil, you don't really buy anything. You know, you don't buy anything that isn't like a natural ingredient. It's one of, honestly, the biggest benefits of it. Uh, it's cheap as fuck for super, super high quality. Like, since <laughs> when is that the case, that the highest possible quality thing is the cheapest? Well, yes. arguably, actually, your other passion is baking. You've been uh, joking about how each wonderful artisan uh, loaf that you make, and he sends me these pictures that are fucking crazy. It could be on a magazine. 60 cents of bread, he'll say, or 60 cents of flour, or 40 cents of flour. He always gives the rundown. It's fucking hilarious. But uh, how do I say this? Uh, since Senator, when show else? Show that one picture I sent you. Uh, I'll have to DM it to myself. Okay. Since when else does uh, oh, something fantastic... By- that's grown by a, uh, uh, a co-op of uh, family farms that practice true no-till, uh, sustainable agriculture. During the winter, they grow legumes on the land, you know, to uh, set nitrogen. Uh, they grow pinto beans, garbanzos, lentils, what have you. And then they create this wonderful uh, wheat variety and have it milled and they sell it under their name. Pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it's all family farm. Uh, it's you, it's about ten percent more than you know, a, a, like a Pillsbury or one of the national you know brands. It's, it's not exorbitant. I I but I I believe that as many people that garden in this state, and there's a lot because it's a big industry. Just the the uh, wholesale. Uh, uh, nursery stock producers gross all, over uh, 1.8 billion a year. That's a lot of money. That's all those plants out in front of Home Depot and Lowe's and Walmart. You know, that you buy it in springtime. You know, and, and all the little ones in the plastic cups and all that stuff. But you've said this before on the show. We haven't said we haven't mentioned this for the longest time. The biggest, by far, biggest, by far, 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 by an order of 
10 fucking orders of magnitude biggest organic grower in the state is the do I have the name right Monrovia Nurseries or is yeah, it yeah, company right. they right, basically right. make decorative house plants yes. and they call themselves like the Nordstrom's of uh, uh, essentially right. like uh, they've been around plants. for 100 years they started in Monrovia California uh, southeast and they're uh, like west coast enormous yeah Oh yeah. Well, they have uh, actually, they have a place in Tennessee, Hawaii, because they grow different varieties. So based on the weather, but yeah, they're total. They have, uh, I believe it's like fifteen thousand acres. Now think about this: on an acre in a number one pot, uh, you can get thirty-five thousand plants. I'll let you do the arithmetic. I mean, you're talking a shitload of plants, even a, a small, a small nursery. I mean, if you're not selling a hundred thousand plants a year, you got to be doing some, you know, a really specialized plant. But if you're trying to compete and and sell to the nurseries, like all of us go to, you know, to get plants and stuff around the house, or you know, shrubs, or you know, a flower garden. Uh, yeah, it's you know, you're talking not. You don't get a lot of profit off each plant. You got to do it. It's all in numbers. And I kind of see that's where cannabis is going to go. And you saw it, too. I mean, yeah. that's right. Yeah, the the yeah. complete debilitation of the the California what you could consider craft market or whatever. I mean, arguably that wasn't the craft market; that was the kind of free market. But you know, a lot of those folks considered themselves the craft market. I think right. to the to largest extent, probably that was true. Uh, I've definitely smoked some Humboldt Boof before, but there's some really really good uh, weed from there. <clears throat> but what was I going to say? Uh, that's apparently largely on the way out. I mean, there are still some licensed farms and stuff, but. Um, a lot of even those I've heard from sort of behind the scenes, a few of those have financial struggles. So some of the ones that are apparently viable, you know, uh, you know, on paper, behind the scenes, they're struggling with the same problems that everybody else is because, of course, they're expensive to grow weed is uh, not trying to get workers when it's trying to get workers. Yeah, 100 yeah. percent trying to get workers, keeping workers, I've heard is just a nightmare of uh, uh, any proportions at every single place that I know. Anybody that I know has basically like anything to do with hiring people has essentially nothing good to say about these days which is funny because honestly that's um right i think it's a it's a, an inflection point in society and it's potentially going to be a good time for workers and i feel like if a lot more employers would just simply realize that we could get but on they're with not things getting but the they, price. They, they're not getting that either they're not getting the price i mean i'm not driving the price down but somebody's really driving the price down for uh, for what labor or cannabis or what do you mean cannabis I mean, look, if they're selling I think just the fact, I think, you know, I think this is uh, currently we're in that cre creative destruction phase. And okay. I don't know how creative it is exactly, but it is a destructive phase, at least, where all the players are sussing themselves out. New players are coming. Old players are dying. Some of the old players are getting bigger. We mentioned that cookies. I, I don't think a lot of people would have guessed that they would be as dominant as they are, but th they have fucking dispensaries in just about every state now. And uh, they have apparently like at least uh, grow partners in every Amsterdam. state and on and on and on yeah they're overseas now like from i don't even know i don't want to i don't want to be stupid about it because uh, honestly it's a great name they have great branding and everything else but i kind of roll my eyes every time i see it you know what i mean it's just one of those things it just kind of rubs me like oh really they're linked up with starter now uh tell us more about that i don't know anything about that Oh, you know, starter jackets. You know, oh, how fuck. They all have okay. the... oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. Well, another, yeah. I can roll my eyes, but that's obviously a great opportunity. How about, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, like you, people are saying 
that like who's saying there people are not paying top dollar for eights anymore they pay top dollar for that and it's not even they very are good paying exactly they people are paying line up and then line up the yeah block. they line up because yeah, it's a brand yeah, yeah. yeah but the thing is that is all it's it's a younger generation that's doing it they want the instagram club they want the social media right. club oh that fucking cookies you know, I'm buying the eight. Like, that's what they want. That's what they're there for. Look at the fucking line. That's all it is. It's, How it's about right uh, piggyback <laughs> on the name and call it Nookie? Now, there's a there's a there's a winner. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for the Nookie. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, yeah, what's going on, Tommy? <laughs> Cheers, buddy. We haven't even said hello. Yeah, what's going on? It's all good. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Settling the world's uh, cannabis problems. <laughs> Dutch Blooms left as soon as I got on here, huh? It took he off he was running away from you, basically. You know, he, was, yeah. he was like, oh, that fucking Tommy again, man. Shit. Good. I gotta get um, like, I'll come on as long as that Tommy character ain't on. Right. Tommy sleeping now. I'll come on real quick. Uh, <laughs> shit. Here he is. Oh, here we go. Boom. <laughs> um, what's going on with you, Tommy? What do you, what do you think about this whole discussion? Um... I mean, it's well, as far as uh, like the price going down for anybody like in the business of of selling it, uh, whether, you know, like I guess we will call it the free market or whatever you want to say. Uh, I remember like probably 10 years ago, uh, maybe even closer to like 12 years ago, uh, people that I knew that were pretty heavily involved in like the black market, uh, mm -hmm. from California, Northern California area, they were all basically state like stacking their money for like a, you know, because mm -hmm. they, they were like, we only got about five years of this. So just, you know, enjoy it while you can. Yep. Which, yep. you know, it, it, I mean, there probably was only about five or eight years, you know, of where you could, you know what I mean? You could turn, yeah. And make a buck. Now everyone knows that, you know what I mean? The price, the price is dropping, uh, yeah. you know, nation, nationwide. And you basically so we all agree. have to do a little bit to, uh, you know, you, uh, whether it be cutting corners or just, uh, through experience and, uh, like size, size. Yeah. Or, you know, size of your growth. You know what I mean? Like I, I try to just have enough lights going where, you know what I mean? Even if, I guess, even if, uh, that's pretty good. eh? you know, the price did you know, the price is down. I, I still got to make some kind of a living, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Without, I, without putting myself out there too much, you know what I'm saying? I just, uh, yeah, it, it is, it is going down. It's not, I mean, it's not like, it's, I, if, if, you're trying, if you're trying to make bucks a buck right now, do not get into this industry. You know, get into yeah. marketing the shit on Instagram or yes. uh, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, anything else? You know what I mean? Besides being a farmer, I mean, I I agree. I, it's not. Yeah. Uh, I don't do it for the. And here's what here's what I want to know. It's, so it's we all agree. Bottom. We all agree that commercially, at least, the price is suppressed. Is that? Are we all in agreement on that? So these people that claim that they are consultants, who's paying them? If you're only getting, say, four investors for that are burning through cash, Coot, I've heard that over no and over again. Investors, uh, yeah, we heard that during the weekend. Uh, Poten has said right? that before. Because okay. there is ahead, different Charles. kind of consultants in the industry besides yeah. just 
you know, yeah. call, you know, grow, grow. Yeah, they were a joke. I told a few. <clears throat> I don't want to repeat it on here, but I told him about the two uh, jobs I went out on, and uh, they were really, really big names. Didn't go well. Like, yeah, lose my number. Uh, Best wishes. Uh, Hope it all works out. And, uh, well, you know what? And that's that's what I heard from uh, uh, a few people, basically. We heard yeah. it from Poten. We've heard it from Poten behind the scenes, in front of the scenes. He gets apparently called to a lot of places where there have been a number of failed grows. I think he's oh, on yeah. the show, so that's public yeah. knowledge. And uh, you can imagine how bad it might look some cases. Yes. And I've heard some horror stories from him and other people where they go. They don't go. A lot of times these consultants don't get involved, unfortunately, in the first go around. Like, weirdly enough, a lot of these investors think that they know better somehow. Or oh, sure. Know, into some kind of stupid fucking idea right. and evidently one of the problems is that that people like Poten have to convince them that their not stupid ideas are better than the stupid fucking ideas that these other yeah. people have been you know sold on yeah. so uh, you know I don't know I don't know how to describe it it's just a push and pull of kind of stupid uh, tendencies if they had just called the intelligent people who know how to do it first they wouldn't have all these problems they wouldn't have all these failed crops on and on and on but then right. you wouldn't have this entire industry of consultants basically. right and I well, okay. I mean, how do I say it? It's not the consultant's fault. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I know. But here's, here's another game that's played. I fucking what was it? Five or seven harvests or something without a failed. I mean, you've talked about this before. Any number of different uh, uh, grow facilities here in Oregon, wherever else. Like seriously, several failed crops, and my mind just fucking reels at that because I'm like, dude, like even just one room of flower, you couldn't pull off one flower room. You couldn't. Yeah. Oh, cheers. Are you taking yeah. off, Mister Tone? Oh, he's just uh, rocking out. Uh, so I was, I was just thinking to myself, like, really, on accident, you couldn't, couldn't pull off one flower room? Like, how hard is it to pull off, like, a fucking flower room? Seriously, like, one harvest? No, they couldn't even, like, five in a row, seven in a row, I'd hear. Well, no wonder you hired the consultants at, like, any price. Come, please help us. Anyway. Oh, D took off. Cheers, D. Nice to see you, my friend. Brains. See you, D. Um, yeah, I was just saying, peace out to D. Yeah. No, uh, the the whole. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's it's surprising to me. Like here, here, my where I live is not that big of a. It's not a, you know it's a town we'll call it. It's not a city you know, and uh, there is quite a few like large uh, commercial facilities. And I was I've basically been like waiting for. Uh, you know, to hear about one of them closing or anything, hmm. not not at all. You know what I mean? Just just pumping it out. Just that's the thing. If they can take loss after loss, but these big companies, they have such big investors behind them. Oh, of course, loss after loss. Not all of them. Some of those huge companies in Canada went bust, right? Oh, uh, good. I'm forgetting all of the names right now. I really oh, I know one. Known, yeah, but, but that's okay. If they go bust, what what happens is GL. A bigger company just mm. absorbs it. <laughs> Not necessarily. I mean, uh, I mean, really, not necessarily, right? Like, if they basically auction off their 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 uh, assets or whatever, like the grow lights could go to a fucking tulip manufacturer or something. It might not go to another cannabis grow. It might, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just drove by one the other day, and uh, because it's because it's winter time, you can kind of see, you know they have like a this is like a huge outdoor kind of thing, mm-hmm. but you can see a lot more from driving down the road while uh, all the trees are clear and everything. And it's like it's almost just scary looking at uh, you can see basically the 
the rose, uh, you know, with the irrigation and stuff. And then it's just like, oh, yeah. like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I knew it was like a big grow, but then I'm like looking, it's like, man, it's basically as far as you can see. Mm. And it actually is, it's not hemp. You know what I mean? It's, it's THC. Uh, I, they're just making like crude oil. You know what I mean? For whatever distillate or. Autoflowers. They're really uh, popular with like, commercial growers. But here. again, a lot of that stuff is going to go for pens and stuff, you know, like that's, and, and to some degree, right. that's a good thing, right. right? Like, I mean, we're it all basically weird advocates, sometimes. I would say. A weird feeling. I mean, uh, how do I say this? Like, I would rather that people don't smoke from a pen, but what am I going to do? I don't know. I mean, how do I say this? Uh, I've never really thought about evangelizing people to, to microbrews or anything. I don't really think it's uh, uh, that important, really. But uh, when someone says that they're a beer drinker, I, I definitely would steer them to some of my favorite beers, especially if they're a friend of mine. Or uh, even if I was standing at Costco or something and someone was just kind of looking at beer and I was walking by, I'd be like, oh, you know, I've tried that one. That one's super good. Um, how do I say? Uh, I don't know where am I going to this I don't know this is probably a fucking meaningless point but I don't know I, I guess I'm trying to fucking wrap my head around where I'm also babbling a little bit this is apparently the point of the show where I'm freaking babbling but I'm trying to wrap my head around why we're even talking about where the weed market is going why it's a bad thing why it's a good thing um, I lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> Um, here in Michigan, I didn't really, uh, I shouldn't really probably speak on this the whole way, but there was an article I seen, I just kind of glazed over it. It was a, uh, they basically passed something where now they're just, uh, a bunch of, bunch of product that failed test, uh, testing is Hmm. obviously being remediated and let, uh, let back in. They did something else with the law where. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess I should have, should have, uh, read, <laughs> read better into it, but it's like, uh, it's even worse than before. I don't, I don't know if it's like, uh, they get a second, you know, two chances now to remediate because I know before you could get like one and depending on what you failed for, you could remediate the, the same mm-hmm. product. that's all, uh, you know, bagged and tagged and, uh, in the metric system. So, I, I don't know. Now I guess now I guess you can do it twice or whatever. It's just you know, and those remediation machines. Have you seen Have you seen that? I was I was looking at those the other day just like to see what the process uh, kind of was. I think that's how I actually came across mass, the article. Here in Mass, they can you can play the numbers testing. You can just throw your product out to as many labs as you want until you get a clean one that comes back. You can fail seven, get one that's clean. You can submit that. Yeah. yeah. So it's just they don't they, they really what it comes down to is they don't give a shit. Grow your own. So, right. Yeah. You know. Good. That's where I was I was kind of babbling around in circles. The only thing I'll Honestly, say about the other uh, facilities, oh, everything ahead, comes out clean. Everything's organic and everything comes out clean, period. The other facilities, nothing. Hmm. I was just gonna say um, all in house. Everything has to be in house. I don't know why we sometimes default in some way to uh, uh talking about commercial cannabis like I don't I don't have any interest in commercial cannabis like uh honestly I've gotten a couple of soft offers for like you know going to grow somewhere and I've thought about it for a little bit I'm not even sure I really want to do that I don't know I'd have to think about it a bit it's kind of a committed lifestyle for the amount of hours you do for the 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 specific kinds of labor and stuff it's it's uh it's you know it's a challenging decision to make it's almost like a like a, a mission or something I don't know you're like basically managing a restaurant but it's just a grow facility I don't know it's a, it's a kind of an odd uh, 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 situation so I don't know, like, but I can say that basically all of us feel that joy 
of growing weed, right? Like uh, all of us feel that joy, like, uh, right. you know, your personal plants, the weeds that you're going to smoke, you're going to smoke it with your right. friends, you're going to smoke with your buddy. Like, like you do any and plant. And we put, well, I mean, yeah, like any plant, honestly. And so that's that's why I'm baffled a little bit why we're discussing it in those kinds of terms that, that we, 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 we monetize these things so specifically. Like everybody, I've said myself that I actually monetize my grow in the sense like, okay, uh, uh, what's my grams per square watt? Uh, 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 well, yeah, what's my grams per square watt? What's my uh, grams per square footage? What's my, I never really actually do grams per labor because that would probably just be not a good addition, honestly, because I spend way too much time looking at my plants and photographing <laughs> them and all that fucking stuff, yeah. smelling them and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of like actual labor in, involved, I try to minimize my actual labor of the plants because, you know, I don't want to spend all my time gardening on these goddamn plants. Uh, but, uh, you know, I have to admit it is basically a labor of love on some level. You know what I mean? Like I, I quite enjoy uh, the process of gardening with them. It's quite therapeutic. It's quite, uh, 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 it feels like a meditation. It feels Therapeutic relaxing. Therapeutic is on wonderful. On. Psychopathic isn't. And well, I wasn't getting to that. How do I say this? Kuda, uh, uh, it's quite a pleasant process. And I, th- I think that element of, of cannabis is going to explode like gangbusters. I really do. I don't I don't know why you disagree sometimes. Like people, uh, uh, the nursery scene in Oregon or the, the, the speaking of places like Portland Nursery, you should have been there this weekend or, or what was it? Like, yeah, last right. weekend. It was so fucking hot and busy. It's not even season yet. And the right. parking lot was full. Like right. there are so many right. avid gardeners. Yes. And that's not what you would consider. Are you talking about that's nursery? not no. no Portland Nursery is a, a just okay, a home okay. garden just place for house plants and stuff. For they've been around since 1909. Forever, uh, right. it's kind of a big business. They have apple orchards and whatever. In the fall, they have this cool apple festival because they have yeah. all these apple farms that they own, uh, and uh, so they bring in literally like probably a hundred varietals of apples. You can try it, just a fuckload of apples. Um, You're projecting your love of this plant that there's this huge. I think there's a huge amount of love. Cool. I think there's going to be, and again, that guy, uh, Kevin Jodry, that was at that festival, he was talking about there's going to be women that grow marigolds now, but among their friends, they giggle because they smoke a joint every now and then. They would be more than happy to grow those four plants and they're going to grow the shit out of them. You know, four or six or whatever it is, they're going to grow the ever loving shit out of them because, first of all, they're going to share them on Instagram. You would probably. I'm so bad. I grow cannabis plants, and then they're going to smoke the shit out of them because they actually like the, you know, they like. We've had we've had medical here for twenty, almost a quarter of a century. But you had to spend four hundred bucks to go get the license. Wait a minute. So there was a decided. This isn't a top priority. As far as law enforcement, there, there were, they weren't running around busting A lot of people, people don't know that. A lot of people have no idea. I mean, you know how oblivious a lot of people are. A lot of people are either oblivious because they're too busy or because they don't read or because they don't, whatever. A lot of folks don't really know. And especially with stuff like cannabis, like, how many plants am I allowed to grow? I don't know. Can I, can I grow cannabis? A lot of people don't fucking know. Right. A lot of, lot of, lot of people don't know. So you're presupposing like, oh, these folks will know how to grow this thing that they smoke yeah. every once in a while. But now that it's becoming openly legal and potentially federally legal and everything, every gardener, every Tom, Dick, and Harry, they're going to sell the seeds at Portland Nursery, you know, before long, before it's legal. And that just baffles me because the grow stores, instead of pivoting into stuff that's useful, like a home brew store, they're just going to sit there and fucking pound, uh, uh, what is it now, Athena OG or some shit. They're going to pound those powders for fucking 20 years and treat the home growers like they're aliens from this planet fucking Zorbatron and uh, they're only going to talk to the exotic Mike when he walks in. Uh, uh, 
perhaps I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. It's not that they're that unfriendly, but basically they, they have a very uh, big grow focused business model that there's nothing in there for a small cannabis farmer. When like a, a, a new grower or whatever walks into any grow store that I know of, there's really not much there for them unless a salesman walks them by the finger uh, through the store. Like it baffles me that a homebrew store, you can walk in and you can actually start to have fun. Like at Steinbart's, there's cool books, there's shit to look at. The people are also very friendly. Uh, they don't treat homebrewers like a dog shit. Uh, uh, it baffles me that the, the grow store model is not going to pivot into that. They're just probably all going to go out of business. And then some other like the nursery is going to take it over. Yeah, they have gone out of business, hundred percent. Because I mean, people like Exotic Mike, although I, apparently he still buys it by the pallet or whatever the, the grocery store. But a lot of those guys uh, just buy it directly from the, the the manufacturer. Yeah, right. Well, look at Hawthorne when they grabbed they grabbed Smart Pots. They grabbed was it Gravita Lights? Mm. They grabbed uh, who, who grabbed. Uh, Sunlight uh, distributing. That was them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. You go to HomeDepot.com. Go to the website and look at all the grow stuff. They have grow lights now. Yeah. I, I am tents. very grateful that uh, yeah. I got to live through the era where you could, you know what I'm saying, where you could yes. put packs and all that stuff. It was. You know what I mean? Like my son, he'll never get to be like, oh, you know what I mean. He'll be telling his friends like, yeah, my dad used to be like a like a pot pirate kind of yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah. But there will be, you know, right, have have, uh, a college well, degree whole, and all this just to have, uh, you know what I'm saying? Just that to whole have national a thing got started here in Portland. By the time Portland, he's old, he probably won't want one, you know? That whole thing got started here in Portland and Seattle. The first five stores, there were three in Portland and two in Seattle. And then high times came along, and then anyway, then it started uh, the the grocery store industry, if you will. Um, Shit, I forgot to show those pictures. Man, I'm smoking some. Uh, you just you just brought up. Oh, exotic that's mine. Look at that. Smoking some 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 exotic mic shit. What's Look it called? Bangarang. Oh, his, his stuff is always super tasty. The bangarang. No, the I don't know bread. about that one, but I, I oh. know that the the exotic mix <laughs> shit is always super tasty. I've never had one that wasn't. Look at that. That's your bread, cook. Yeah. Yeah. You made that? Fuck yeah! yeah. I That's cool shit out of that. Oh man! Right. What, how do you eat? Uh, you just do like some butter on that, or what's? Uh, do you make a sandwich? Oh like yeah, everything. Hell of a sandwich uh, you can make. With there's that. 45 cents worth of flour in that loaf. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Grown and harvested by hand too. Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> Nobody does grind it by hand. Fr- freshly ground. Is he actually grinding? I didn't, I thought he had a fucking. Oh, he has like an expensive grinder, but yeah, he grinds it himself. Yeah, he doesn't buy yeah. some bougie flour. He yeah, gets actual well, green. That's what I figured. I knew, cracks I knew the it was... green himself and then looks at it. And, you know, if it looks wrong, he throws that away and finds <laughs> another one and trains it in the Buddhist art of, I don't even know. I remember, I remember he cucks me every time he comes on here and talks about pizza dough and how mine's trash. So, I mean, no, right? no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that looks tasty. Uh, last time I was on the show, we, uh, the food conversations got so so deep. I had to I had to get off here and eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, the known to happen. The thing about baking bread is that it takes time. 
like a day and a half of uh, fermenting, you create all these enzymes, and that's what gives you flavors. And so you really learn a lot of patience. And so when you get up in the morning, you check your dough that you've been uh, fermenting since the day before in the afternoon, right? And it, when it looks ready, then you get the oven going because you want to run it for an hour before you put any bread in it so you get everything really hot. I have a, a stone that I, like a, a pizza stone that I keep in the bottom of the oven so that uh, regulates, helps to uh, stabilize the temperature so you're not getting the ups and downs. And then that's all shaped by hand. Uh, but you're letting all microbes do it. And it was interesting is that some of the microbes are the same microbes that we find in soil. That's what led me to using the malted grains because of what, because the yeast is a single celled fungi. So I postulated, well, if adding this malted grain to the dough increases the yeast colony, all those little holes in the bread, that's that's those are pockets of CO2, carbon dioxide. So I, I, I postulated, well, if we put this in the soil, then that will increase the fungal development in the soil, the compost bin, the worm bin. And as I, I got lucky, I was right. If you have a worm bin and you uh, regularly add barley, uh, you'll see dramatic results. Faster turnover because you're increasing the population of the worms. Uh -huh. More food means more. Uh, that's true of any organism. So I, I got people that start adding it to their worm bins, adding to the compost to get those fungal colonies going. Now, of course, we find out that it causes, you know, some kind of disease or something. Uh, microbial collapse. Some, yeah, I heard somebody talking about that the other day. I was kind of surprised. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, with the microbial collapse and trying to find it. I don't even remember. I don't know. And I was like, okay, I understand the argument you're making. And I'm just like, why? but why are you saying it? Because that never fucking happens. Right. Uh, do you ever find yourself just in rabbit holes of theoretical bullshit and just like, okay, that could happen if mm. Bugs Bunny came to Earth mm. and danced a tango with me right now. My question fucking, is always, what are you selling? My favorite U2 song that Bono himself is singing. That could happen. I mean, it really could happen. Honestly, it could. Okay. And tomorrow, I mean, I read... Pavarotti uh, comes back to life and sings with him. I was yeah. thinking about getting another copy. I've had three or four in my life, but another copy of the teachings of Don Juan. Mm. And he talks about flying across the Sonoran Desert. I mean, it could happen. It really could. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it could. It could happen. I mean... Uh, in a, in a in a in a vast universe, it could anything's possible. Yeah. Uh, but again, why the fuck are we talking about something so unlikely as microbial collapse? It just does not fucking happen, especially with like barley or anything else. I'm just like you scratch your head. You really do scratch your head. You wonder at the the I don't know. Actually, I choose another body part to scratch. But just unity. Um, <laughs> I've been around these frauds for so many years. And it's just, you know, here's what I want to know. Every, this industry, even for the home grower, we'll say the small personal use grower, how's that? The medical grower. It reinvents itself about every 18 months. 
It's, it's kind of like on the same track as computers. You know, a lifetime in a, the computer world is, is like 18 months. And so there's always a new something, a new soil, a new amendment, a new light bulb, a new, I don't know, name it. I mean, it's something that, well, you're an asshole if you don't buy it and use it. You're just not going to get dankity-dank. I mean, to be fair, every once in a while, maybe one out of a hundred of those things is something decent. So it's not okay. like, again, there is a chance. Right. You know, you're saying there's, there's a, chance, a chance, just like yeah. uh, in Dumb sure. Dumber. So, for example, I'm a fan of CMH lighting. You know, at first, probably when that came out, people probably thought that was oh, a fad. Oh, CMH, yeah, yeah. There were people who thought LED lighting was a fad. You know, on some level with the blurple and stuff, it might have been. But uh, there were definitely bad. people at least a few years ago that said LED lighting for grows is a total fad. Guess what? That's not a fad. But then there's any number of different freaking bullshit things that come and go, mm-hmm. you know. I, you know, I, I guess I'm pretty boring because I got it down, you know, uh, kelp, <clears throat> basalt. Oh, neem. I love that one. You know, that stuff will cause, I know, hepatitis or, I don't know, <laughs> cancer or something, you know, some horrible thing. Hey, I have a question <laughs> about Karanja. Uh, go ahead. So I've I seen there's like two kinds, you know, uh, well, at least, uh, this is that, uh, on their build of soil they have. Yeah. Right. I know both. So they have fact, pe- like pellets that-, that look like they're manufactured, uh, like the pe- they look like almost like rabbit pellets or something. Okay. Um, uh, and then they easy. have the ones that's chunk. So it looks more natural, right. but it's like a, a cake. that's like, it's yeah, you got to break it up. meal though. It's like, right. you know, bigger chunks of like, almost like aeration. Real easy to answer for you. Okay, so the uh, ones that are pelletized are coming out of India, and uh-huh. they do them for the world. And in many countries now, fertilizers of all, all kinds of soil amendments have to be fertilized, excuse me, pelletized, because they shoot them out of guns. So uh, it's also worker safety dust. There's not as much yeah, dust. Right, and the I mean, consistency that... Uh, right, because they do. They, machinery, yeah. they, they put them in a big hopper, and it's mm-hmm. like a fire hose. And they just, you know, on the back of a truck, and they go through the fields, and they apply it. Now, the other product is probably sold under Terraviva. They, uh, you know about the green skin disease in Florida with the citrus? It wiped out most okay, of the yeah. juice trees. <laughs> So Karanja is a legume. It's a tree, but it's a legume, meaning that it can fix nitrogen in the soil. So basically it can feed itself. And the pods, the seeds are pressed for their oil. And they were using it in, uh, for biofuel, jet engines. That's how good it was, or, you know, purity. And... I was sent down there on behalf of Jeremy at Build a Soil, let's see, four years ago this January, to meet with them to see about, well, what are you going to do with all this cake meal in different parts of the world? Most people call it cake in other parts of the world, but the United States, everything that has the word meal behind it had the oil pressed out of it. Flaxseed meal, cottonseed meal, soybean meal. It doesn't have to do with the particle size? 
like uh, the size of alfalfa. No, that's no, no. Alfalfa oh, is not that. But everything else is. Yeah, uh, the oil was pressed out of it, and you're and you're left with this residue. That depending on the Kuda, this is a great example. This is a great example. Of what we were talking about just a second ago, and I said, hey, a lot of folks don't know how many plants you can grow if you're allowed to grow plants, how you would grow them, anything else. Tommy, an informed guy, basically just asked the question. I'm sorry that I'm saying behind that I already forgot the question, but you just asked, fuck, what did you just say? Uh, oh, the two guys that were Karanji. You don't have to do something. Fuck, I don't remember what Tommy literally just said. Apparently, I'm that literally that high. But that was an example of the kind of thing, like, even an informed dude will be misinformed about some kind of really important details. Well, what meal is? Let me just finish. Yeah, what meal is? Exactly. There we go. So, so it's logical. Anyway. It's logical what he assumed that, oh, meal just means how it was crushed or whatever, right? Like, that, that's kind of logical, honestly. Go ahead. So they... Uh, what are we going to do with this cake, this meal? And I explained to him that it's uh, it's a nitrification agent, meaning it fixes nitrogen in the soil. It's one thing to add nitrogen to our soil; it's another thing to hold it in place until the plant requires it. The plants call up nitrogen on an as-need basis. So uh, anyway, also it uh, has pesticide properties and fungicide, not unlike neem. But they're completely, neem is the mahogany family. Karanja is closer related to alfalfa. It's a, they're legumes, a pinot bean, garbanzo bean. Right. So, uh, Terviva is the name of the company. Two uh, young men, uh, one educated at Stanford, the other one at uh, Berkeley. And they have this company and you are getting it in the chunk size, but if it were me, I'd be buying that one. Yes, you're going to have to do a little bit of labor to bust it up, but they're grinding it all the time because their machine is small. So you're going to get like handcrafted Karanja meal. Right. And you so add it here, soil, about a cup per cubic foot. Think about this. A cubic foot for this discussion is 121 cups. So you're going to add one cup. It's not even 1%. Mm -hmm. And that's going to give you pesticide and fungicide properties in your soil. And it's going to make your plant grow better. Uh, so when, okay, so when like uh, it comes down to the coop mix, even uh, like referring back to your your actual writing uh, on your uh, website um, mm -hmm. where you say like an equal part. It, it seems like neem is better because it, it has way more of a scent. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, I got you. No, 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 no. Uh, I, I would say this. Uh, and these are studies from. based on a, out of Pakistan and India, both that using two parts of neem to one part uh, Karanja gives you the maximum range of fungicides and pesticides. So that's really your happy spot. And right. you're right okay. near uh, uh, Usha, that's her name, at uh, Neem Resource in Minneapolis. So your shipping charges aren't going to be near what they are to other parts of the country. She has the finest neem that you can get in North America. What is it? Uh, Usha? Yeah, is it's like Jane in India. Oh, well, no, you'd look up neem resource. It's all one word, neemresource.com. She's got oils and meals of uh, Karanja and uh, neem. I made her famous. 
No, Teller Coots sent you. I, I've been doing business with her since 2007. So what's that? 15 years? Yeah, 15 years. Man, I even get to drop your name. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, thanks for the tip. It's good. Uh, uh, no, she's uh, she yeah, she'll take care of you. She's really uh yeah, yeah, she's like she's the real deal. Yeah, when it comes to using Neem, I'm like, uh, I don't know. It just, it, I, it's, I, I guess it's just because of the scent. But it's like, man, it's, it seems like the soil's not uh, all the way mixed until that goes in. Uh, I like agree. In my, in my opinion, when you're making the coots mix, I have another uh, question because I've, I've heard numerous people talk about obviously letting, uh, kind of letting the soil uh, sit. Uh, when you, you want to call it cooking or you know whatever before and uh this most recent time i didn't i didn't really have the time i needed to uh, move plants into their new their new home and whatnot so I, I mean i put it in there and they're doing fine i seen maybe like a little bit of burning on on some tips of just on the one cultivar but like nothing nothing really drastic you know what i mean i'm just taking it easy not trying to uh, force too much, you know, light on them and stuff, moving them into the new space. But uh, like, what's what's your opinion? Probably better to better to cook it, I would guess. But not. Yeah. Uh, um, well, here's not a necessary. Here's what works for me: is I feed the worm bins. I right. add kelp. I add the neem. I add karanja. If I use something that's too strong, like alfalfa, I sprinkle it on. I don't, don't ever mix. You're going to kill worms. Just put it on top and let the microbes deconstruct and pull the whatever down. Okay. So don't dig it up. That's the worst thing you can do. Um, but then, then when I get ready to harvest those worms uh, and or separate, you know, basically the worms from the uh, bedding, I'm ready. I mean, it's been aging. Yeah, yeah. Yours is already. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm just talking in general. Like I'm, we're saying the exact, basically the exact uh, coots mix. Couple uh, weeks. Couple weeks. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I went straight in. I'm just. Yeah. Uh, I do have a, quite a big. So in like a 20 gallon pot, I have a uh, basically like a five gallon uh, pot that I transplanted into these 20 right. gallons. Right. And it, it was just, it was a, it's cocoa and perlite, you know what I mean? So right. it does have like a, the main ball of roots is still, you know what I mean? You could basically top, uh, top feed that with something just to keep it, uh, keep it, you know, keep it moving in the right direction, I guess. Uh, right. Right. While, right. while it cooks. Like, cause like I said, I basically mixed all the soil and it, it had like a two, like a two day period where it sat in the pots. But then I had I had to get get to business here, so mm -hmm. uh, I, I I moved them right in there. I was like, eh, I'd like to wait, but we're gonna we're gonna see. So so far so good. It's not even to this day. Every time I apply malted barley to my plants, indoor outdoor, it doesn't matter. House plants, they get top dressed with worm castings and. Uh, malted barley teas i'm just blown away at the response like the you know the leaves yeah. get stronger they you know do the praying towards all the yeah. thing you know um yeah. 
Yeah. I was, you know, the first time I saw it, I was blown away. And so when you, when you have that, do you, uh, you bring that straight from how you get it at the, uh, the brew store and you, yeah. uh, top, you don't process it again. You don't, uh, grind it up, sm- uh, you know, like in a food processor or anything like that. You don't. If, yeah. I have a mill, a, a grain mill. So, and most people don't. So yeah, if you want to, I'll tell you the best thing to use, I don't know how much you need, but those uh, cheap ass, uh, Mr. Coffee, coffee bean grinders. Yep. Yeah, I use something a little larger just to... Uh, but yeah, you know, it doesn't matter which... Actually, most stores, I'll tell you a little secret. And I got this from this company, Steinbars. Like we were talking, maybe you were here, maybe you weren't. They're the oldest uh, homebrew store in America, uh, 1918, right after World War One. So I asked him one day, I said, well, what's the shelf life on this stuff? Because I don't, you know... Now, if you leave the seed intact... Mm-hmm. and put it in a number five bucket with a lid like a paint bucket five years five years now these are home, these are brewers and they obsess about the loss of the life and everything yeah. you know the enzymes the the yeah, uh, blah 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 and i said and most uh, home brew stores have a, a grain mill and that's part of the service. You pay, you weigh out what you need, and then you run it through yeah. the mill. And it has, it right then, basically, yeah. You take it And home. he said the same thing. Again, we're talking paint bucket with a lid, so you're not, you know. He said at least several months. I said like eight or nine. He goes, no, more like, you know, 11, maybe 12. And I said, that's for making beer, right? He goes, Right. And when I told him I was, gonna, I was feeding plants, yeah, I was feeding plants, he just looks at me like, excuse me? You're going to fertilize plants with malt? You know, these guys are brewers, you know? Right. Yeah, so you got, you have some, uh, I would just use the uh, thing at the store, the mill. Uh, right, that they, the mill. It's, it's yeah. free. And uh, I don't know, it seems pretty convenient. I, I have one that, uh, so my dad used to brew beer uh, okay. a, a long time ago. I actually have memories of going to the uh, to the home brew store with you know with him back when I was just like uh-huh. a young. Uh, and when uh, I was going through some of his stuff, I found so it is it is a, a grain mill, uh, cool. and it looks like it, it appears to be air powered because it has a. Uh, that wouldn't a, surprise me. Yeah. Right. So. Um, you could hook it up it to a like compressor. You hook it up to a compressor or something, yeah. and then that's what uh, generates it. It's got two wheels and uh, yeah, 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 perfect. So I'm, now I'm, you I'm, can now if you buy my dad's old uh, my his old mill anyway. You know what I mean to, yeah. to do it. The nostalgia. Uh, here's another way to save some money: buy it by the full bag. I just bought some, and I got it for about a dollar a pound. And this is organic. You don't need organic in this case. Uh, all all barley that's malted for beer brewing is, you wouldn't believe the amount of testing that goes on before it ever is allowed to enter the factory. I mean, you know, residue, if there's anything, there's no fudge. It's not like some other sectors. Uh, so you can be confident that you're buying unsprayed barley right so you don't need to get worry about the organic thing 
just say, yeah, you should be able to get it for like, you know, uh, conventional, non-organic. You should be around 90 cents a pound, most parts of the country. Got a lot of drinkers in, in uh, Michigan. Fuck, man. Yeah, we do. There's nothing yeah. else to do. That's right. <laughs> um, it's like, like Oregon. Gonna, I mean, rain all the time. <laughs> I'm going to really do up my, uh, my, my actual garden beds, uh, my vegetable garden beds this year. I'm going to really yeah. You couldn't you could not put a better fertilizer in your soil than barley. Right. Yeah, no, I'm going to I'm going to really uh I'm really going to jazz them up this spring. I got I'm I'm already excited. I got I got some small uh pepper plants and tomatoes mm-hmm. already going just so I can and Here's another thing. I hate this shit. When you store. go to the store, if they have an a sale, maybe they overbought on oats, malted oats or malted wheat or something. It doesn't matter. Take advantage of the price. Buy price. Ask if you got any deals. I don't have to have barley. You got whatever. You know, there's rye, there's spelt, there's white wheat, red wheat, uh, you know, on and on and on. And maybe they, they're long on something. Hey, this idiot ordered 10 bags. We only sell two a month, you know. Yeah. That kind of thing. And so they'll give you a deal. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it does not matter. I've done legumes that, you know, pinto beans, navy beans, did, uh, lima beans. <laughs> Same effect right after you, uh, it, it doesn't, it didn't matter. No. And then someone told me that you could buy barley already malted. They got the shit already made. Yeah, they can't go to a homebrew store. I went, oh, okay. <laughs> that was in. I never sprouted another seed. Never sprouted another seed. Yeah, I, uh, I've i been sorting out. Uh, uh, man, I've been picking all the white seeds out of, you know, sorting uh, cannabis seeds here. Uh, just trying to go through some of my stuff and... Uh, Oh God's big pain <laughs> getting all you know what I mean getting all the nice ones and just basically I have a big ass bag of undeveloped uh or like you know cracked i'm gonna I'm gonna give them to my bird I'm gonna put them in the bird feeder so that my <laughs> the birds spread around go, the neighborhood <laughs> go to fumador's uh a youtube cha- uh his youtube channel there uh chronic table or fumador, whatever fumador and the flavors fumador and the flavors. And on there um, is a video that he shot of the uh, seminar they had down in uh, Humboldt, Humboldt County. Yeah, I've seen it. And, oh, okay. Well, before they went, he stopped. He and Steve stopped at my house. Well, so anyway, um, yeah, I thought it was nice. They uh, inc- they forgot to include my keyboard. Uh, uh, there, there will be more promos. I'll have to include your keyboard in the future. <laughs> All right, everyone. I'm done cheering for the night. Everyone, take a dab. Time to take Wait a, a minute. Hey, it, is that an order? Smash, before you leave. You know my mama. Oh, I'm not leaving. Oh, no. Oh, check your, uh, check the uh, Discord. Chat, the chat, and I sent you a link. And I want you to tell me what you think of that specific keyboard at the link. It's in way at the top of the chat thing. Because I want your honest opinion. On your new website? Let's look at it. No, no, on on your chat. Oh, I got it. Yeah, it's right at the top. Gotcha. 
See, that's what you need to get into, Tom, is mechanical keyboards. <laughs> I don't even have a, I don't even have a computer. I have a cell phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> would you like one? Would you like to try? Would you like? Would you like one? You're just peddling those drugs. Who just wants people to be in the yeah, keyboards? Like, dude, you, hey, listen, you need so to try to click, 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 click. You need to I was hear telling my brother that some and of you guys, feel. Uh, you, some of you guys, you have a drone, don't you, Coop? Yeah. Yeah, my brother uh, actually is um, starting like a uh, a, comp- a company. He's uh, mm-hmm. he's real experienced with drones from uh, the military and whatnot. And sure. he's uh, him and a couple other guys. They're starting a little company. But I told him, and he's like, "I'm gonna go listen to the show." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> he was like, "I'm listening to it now." And he's not he's not a cannabis guy or anything, you know. He's oh. just uh, he's actually. Well, yeah, I like, had this I, I had this idea. Like, there was some interesting stuff on there. I'm like, yeah. because <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, he's I forget he's, <laughs> but he's like he's like I might want to come on there and talk about drones. I'm like, well, it's not really a drone show, but <laughs> yeah, really. Tell me like, how oh. to check out on YouTube Drone Fifty One. He's really cool, and another guy, air photography. He's a Canadian, uh, really cool, and uh, they're both run one of the best uh, drone centric uh, websites 51 the numeral 51 and then the word drone and then the other one is air photography uh, um, but I wanted to touch back on seeds for a minute there is one seed that is special because it creates a uh, I think it's a hormone that no other plant creates and in the trade, it's called tria, triconitol, mm. and only alfalfa creates that. So, if, if they, just to prove this to yourself, go to the grocery store and get a one of those plastic boxes of uh, alfalfa sprouts, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And take it home and put it in an osterizer or whatever you got with some water and uh, puree it and put it on a plant. And if you're nervous, go stop at Home Depot and buy a, a knockoff plant and watch what it does when you pour that alfalfa tea on it. It'll blow your mind. You'll be right. sprouting alfalfa. You'll probably, you know, I, I can get you hooked up with a, a commercial alfalfa sprouter. <laughs> getting hooked not to be not to turn into a rabbit but i mean to feed your plants because the 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 change is dramatic even more dramatic than in different ways in the barley i would say do both you know uh you could make a uh a, a sprouted seed tea by using the alfalfa sprouts and then uh you know, uh, your, uh, barley that you buy. Was that, you just said you gave your, you give your dog, uh, you put some kelp meal in with your yeah, dog. Absolutely. Uh, she eats twice a day and she gets a teaspoon in the morning and a teaspoon at night. Yeah. I might try that. So like even just the, uh, uh, you know, this, I guess down to earth is what I think I have for kelp meal. Yeah. Yeah, hey, right. Look, it doesn't. The label on the box or, or the bag mean nothing. There's only one species that's harvested. Right. It's in the yep. North Atlantic, and oh, so so by price, you know, yeah. find the best yeah. deal and you sometimes can. Sometimes price is just convenience. You know what I mean? Plus, well, that, that's a price. 
that's yeah, a factor of consideration. Is, is and supporting the local grocery store sometimes, you know what I mean? Right. You got to keep some of them open because in a pinch, you're going to need to go, you know, you're going to need to go there. I don't, I'm with Fumi. I don't, I don't go to the grocery store much at all anymore. Uh, I mean, even on the, even on the grows that I do use uh, salts on, I, that's all just ordered through, through the company. You know what I mean? Directly yeah. to the doorstep. So, yeah. Uh, yep. I mean, if I were you buying, you know, like, some brand it doesn't matter um but anyway i would just order it and have it shipped right yeah I but mean, sometimes yeah but yeah it's nice to oh i need i need four more pots to get to get this oh, i know I get, so, I yeah, know. Yeah. and then you go in there and chit chat and the guy like i've even got into like not like a I mean, kind of, he was just kind of was like, what the fuck? Like I, uh, <laughs> I pulled up Amazon on him the one day I'm like, look, dude, like you're charging way too. I forget what oh, it was, yeah. but it was like, uh, in this store, it was like $30 and it was, you know, $20. I'm like, man, it can't be getting marked up this hard, dude. You know, I got, I understand you got to make a buck, but like, I'm not, I don't know. It's just like, damn, like you're gouging the people up right now. Yeah, <laughs> this is Amazon. No, no. I get a. They, they'll do a match, do an Amazon match, or whatever your discount is, they'll do whatever's the greater at the store that I do go to. But I don't go there like you, Tommy. I don't go there a lot. Not at all. <laughs> Fuck no. Look, like, I, do, gonna... I, I know the guy, so I do have a relationship yeah. for other things. So, you know, it's good to go by, see what new bullshit they're trying to throw at people. But, if um, I go to a grocery store and say I want kelp, give me a price on 50 pounder. You, as soon as they say this, you know you're you're screwed. Ten ways to Sunday. Well, we'll have to special order that. Yeah. Okay. And so you can buy, or you can buy yeah. five pounds. I'll you give know, you a deal on down to earth. Yeah. Just from running the stores, they automatically double the price, whatever. Yeah. Whatever they're paying wholesale, it's doubled. That's where they make their money. They oh, literally yeah. just double the price. I I know I what. Yes. I know what they pay for. Costa Maine, I know all the distributors pay for their Costa Maine and I know what they sell it for. And the markup's almost 50%. Like they make like let's say they get it for 15 and they add 15. They're selling it for $30. Some places are 35. And and some products are even more than double. Excuse me. I gotta pull this dick out of my ear. Yeah, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, no. no, honestly, so uh, a guy that I, a local guy here, he's got this really small store and he basically just sells. Uh, he doesn't really sell many bottles or, you know, he has some on the shelf, but he really it's it's out in the country and he basically just sells to people that are doing like outdoor, uh, you know, yeah. outdoor girls and stuff. But he was he's selling it for ten dollars a bag for, for that Costa Maine, I think uh, the compost. And I went in there. Listen, I went in there. Yeah, to the get compost is a little cheaper. And he said, uh, "Oh, you're t- oh, you're talking about the actual pre-made soil. Yeah, they're they're, yeah, they're pre-mixed stuff." Uh, mm-hmm. But t- so I go, I go. You don't have the Costa Maine anymore. He goes, "No, you're, like, you're probably the only one buying it." He's like, "It's good stuff too, especially for ten bucks a bag." I was like, "Man, <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy." He's like, "I stopped getting." You know, it's got all I actually was <laughs> I was like, looking in my soil the other day, and I found rocks. And the only place those rocks would be coming from is the coast of Maine out compost. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, it goes towards the way to the bay. They have holes in it. The way to the bay, man. <laughs> no, it was like a stone. Oh, okay. 
kind of like, like finding rock. stones. Hey, listen, man, you find stones in cocoa too. It just goes to the weight of the bag. They don't give a shit. You know how many, you know how many fucking rocks I've found in Yeah. If you went cocoa? to a, and, if any of you guys went to a mixing plant, fucking joke. Okay. I want to go visit. Yeah, it's like, to Maine. next to a beach. <laughs> no, no. I well, they maybe they most do, of the factories but, don't want to let you. They're, they're kind of famous for it. They don't really let you. But they might kind of fuck you so, around with it, but it's very rare they, that they actually. It's so you. far up there. They have these big tanks, and they and they have a the the name of it will tell you what it looks like a comb bottom tank. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so at the bottom, and they're filled with different materials like perlite. The trains pull right up to them. No, I'm talking about the mixers. Oh, okay. Okay, and so they they have these different ones, and then they bring in the bales of uh, peat moss, not sphagnum, peat moss, which is like. You guys are old enough, the old days where you uh, bought shake or buds. This is the shake. That's what they use potting soil. And they dump it in, and it's got, it has this uh, horizontal auger that turns. And then when they key in this uh, the order number, it drops in the materials into this thing, and it mixes. Eight minutes to mix an entire truckload. That's 20 pallets of 56. 54 bags a pallet. So two yards on a pallet, 20, eight minutes. Now you want to talk about quality and pinpoint proportioning and the other terms they like to throw around eight minutes. And now it's got to go into a bagger. That's another machine. And now it's bagged. And now it comes down a, a ramp with the rollers and now it's touched by human hands because someone's got to take it off the roller and stack it on the pallet. And then it's shrink-wrapped and the forklift takes it and stacks it in the yard. And when you go to one of these big uh, mixer operations and you see, wait a minute, that's brand supposed to be hand-mixed. The guy told me, you know, and then you see it's mixed in the same machine that mixes the miracle Grow. They don't own any mixing plants. Everything's contracted. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what? A, one of those mixers. You're talking about an investment of half a million for what? A flash in the pan. Your soil today might be the hot thing with all the cannabis growers, but believe me, in nine months you'll be replaced because they hop yeah, around. Something in or out. Yeah. There's actually been, you know, you don't buy anything. There's, there's been some of the same bags that you see, like. Oh, or yeah. let's say 707 has been around forever. The fucking camo bags. I've been seeing those things forever. No, but you know what you got to study? that's grown with them. I know. you. Got, they're here in Portland. You got to look at the seam. I can look at the seam and tell you where it was packed and what plant. Because of the way that after it's, after it's filled and oh, the way that the uh, plates come together and seal it and then they're trimmed. So they look nice and neat and they stack good and they look good on the pallet, right? And they don't interfere with the shrink wrapper. Yeah, that's the way you that's the way you can tell. I used to have to work with one of those big shrink wrapped thick machines. You put the whole pallet on it, it spins the yeah, whole exactly. pallet. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it spins it around. Not real fast, but yeah, it turns No, yeah, it. just enough to right. wrap it. So you don't have to run around it. I want to go in there and shoot with my iPhone and show how down and dirty the whole process is so the next time somebody starts yammering about no they really do quality stuff. i'll try to get a job there 
Yeah. At what point did the quality come in? You started out with peat moss. That was the first problem. And you used uh, perlite. Why? Is it like the best? No, but it weighs less. And if you're trying to load a truck to maximum weight, you don't start adding heavier shit. You replace heavy shit with something that weighs less. That's called manufacturing. Filler. Cheap filler. It's like cutting it, like you cut coke. Exactly. And and by the time you get down to like the stuff they sell at Walmart or uh, in Canada, yeah, let's see, ninety percent baby lactose. Target or Costco, even the one I like is there's a product from Miracle Grow, and it has this these two words: natural and organic. Okay, so we know what organic is. And some items are are organic because of what they are, how they're sourced. Okay, so they they get a pass on that without doing anything. By the uh, USDA has this group called NOP, National Organic Program. Okay, the word natural has zero, none, nada, no regulatory or statutory definition or meaning. That's why every food manufacturer uses it. You could put it on anything. Natural. Sounds groovy, doesn't it? Oh, good. Natural. Yeah, that sounds great. Does it mean see, anything? Um, I threw a question in the chat uh, from from chat our chat from YouTube. Um, I, th- I posted it in the uh, Zoom chat about. Uh, so he's asking. Uh, so I have a question for Clackamas Coot. This is from uh, Randy. Uh, Randy's asked a couple of good questions here. So he says, I know granite rock dust can be used interchangeably with basalt. I found an extremely cheap source of granite sand, but it's been washed to remove the silt. Uh, He continues, uh, is that still as good without the silt? So in other words, the fines have been essentially washed out and all that's left is the sand. Uh, And he says, or should I try to get it before it was washed? In other words, with that silt still in it. What do you think? I, unless I know, sometimes basalt is used as a purifier for uh, uh, commercial drip systems. I would say buy it uh, washed and get, because I don't know if it's a foreign agent or whatever. Um, if it's anything organic, though, it could have been sitting around long enough that it's uh, fermented. And yeah, I would wash it. I mean, have buy the wash source, I think is a safe way to go. Because the benefit to you in your soil, it's okay. Let's take chitin. Chitin is a polysaccharide. It's a form of glucosamine, which means it's hard, and bacteria cannot break it down. But in their feeble attempt to break it down, they create an enzyme called chitosan or chitinase. Excuse me. And chitosan is a commercial product. Chitinase. So we add uh, chitin to our soil. It isn't the chitin per se that's giving us the benefit. It's the microbial activity on that chitin that creates chitinase, which deconstructs insect eggshells and what have you, okay, and some other things. Um, It's also part of the uh, plant's immune system, uh, what they call pathways, the chitinase salicylic acid pathway, for example. Well, the same thing's true of basalt. It's not that microbes can deconstruct basalt, but they attempt to. And it's the enzymes that they create that are create the benefit for the plant. 
like if he will attempt to deconstruct, say, uh, silica or boron or a molybdenum. That's why that's it's it's those. Oh, beautiful. That looks nice. I got something like that. I got a little nub over here. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, could that follows in? Go ahead, Tommy. No, I'm sorry. I was just showing off a nug while up. Oh, no uh, worries. Uh, on this show, we say you're welcome, especially for a day. Yeah, really beautiful, man. How about uh, Bubba Yeah. So the let's Bubba see here. The... Blueberry. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, dude. Uh, I, I wish I could say? give you some for me. Uh, who knows yet? Maybe I'll be in Maine. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, that follows beautifully into what was it here? Somebody was talking about frass. I actually forgot to get some frass from uh, Doug today. He sells yep. both um, right. black soldier fly and mealworm frass. He turned me on to the mealworm frass, which I actually use in my uh, water. Yeah. I don't add a lot of my, uh, stuff to my water other than like soap nuts. But I do sometimes add a little bit of sugar and a little bit of uh, uh, basically the mealworm frass. And one of the reasons why is not, the question was, I'm still not trying to find it. Here it is. Australian Grown says, I heard frass generally contains less than 1% chitin and is not an appreciable source. So uh, the story was a few years ago, uh, remember Coot was talking about, oh, those fancy new products. Frass was one of those fancy new products. I want to say it about three years ago. Everybody was talking about frass, 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 yeah. frass. And there was a couple of companies selling it. And, da, 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 da. and uh, oh my God, you go to the shows and you're getting you know bags of frass. I think I came with like a freaking satchel bag filled with different mm. kind of frasses. Most of them were basically sand and whatever else. Uh, but they made all kinds of claims at the time about chitin. They said, oh, it's a super big source of chitin. And they would tell you this big, 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 big uh, cell walls. You're going to have super, super strong plants. Later on, I started to read, oh, you know what? A lot of those frasses are super, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're stepped on, like uh, Wes Engine was saying. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of sand or whatever else. And there's not a lot of chitin. Then later on, I heard, oh, yeah, you know what? Even if it's not stepped on, there's still no chitin. But as far as I know, there is has always been in good frass lots of chitinase, like Coot was talking about, pardon me, the solubilizing bacteria that would be breaking chitin. down chitin exist in that frass because they're basically in the poops of sure. the bugs that were breaking shit down. So literally, they have pooped out those bacteria waiting to inoculate a new medium. So in other words, you're not actually trying to get chitin. You probably already have it in your soil, but you're trying to get chitinase that will help break down bad bugs and so on. No? Um, yeah, no, I believe, absolutely. I believe the insect itself, like the shell, if it, it, the exoskeleton of the insect is where the source of chitin would be coming in uh, more than anything else. Um, as that breaks down, I believe that the, the shell has the chitin in it, nothing really else, because uh, that's the same thing with crustaceans. Um, we use the, the byproduct of them most of the time going into cans and we get the shells. Right. Um, I, I, I'm on the East Coast, so I don't use frass. I use lobster and shit because it, it's readily available for me, you know. Plus, but it, it, the yeah. other big advantage there, in case someone hasn't explained this to you, every seashell on the planet is made out of calcium carbonate. Yep. Okay. Limestone. That's what limestones are, is made of uh, accumulated seafood over, excuse me, uh, seashells over millions of years in large quantities. Um, so when you use lobster, think of it as a great liming agent, which it is because it's calcium carbonate, with the added advantage that you're getting the chitin. 
which uh, with through my and if you have a worm bin, that would be the time to add it would be into your bedding and let the microbial activity begin. That's why when Tommy asked me about how long I I tend to lean towards feeding the worms so that when I need to use it, it's already had all these materials processed, uh, deconstructed. Yeah, already, gone already gone through. There you go. But uh, I want to get a, actually. I have a question after you're done. But after, I mean, I got it. Lobster shells, man, you got the best because that's the largest and the hardest of the crustaceans. Mm -hmm. The shells like shrimp is pretty flimsy. Uh, yeah. Tadpoles are crab really and lobster small. have crab. the toughest. Yeah. And you got both. Uh, you got well, there's soft shell crab too, but I'm talking hard shell crabs, Dun yeah. like Dungeness crabs or whatever you guys have over there. Yeah. It, it moves around uh, the crab industry, the shell crustacean meal uh, is done by a company here in Marion County. It's called Marion Fertilize. They've been around for 100 years. So part of the year they work the Dungeness uh, harvest and then they move down to the Gulf, the shrimp. Because uh -huh. remember, they're looking for the chitin because um, they make a, pro a commercial product. You can look this one up called Kytosan, and you can read how it's manufactured. And it's using bacteria with shells in a uh, water. And the, the uh, bacteria, because bacteria can deconstruct, you know, uh, polysaccharides. But they create chitinase, and that is harvested, the, the chitinase, and then bottled. And it's been around for a lot of years. And, Interesting. Uh, there you go. Um, yeah, I, I've been, I've always liked the fish and the crab and the lobster. I've always been a big fan of it. Um, on my outdoor stuff, we used to, I told yeah. you guys, when I was like really like gorilla growing and shit, I used to go get seashells myself and and rocks from go. the ocean and crush them up and put them outside to at my patch the year like before i would plant and then i still was doing it here when we moved in here initially i was doing stupid stuff like that just to just to get my that little garden area and if i showed you the soil well actually i have decent soil all over my yard but where my garden normally is that the soil is just so rich and black and you can stick your hand down and you get some true earthworms, some night crawlers. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, Coop, fucking, what was it? Oh, worm bins. What's the coldest they can get? So if I were to have one here. Okay. Um, I can answer your question two ways. When the temperature drops below 50 degrees, Worms go into hyper mode as far as uh, reproducing and creating cocoons. And those cocoons will not uh, hatch. Each one contains on average about four hatchlings. And so let's say it got so cold that you killed every worm, which can happen in outdoors in certain parts of the country. I got a cure for you, I think. Um, when spring came and heated things up and the conditions became within their range of uh, existence, those uh, cocoons would hatch and within six weeks they're sexually uh, mature for reproduction. Um, and so the cycle begins anew. Now, there's a, a, a website called Red Worm Composting. 
run by a gentleman by the name of uh, Bentley. Red War Yeah, he's up in uh, Canada, Alberta. <laughs> and he's that website's been around for at least 20 years, probably longer. There's some articles. That must over. be hard to uh, out there. Alberta's well, cold. Well, he he has articles and they go back over 20. I think it's more like 25. Oh, wow. um, how to do it in any kind of climate. And in your climate, I would use uh, hay bales. Okay. Build like an igloo around them. But even if you kill them, you you can't, the uh, cocoons can exist down to 40 below zero. I was thinking kind of digging down a little bit and yes. then putting and yes. putting like, a, yeah. let's say, pool liner or something instead and then covering it with hay and yes. stuff yes. to try to hold it. You think that would, would work? Yes. And if you uh, look for that kind of information at that website, you'll find it by people who have actually done it, not opinion. Okay. Bentley's a really good dude. Uh, I've written a couple articles over there for him on different on different subjects, but he's he's the real deal. I just gotta learn how to feed it right because I, I I'm always worried that I'm gonna like feed it bad and kill them all. <laughs> Don't feed them kitchen scraps because they're okay. water. The biggest what killer about a lot of leaves? is water. I got a lot of leaf foliage and shit. We'll mix it with manure. Okay. That's okay. that's my best answer. And the manure, you have to let it age four to six weeks to deconstruct the worm medicine they give livestock because they're, yeah. they're called vermicides, and those vermicides will kill your worker. I, I might be able to get rabbit shit. That's the best. If you can get it in quantity. There's another well, I know someone uh, that's got a couple of rabbits. I could just ask her for the poop, I guess. She wouldn't care. I should find be like an organic dairy and get the manure, and then you have to let it age four to six weeks, and right. that uh, that'll allow those. Uh, you know the one that the uh, worm medicine people were taking for COVID about a year ago or uh, several months ago. Oh, not really. Anyway, with that one, the ivermectin. That is actually the one they give livestock. Right. Oh, okay, shit. so it's uh, but it does it doesn't last forever. It's, it's again, it's a hydrocarbon. So anyway, that's why when you see the term aged manure, they're talking about that they've allowed it to age long enough for those compounds to deconstruct, and they're safe enough for your worm bin. Yeah, that's, okay. Sometimes we, if you if you uh, peruse uh, Craigslist, people post that uh, they have manure, and usually it's free. And they'll say something like, yeah, it's really full of worms. I mean, rush over there. I was going to ask you guys something, too. Is there a way to, like, compost dog shit instead of, like, bagging it, throwing it away? There's a way. It takes about a year, doesn't it? You have to. I would say black soldier fly larva. Yes, that would do it. Black soldier fly larva. They're also known as uh, phoenix worms. They're really big in the reptile uh, hobby sector. So look for that. You'll find, don't be careful where you buy is all I'm saying. There's, there's okay. ways to buy them and save money and ways to really get bent over the hood of the car, you know, without the benefit of a can of Crisco or something. Um, Gorski. So he said, I thought alpaca shit was the best. Any cold, any animal that's cold compost, cold composting, is good is a good source of 
uh, compost, like rabbits, alpacas. Yes. What's the other one? What's the other llamas, one? Llamas. Llamas. Uh, if you had minks, you know, you were... Uh, but really, your best you're going to get is is try for uh, organic uh, dairy manure, not steers. Don't get steers because that's been fed all kinds of weird shit at the feedlots <laughs> to make Probably it get bigger. Steroids. Yeah, they do. Mm. They have growth enhancers, all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> dairy cattle are kind of alone. Yeah, phoenix worms is the other. You can. Uh, there's a lot of big players out there, so uh-huh. buyer beware. You know what's that Latin phrase? I want to do a decent-sized worm bin. Like, well, worm area. I'm smoking your weed in about a year. Two strays and dog shit. Yeah. I was just wondering. I know. No, there is a way. I have dogs. dogs. But any canine, it's, it's not like just dogs. Dog. <laughs> they, they used to give away the uh, animal manure from the zoo, and they called it zoo do several years ago. And, <laughs> what, yeah, they grew the fire. Elephantine. And, and uh, what they learned is that don't use carnivore manure without doing something with it. The, the okay. herbivore stuff is fine. Yeah. Uh, right. That's why uh, alpaca is fine. Rabbit's fine. Uh, llama would be fine. You know, uh, goats. Goats is a great manure. If you have a goat uh, dairy somewhere. But, um, but they will eat, like, license plates and shit. Yeah, not really. That, that's plastic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> my, my dog shit will have plastic in it. It'll be, it'll be my dog, my, my big dog's like that. My big dog will chew on yeah. anything. My dog is so bad. He eats socks and everything. I'm trying to work with him. <laughs> you know, have you ever seen those uh, yak milk? <laughs> Mongolia. <laughs> really made, sucks, Tommy. <laughs> they make them out of yak milk. And they let them harden until they're like stronger than any, like any plastic or nylon bone. And my bulldog just eats them like I gave her a, what do you call it? Like a Christmas cane. Yeah, those. Get them from a, oh, wow. What's that? What is that? Pressed potting soil. Look at that. Oh, cocoa. You should really look into cocoa and its role that it Is plays it in, the palm, in the palm oil. Oh, 100% uh, cocoa soil, though. It says cocoa soil. It doesn't just say cocoa core. The fuck? Yeah. I wouldn't use it. Mm. I don't he's know. over. But the thing is, he's in another country, so it's probably mm. really difficult for him to get. I mean, it's probably not. Uh, like, how do I say this? They have gardening stores, honestly. Like, uh, we, we don't Evil. necessarily say which country, but I know that there's a bunch of countries or a bunch of stores in, in Europe that have, uh, oh, I can't even remember the fucking stores, but they have basically big box clones, just like we do. They have pretty much the Home oh, really? Depot clones. They have like a couple, a couple German stores, uh, a French one, a bunch of, there's actually it's a bunch of competition. Go it's actually kind of crazy how Europe is like, uh, it's very different than the U.S. Like, uh, we have Home Depot and Lowe's and a couple of regional ones. Do they have literally like five different box stores and uh, and probably more in France, honestly. So they, they probably have gardening centers. Not only that, but actually like garden stores. Uh, I mean, France is a rich country. I just fucking said where it is. But anyway, uh, uh, rich country, all of Europe basically is quite wealthy and they have 
dirt. They have soil. They have avid gardeners. You know, that's one of the Very reasons true. when you see that kind of stuff, too, when you can politely steer your friend, you know, like nobody wants to be told what to do. Nobody wants to be fucking led by the nose or told what to do or talk down to. But if you can just politely say, hey, you know what? I see what you're doing. That's that's kick ass. Have you seen my mix? You know, it's it's, it's super cool. I get really great results with it. I just kind of lead by example. I'm happy. I'm kind of mad right now. I mean, I was trimming out my stuff. It's a little dry for my taste. I'm. It's just the. It's just the humidity. Like humidity. You can put low. a leaf in the jar. If you got I a clean leaf missed. that you haven't like foliar fed or sprayed with anything, just uh, t- take the leaf off, a green leaf, and yeah. toss it in the jar. Yeah, don't use the one you just sprayed with a bunch of yeah, neem. Sure. <laughs> no, I was good. But uh, I just packed I, it a little I, bit I, more. My weed. I left the jar open. You know, it's like man got zapped you know got like sidetracked while rolling one up and then this you know. one's good though the bigger nugs were perfect the worst dude I, the bigger nugs take longer like to dry out and then they equalize that's what i'm hoping it will equalize because i actually the one that was a little bit more dry you know how you like leave like three-eighths of a jar when you're mm. doing it i, I just kind of or picked up. We just put ours in the oven and crank it up to 450 for about an hour. It does real good. I actually equal at least. I've had to do that. Like recently, actually, I was like, "Fuck, I need weed," and I'm not buying it anymore. (laughs) So I went downstairs. Right there, we've all been saying. I went downstairs and I was like, "I'm getting a dehydrated." Fuck this. New tech. I've dehydrated it and I was like, I'm good. It still got me high. It just smelled yeah. like hay. <laughs> uh, I've seen people, uh, Mike, put, uh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, put it in the microwave, branch. bro. Yeah, do the microwave tech. You got to like open it and close it. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> do that in jail. <laughs> Hey, back the in the Casio day, Tech, yeah, day, I, I tried that in time too. Before legalization was, I have some bad news for you, Tom. <laughs> what? Well, with the situation right now between the USA and Mexico, um, USA is rejecting all avocados crossing the border, and that means that avocado tech, as we know it, may be impacted. No, oh, it's no. They always talk about tech booms just, and tech busts. We, we just had we a tech bust. We just opened up trade with someone, too. 2000, 2008, now we have a tech bust. You know what it From the time you plant a, uh avocado sapling, before it's commercially viable, is 15 years, so we could be in for a long drought. Yeah, what... Uh... Huh, that's it. Uh, so uh, until they start genetically you know why modifying them, coop. Right? You know how they, you know, it stopped because the guy got a threatening phone call. They, right, an agent. Yeah. Wait until they just did. start genetically really? modifying them. Yeah, because I was going to say they had a super that. Got it down to six months. Yeah. Huh? They did. They had a Super Bowl commercial that uh, was for, I believe it was even for. <laughs> Mex, you know, Mexican avocado wasn't right. like because they have them in Southern California, right? I mean, that's you know basically there. I remember when Did I lived there. Boss is the big one. Boss. Coming out of the desert and stuff, there that's would be there would be people just selling like you know, uh, oh, I don't know yeah. stolen, stolen or not. <laughs> They're probably stolen. It was like super good deal. Right like on the side of the road, dude. They'll sell you a coconut, <laughs> avocado, stolen avocados. And 
<laughs> that well, actually, the avocado actually originated in uh, the jungles of Mexico, mm-hmm. and it was the Portuguese that took it to India and Asia. And We're going to Tijuana. Guacamole so. so good. Let's have a regenerative uh, conversation. We're actually the only animal that eats avocados. Here's, uh, uh, except for, you know, by cat or whatever, rock. like shit that falls on the ground. But we're literally the only animal that, that uh, eats them. The uh, big animal that ate avocados in the past was the giant ground sloth that's extinct. So they won't ripen until they fall off the tree. Uh, like, if yeah, it weren't for humans, yeah. the avocado would be fucked. Like the orange. Oh, Maybe my wife. My wife. I'm fading hard. I'm fading. I'm Taking off, Wes. You know what? We yeah. might uh, be shortly hey, behind you, my friend. Uh, did you learn something today, Wes? Always burning and learning. Nice man. Are. Awesome. Yeah, man. Take it easy. Cheers, dude. Cheers, hey, bro. Safe, bro. Ariates, man. Oh shit! I didn't tell you guys. So I took out the little plants I have. Well, they're not little. They're actually pretty big. So I have plants right here in this little tent I built, or you guys know the apple fritters up here and shit. I fucking, I pulled it out yesterday. Sorry, Koo, it, it, that's the name. I, I pulled it out yesterday and the fucking leaves on the top were so burnt because they were touching my HLG. Mm. Like right. they were just so up there. So mm. I just hacked off like eight inches. Mm. Like the whole plant, I said, fuck this, I'm not, you're not getting burnt. It works. But, I'm pulling the rest of the garden down. I'm going to finish trimming when I wake up. I'm finishing my trimming on the four plants I got left, pulling down the last four, transitioning the the apple fritter into the big tent, popping a couple auto flowers, and then popping a couple regular seeds. Hmm. Finish that garden, and then my next, yeah. I think I'm going to uh, switch over to... Uh... Auto flowers. They're just fun. They sound like just your type of weed, Coot. <laughs> They're just fun. They're like I could give my mom one. And you know what I smoke. could do? What's popular with not me, but what is popular with some mushroom growers is they use what's called WBS, wild bird seed, that you buy at a store and you put out for birds. And in there on occasion, you will find uh, cannabis, or excuse me, probably hemp seeds. And uh, you can also find them sometimes in Chinese uh, uh, spice mixes, <laughs> which would be interesting, at least to, uh, you know, crack them. And unlike Tom, uh, here's the way that you would crack them. You uh, get some fulvic acid. And follow the directions, mix it with water, soak your seeds for 18 to 24 hours, strain and drain, and then put them in S-O-I-L, soil, so that the (laughs) enzymes on the seeds that were created by the host plant will activate and cause your uh, taproot to start forming immediately not trying to get it over there before you break it don't don't break it don't break it no 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 so anyway uh you can do what's been done for i would i would offer you this too the plant kingdom was here before the animal kingdom first was the fungi then the plant kingdom and finally the animal kingdom and then even in the world of animals we were like last on the list so I'm not really sure that all this uh, hubris that you get from uh, cannabis writers really applies that they've like studied anything, you know, 
uh, it's usually it's this cell fertilizer. I mean, cool. You know what? A lot of the if anybody's into uh, photography or uh, the, the first one that actually I thought of was like DIY home building stuff like that. A lot of the articles are fluff nonsense. A lot of sure. the, the tips that they give you are not really that useful when you actually think about it. Like, yeah. What? Uh, or uh, how do I say this? There'll be, uh, you know, this old house. It's basically become basically a show about like, uh, let's remodel this multimillionaire's mansion into an even greater multimillionaire's mansion. That's pretty approachable, isn't it? Yeah. Well, my marble sink for my third guest bathroom came from Tuscany. It's an antique from Rome. Yeah. Right. You're a man of the people. I'm all right with that. You know what I mean? So how do I say like, who watches that? I don't even know. I don't even know. Apparently yeah, somebody watches that. Stuff, <laughs> you watch this old house too. Yeah, I remember when it used to be a little bit more practical. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but Not you know like what I mean, show. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do one called this old Sprouse, and uh, <laughs> guys, guys sit there and, uh, complaining about their old their old ladies. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, yeah. Do those houses so nice? Oh man, you're, you're right. You know what I'm saying? This yeah, is, right. All those houses in New England. <laughs> oh yeah, man. man! Holy shit! Um, um, oh, I can't lie. I used to like when I was actually younger. Across the street was like a four-story mansion, like Victorian style, mm-hmm. um, and it was one house. This family bought it, and they had kids, so I could go. I used to get to go play in it, and it was the craziest. There was just so many rooms. It was so yeah. ornate, yeah. like fucking insane. They like, but the guy ended up. It's a funny story. The guy ended up like his family was older, da 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 left. He had a really bad hooker problem yeah. <laughs> and cocaine problem. The two go hand. After his wife broke up. So my dad ended up living like way later in life, back across the street at some point. And he was telling me like the guy like that was uh like renting to my dad's like yeah there's there's always a girl out there yelling i want my money or some weird shit now (laughs) mom (laughs) those two problems usually go together yeah yeah. (laughs) we're doing a nice scissor hash bowl yeah i'm gonna have to check out here in a second i'm gonna smoke the rest of this i gotta go man it's uh i got a long week timing Yeah, perfect timing, man. It might be time to uh, start wrapping up the show here in a couple minutes. Uh, Folks, that's uh, perfect timing for me because I have some uh, gardening to uh, to do. Hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Uh, Let's puff puff another joint and then fuck off, maybe. It's only like 12 o'clock or 1, wait, almost 1 o'clock where you guys are, right? Uh, 1230. 1230. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I, I hate the time difference. It's so it's so crazy to sit here and be like, yeah, it's it's three three thirty. Mm. <laughs> right. It is what it is, man. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um yeah, just imagine how it is for Christoph over there. Or some mm-hmm. of our friends from the UK right. Pip Jams in the chat. Yeah. Uh Richard's probably it's still funny watching. When people are like, else. Yeah, I'm just waking up. Yeah, right. Dude, it's it's a funny show, man. We have people from Australia right now in the chat. We have an Australian growing right there. He's talking about avocado. He's got an avocado emoji. Uh, we probably have some New Zealanders uh, checking in. Uh, in fact, for sure, we have a couple of New Zealanders. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, we always do get a few listeners. I don't, they don't always check in, but we do get some listeners from uh, South Africa and 
So we probably have Africa covered, South America. Can't think of who right now is in the chat. But there's definitely always a couple of Man, we have like worldwide listening. Even right now, we probably have basically like all the continents covered. That's kind of funny. It's kind of scary. It is a bit. It is a bit. I mean, scary in a good way or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I got a long. I got a long week of getting ready. I don't. I, I normally don't take uh, four days away from the from the right. Yeah, the last time I was oh, you gone, going to the, bit, uh, remediate a bit. The remediation? <laughs> no, no. I what was the name? Uh, Regeneration. Excuse me. No, there's another going. gentleman who wrote a uh, book, and he uses the term uh, "sorrow remediation." I wasn't being. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I I know what you're saying. Yeah, I understand. I was I was thinking more of the uh, uh, when they when they microwave the weed for microbials and then put it. Oh, back in I didn't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> remediate as a matter of fact i have some potty oh, yeah. that, crc uh, uh no i'm t- I, like i was talking about the uh when you fail a test we were talk- I was talking about it right when i uh first got on the show the i thought the that was what crc was for no that's for that's making concentrates that's a uh, color that just yeah, they the take color. all the moldy shit and make it into concentrates oh uh, no no this is uh, i'm actually saying they can take flour yeah. now they take flour and they basically <laughs> put it in a tray at a time. You basically put it under, I believe it's UV, uh, some kind of UV And these light. are the same motherfuckers oh, that okay. want to talk about okay. heavy metal. I know what you're saying now. They basically, you know, I was just going to say, what heavier metal can you get than fucking uranium? I was just going to be like, yeah. honestly, when weed goes legal worldwide, they should set up a, a re- weed remediation facility in Pripyat, right next to Chernobyl. Be like, we remediate your weed so good it glows. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty. That'd be good right there. There we go. Let's stay away from there. What uh, is it called? FUD. Fear, uncertainty, and disinformation. There you go. It glows, comrade. All right. Well, uh, I think I'm checking out. Yeah, my, my yeah, joints are. Uh, it's that time. Everyone, Cheers, uh, everyone stay safe. Uh, Cheers, me, I'll, I'll see you in Michigan here soon, buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, nice. uh, we're still going to be here on Tuesday, but uh, oh, actually Wednesday, good. I'm not even 100% sure is going to happen because I might be flying. So actually Wednesday right. may not be a reality, but Tuesday is for sure going to happen. You're not going to take a train? That'd only uh, take three days. That would be scenic. Yeah, I was at, uh, for about three and a half milliseconds. I did consider driving, and then I realized it would probably oh, take yeah, four right. and a half days. That would be, that would be my trip. I like trip. taking trains. Drive across the goddamn mountain states in winter. Yeah. That's, right? Jesus. <laughs> Sounds like a great Yo, Yeah, that's the thing. You'll get into Michigan and be like, fuck. <laughs> I call Uber. Try Dakotas. Yeah. Good night. Yeah, good night, brother. Have a good Thanks, night. Tommy. Uh, have, Uber, have Uber take oh, Tommy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, homie that popped the Sour Melon G13, the two that did pop are female. Oh, that's good. I'll keep you updated. Hey, did you fix your furnace? Yeah, it was just a stupid... Uh, so the, did you have to just clean that off with steel wool? No. I recommend you. They changed the... So they changed the the, the, the switch on the, on the furnace itself. Mm. Okay. I gotta go. I don't want to get in a furnace conversation. Okay. All right, good night. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, damn it! I just opened up uh, Adobe. Yeah, it was a pretty time. easy fix. I was pretty happy. 
The most infuriating thing about Adobe apps is that they always have to verify. Like, yeah, it's not yeah. enough that you pay. They have to yeah. constantly do this verification, that verification, some other fucking verification. On the phone, they don't even trust that verification. They have a special new app that verifies you again. Yeah, so I just force quit the app. It's still verifying Adobe Lightroom. Fuck off. Anyway. I pay them money to just be constantly verifying bullshit. Uh, gentlemen, uh, shall we start absconding? Who's next? I don't know. Uh, Smashed, what about you, buddy? What are you going to be uh, cooking? You're always cooking crazy shit after the show and noshing on it. Uh, I have chicken wings. All right. That's pretty cool. Dude, isn't that a funny one? Like, that used to be considered garbage until they basically yeah. thought, hey, we could put this in, like, dipping sauce and sell it as, like, snack food. And now... They're expensive dude, I like chicken wings now. now. Yeah, I like chicken wings. You know, someone was talking to me, and I was like, they're like, how much is king crab where you're at? And I'm like, I don't know. I looked. We were getting seafood, and I was like, I don't know, like, king crab's, like, 43 bucks. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, it's, like, 90 Wow, <laughs> where were they from? Here. I think Cali or no shit. I'd have to. I'd have to ask. Oh, wow, I would figure Alaskan king crab like at Costco, it'll be like forty bucks a pound. Yeah, I have to ask. But that's in I, the shell. Where's Delman from? Yeah, I suppose if it was on, uh, not in the shell, but why wouldn't okay. you want it in the shell? Half of the experience is those big old fucking legs. Well, when you buy Dungeness crab in the uh, like the size of the. Uh, Cottage cheese, one pound, you know, with the lid. It's forty nine ninety five a pound. Cha ching. I mean I mean that makes sense because Dungeness crab is just fucking delicious and you really just want the meat, honestly. Right. A lot of folks don't like to crap all those legs or crack all those legs. But the king crab, it's an inferior crab, honestly. It doesn't taste as good as Dungeness or a couple of other snow crab or whatever. But it's cool. It's like, oh my fucking god, it's like a dinosaur we're eating. That's why people like it, I think. It's like the crabs on the east coast, the uh, soft shell blues. Hmm. Right time of the year. Uh, on good bread, they batter them and fry them, and it's just—it's another one of those great experiences, like oh, wow. uh, Philly cheesesteaks. Or we had lobster on Valentine's. They wanted seventeen ninety nine for chicks, and then just nineteen ninety nine for selects. Which, you know, chicks are one pound, pound and a quarter. They don't even seafood right now is across so, the board. Just yeah, it's insane. We got the selects though; they were damn good. Yeah, I wonder if it's day. the same labor issues that we're hearing about basically yes. everywhere. Is it? Yeah, the right. lobster industry was almost decimated in the beginning of COVID. They lost 50% of their business up in Maine anyway, along the northern coast to be exact. But they made a huge comeback after the first year. And those PPP payments really friggin' kept them afloat. And the next thing you know, it's exploding because now people have all, all around the world money to spend to get lobster shipped. One of the biggest uh, fish ports, seafood ports, is uh, Newport, and I—I uh, I, I don't want to—I'll get it wrong, but uh, it's at one of the, the big uh, processors. And, Newport up in. Uh, oh no, Newport in uh, Oregon, uh, Oregon, oh, uh, Newport Bay. Yeah, um, they lost something like sixty percent of their. Uh, Employees, either uh, not necessarily deaths, but someone back to Mexico or whatever, uh, of their of their employees. This is not like something. Gee, I hope when I get out of high school and get a job, you know, processing uh, fish at. Uh, 
I mean, yeah. super easy job. Can you yeah. imagine what you, you're they dressed up? literally in. sweat, smelly work. Yeah, uh, they wear uh, uh, wet overalls. Hey, and I, stuff, had a, you know? I had a girlfriend, a Portuguese girlfriend in high school, and she ended up working at one of the uh, Quahog uh, shelling right. places in Fall River. And she yeah. said to me, all she would say was, if you know what the inside of that place looked like, you'd never eat clam chowder, you, no, canned clam chowder no, again. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like the, uh, what's and the I big one up I here that they harvest the uh, clams? Uh, I love clams and mussels. The one with a, a huge, like, is, oh, I don't eat those ones. Those are weird. I used to go steaming when I was a kid with my Oh, razor clams? No, the ones yeah, that the have, like, 18-inch. Uh, yeah, the necks the you have ducks. to let relax, and they're just, like, big... Bro. Fucking long ass. Gooey ducks. Them. They look like a wiener with shells. Yeah, well, yeah, they, look like a, they look like a, a penis that all of us could admire. You know. But you put a little tiny shell on it for armor. Yeah. <laughs> they look right. hilarious as you would think they do. Four Smash 20, almost every platform. Check out my YouTube. I'll be trimming tomorrow. So it, come by. I'll, it's either going to be Discord. Oh, yeah, I'll be on Discord tomorrow trimming. When I wake up, I got to start right when I wake up because I got to get it <clears throat> into jars quick. So come hang out. But other than that, Force Smash going on everything. Guys, have a great night. Uh, ladies Jersey. and gentlemen, I don't know what you like to be referred to, but have a great night. Later, Smash. I was just going to say uh, a place I'm really quite fond of uh, uh, is uh, uh, Pacific Seafood uh, out yes. in uh, Garibaldi, or is yeah. it actually Pacific yeah. City? I can't remember. Yeah. And they process a lot of the oysters basically right yeah. in front of a big uh, window. Uh, lately, I've been, well, okay, it hasn't been oyster season the last couple of times I went there. But anyway, uh, they don't always process now, I think, because of labor shortages. Right. Uh, and so, but they do process, uh, they used to process pretty much, you know, all day, every day, because oysters are actually quite popular. Uh, but uh, uh, they'll process right in front of the window. And it's super clean. You know, the shells basically get reused. Uh, uh, they basically dump the shells down below into the freaking bay again. Uh, the whole process is super clean, but it is not a super pleasant job. Like, you can kind of tell it's super repetitive work. Like, you can uh, tell yeah. it probably smells pretty badly and everything else. Like, it's just a fucking hard work. You know what I mean? It's not a surprise that people would move on to something else. But anyway, Charlie's Farm. Cheers, my friend. Always a pleasure to see you, dude. Uh, how can people find you or whatever else, dude? I don't know. I got a lot of transplant behind me, so I can start back. <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> so Cheers, dude. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta clean up a freaking flower room tomorrow because there's so much vegetation on the floor. I can't let them go two nights with that down on the floor, so I got a lot of work to do. But, but, uh, thanks for putting up with me, man. Yeah, it's good to see you guys. Thanks for putting up with me. You know, I hope I was value added. You're always value added, buddy. And I mean that. I learned by listening, not by uh, reading. That's just not the way I But yeah, oh, I. I had a I had a teacher once when I was in eighth, eighth grade I think it was at, at the parochial school and we had to do a book report and I, I didn't read I didn't read the book but I, I listened to the lecture the night before you know the day before in class intently you know I always listen to class I wasn't too far from anything but um, the next day so I wrote the book report based on the lecture you know that she gave you know questions asked. And she said to me, she goes, she pulled me out of class because you didn't read the book, did you? I think it was like Captain's, Captain's Courageous. And I said, no, I didn't. And, she, and I said, you know, she goes, but you listened in class, didn't you? And I said, yeah, I always listen in class. And she goes, almost verbatim, you wrote everything that we talked about yesterday in class. So that's when, I, that's when I realized I, I, you know, I had that disability that I just, I, I read a paragraph and I fall asleep. Doesn't matter what it is. 
I can read orally and I don't have a problem. But when it comes to uh, that, no. So that's kind of how I got through life. Uh, but that my point is, is uh, you know, I, I like to listen. I'm babbling. Hi. Have a good night, everybody. Yeah, Thanks dude. for putting up with me. Cheers, I'll dude. see you in the next one. Cheers. Have a good one, my friend. Yeah, right. Health and wealth. I just got uh, a text from somebody that there was a... Uh, uh, Mass shooting in Portland. I mean, uh, so far, five injured, one dead. Mm, it was apparently an Emir Lock uh, vigil. That dude that just got basically murdered. Uh, but, uh, yeah, somebody decided to bring out their guns, evidently. That always solves a problem. Anyway, I guess that was a discussion we were having with friends earlier before the show, but uh, that is really quite tragic, actually quite sad. Well, just yesterday, six people in Portland got shot in a nine-hour period. So, I mean... Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, I don't know why people can't uh, 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 smoke more weed and just have uh, uh, a nicer life. Evil Deadly Fart, uh, what about you, my friend? Uh, Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, I was just saying, there is a Spanish uh, fishing boat that got, uh, that sank uh, near uh, Newfoundland uh, this night. Yeah, well, it was a few dead. They've, oh, wow. They've recovered, I think, three or four people, something like that, on the 12 at least. The, so they, they've confirmed uh, eight of them. Uh, hmm. Rough way to go. Cold fucking water. But whatever. Uh, Evil Deadly Fart, uh, other than the morosity of the end of this yeah, show, right. <laughs> perhaps we will now sing fucking dirges to the sadness of the world yeah. or some shit. I don't even know. But uh, uh, I don't know. Optimistically, where can people find you, my friend? Yeah, we'll be uh, together with the Smash. Uh, I guess we'll watch him uh, work and be uh, quicker, 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 Smash. Sleep again nice. uh, on Discord. Yeah, going to be some fun. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the best way to find me out this day. And uh, yeah, it was a good show. Um, I guess I will have to listen again to take some notes. Uh. Yeah, man. Actually, it was a <laughs> quite informative show. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Nice see you. Take care, Ryan. Later, man. Uh, Christophe, uh, nous quittons la maison. Uh, à bientôt, mon ami. Uh, uh, et toi? Yes. Yes, uh, exact. But thank you uh, for uh, again. Uh, thank you for the show. Thank you for show for, for the show. Uh, de rien. Uh, dur, dur la culture. Uh, uh, good night, uh, my friends. Uh, puis, uh, puis voilà. Hein. Et puis, uh, tout plein de bonheur. Right on, man. He says, désolé, uh, désolé, hein, good, uh, good humor. Yeah. May, all, may everybody be in good spirits. Oui, oui. Uh, agreed. Uh, à bientôt, uh, Christophe. Cheers, buddy. Uh, good. Uh, you were shouting out your uh, website earlier. Can people find you at that website, or is that still a test ground? Or what's the story there? Not yet. So I'm lazy. Work in progress. Yeah, that's that's me. Uh, I work. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, that is, the incident today with uh, the guy driving 300 miles to come pick up. Mm-hmm. The equivalent of nine bags of compost blew me away. 
Oh, it was even a funnier story. I don't think this is mysterious because I think the guy is uh, anonymous. So honestly, uh, <laughs> I can remain anonymous. But Doug told me a funny story that there was a guy right before you showed up because apparently you had texted him, uh, uh-huh. hey, we're on our way. And uh, so Doug knew that you were basically coming, I think, any time. And he was like, oh, he knew somehow that you were coming in 10 or 15 minutes or something. Right. So he basically told the guy, hey, have you heard the name Clackamas Coot? And the guy said, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he said, oh, he's going to be here in like 10 minutes. And the guy apparently flipped. He was like, no, 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 no. I, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I, I got to go. He was he was in a nice way. He was embarrassed to see you. He didn't want to. Uh, something like, uh, oh, I'm not ready. Something like that. So he wants to be ready when he sees Coot. Jesus Christ. I don't know, it's kind of fun, isn't it? I don't know how one might be ready to, I mean, right? They don't have to (laughs) say vows of chastity or some shit. I don't even know, like, uh, wear a special robe. I don't know, maybe do they? I don't know. No, no shit. Would that help? No. In fact, (laughs) I sent him down to uh, concentrates, and I knew who was working on Saturdays. Um, He got the job because he he knew about the coots mix. They used to carry it. Uh, all the people that worked on the floor would have it uh, laminated, and would have uh, you know what what you needed to make make the whatever. Anyway, um, so I said, "Yeah, tell uh, the is guys- the binding of Isaac involved? Huh? Is the binding of Isaac involved in making the coots mix? No." That's where God told Abraham you yeah, have to go right. and sacrifice your son. And then at the last yeah. second, he's like, no, no, never mind. Yeah, just go see Doug. Take a bucket with you. That seems easier. Yeah. yeah. That's all you need. That and uh, some good sphagnum. Away you go. That does seem way easier. The reason I mentioned uh, just before uh, is that that uh, it's they sell it there, concentrates. It's a... Uh, uh, Sun Girl, which is, they do more peat moss than all their competitors combined, uh, according to the Canadian Spagnum Peat Moss Association. So they have, and they cater to the professional nursery uh, trade. And so this is a seed starting mix, and it's really, really good materials, and it's way less than any kind of bag potting soil. So if you were to take that and add just Doug's castings, you might have to bump up a little bit of pumice. It might not, I don't know how you like your soil. aeration. That's a thought. Because I told Coot that the only reason that I get the bagged soil that I get is basically it saves me the process of mixing in some pumice. Right. But he was saying, hey, that's a a superior mix. I'll have to check it out. You know, uh, I've been meaning actually to head out to concentrates. Ironically, I was just out there, but they were closed. Anyway, uh, I need to get out there for some, you know, some fertilizer or whatever else. So, yeah, I might actually check out that, uh, uh, the mix. Um, Yeah. I need to find a way now that I bought that leaf mold. Actually, I need to find a way to actually use it. I basically bought it for the worms, but I need to figure figure out how to use it. I'd like to use it, you know, on my garden as opposed to just randomly, you know, outdoors or something. Sure. So I need to, to figure that out exactly how it'll uh, uh, sort of play in. But, well, that's an argument for another day. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'll help you. Interesting topics. Yeah, I Pardon? can help. I meet you. I said, I'll help you. I can meet you over concentrates and because uh, I know the product lines uh, and the advantages of one over the other. And sometimes they don't. That would be a fun episode potentially. Rest, you know, we've been talking especially about if you're concerned about your health, get some of the stuff that's uh, limited dust. Hmm. Um, in this these times where respiratory issues are going to exacerbated anyway. Yep. So um, yeah, it's just uh, good uh, good practices. I think, you know, to uh, go with the pellets. It's, it's a serious issue because we talk about all kinds of. Uh, I don't know how do I say this. Um, 
even as a hobby grower, you might find yourself, I mean, I've been doing a certain number of things. I've been working with rock dust and stuff for years yeah. now. So, yeah. and years is enough to have a serious exposure, you know, once yeah. or twice or three times, you, you don't really have to worry about it. But if you've been doing something regularly for years, that's a big yeah. deal. And so if it is something like rock dust, you can actually get silicosis of the lungs. Right. And once you get that, you're fucked because you, you basically right. get some fine particles in the small alveoli and they basically, basically burst the little tiny balloons. And once they burst, you're fucked. There's, there's just nothing you can do and you'll have diminished lung capacity for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. That's not funny for growing weed. No. That's the ultimate idiot irony, right? You wouldn't want to right. do that. So that kind of stuff. Has I know to be it's a real unpopular subject, but this is one time I think we could all agree wear your goddamn mask when you're mixing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, these materials. At yeah. the very least, just stick a mask on. Yeah, man. That's it. Uh, and that's that's uh, Yeah, I'm baffled at all the fucking farcical nature of the, the discussions these days. Because I think to myself, if some of these people, you know, I call them fucking idiots. But you guys don't know who I'm saying yet, so you can just assume that I'm not talking about your friends. Uh, <laughs> but I call them fucking idiots. But I think to myself, let's just assume for the moment that we let them win for the moment. And just say, okay, you're, you're, you, you get to have your argument. You get to have your cake. You get to eat it too. Your side wins. Tell me more. They can. They never can. They only can tell mm -hmm. you buzzwords. I changed the subject abruptly, but I was pissed off as hell this morning. I was like, "What the fuck is this shit? Why are they even protesting this particular issue? There's no. There's not a win situation here. What are they actually protesting? I'm. I'm. I'm far afield now. Probably annoying half the audience, and we should go anyway. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, man. Uh, adios, Coot. I'm back at the end of the show. Thanks for coming. Talk to you later. Uh, nice to see you. Uh, take a look, my friends, at my website right here. There are many websites on the internet. I hope you will visit this one next, fumidoro.com. You can also, as of yesterday or the day before, I can't remember, you can literally just type chronictable.com and it'll redirect right to fumidoroseedco.com. That makes it simple. There's a goddamn rove beetle flying right around my nose. Uh, those are the ones uh, we've said this before we've had discussions yeah he's flying around right there you're like yeah fucker little sees me people always complain oh there's gonna be bugs in my grow there never are bugs in your grow unless you have a problem if you have problems then you might have fungus gnats you might have uh, uh, fruit flies there might be some other you might even actually have cockroaches I've heard of that before if you put too much uncomposted like uh, uh, peels and stuff on your uh, uh, grow you're definitely gonna get some critters that want to fuck with your grow if you have uh, 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 gaps in your house you'll get mice if you put barley on your uh, grow and you're not uh, uh, conscientious about it, you'll have freaking mice. But otherwise, if you have a healthy garden and you actually, you know, pay attention to not having mice and stuff like that, uh, you're not going to have bugs flying around the house, except for these goddamn rove beetles. And the rove beetles, ironically, are the good ones, so you don't actually want to squash them. So whenever I see one, like, you know, walking on my computer keyboard or something, I'm like, God damn it, I just kind of blow it off because I know that that rove beetle will go eat some bad guy. So, they are the annoying ones, though. Honestly, rogue beetles are annoying. You heard it from me. You will hear it again. They're annoying. Chronictable.com is not annoying, ladies and gentlemen, because it redirects you to fumadoro.com. You could also type fumesofgold.com. But now that I can type chronictable.com, I feel like I might not say fumes of gold as often. But fumes of gold is basically what the pun fumadoro is supposed to mean. Ladies and gentlemen, once you type chronictable.com or fumidoro.com or one of the other options I've given you, you can go to the shopping page, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, take a look, uh, my friends, at the best deals currently going. Uh, three 10-packs right up here at the top. You get uh, basically on the left here, one pack of Morgana, two packs of something else. Three packs of Morgana, nothing else. And right over here, no packs of Morgana, 
and obviously three packs of something else because uh, it'd be weird if you just basically paid me money for nothing. But anyway, over here on the uh, left, or on the right, I'm sorry, that's the other left, you could get three packs of Lime River Rose. You could get one pack uh, each of Lime River Rose, Black Prince Ruby, and uh, Thousand One Nights, for example, whatever your choice may be. This one, you're pretty much limited. If you want three ten packs, you get three ten, ten packs of Morgana. Whichever ones of these two, ladies and gentlemen, the ones that you can pick your, pick your, what is it, pick your adventure, I guess, just let me know. Just email me, uh, fumidor at chronictable.com. Tell me, uh, hey, Fumidor, I would like such and such, or Fumidor, I would love if you would decide for me, or Fumidor, tell me more. I would love to know. I'd be happy to help you in either of those circumstances, or if you can think of another one. I'm probably too tired to think of it myself. Ladies and gentlemen, Lime River Rose, one of my favorites to recommend, honestly. I can't wait to grow this myself. I've had, it's one of these things, you've, I've heard such great things about my own shit, uh, but I have. I, I haven't had a chance to grow even one single Lime River Rose yet. I did a germ test on them way, way, way back when, but I, I basically just you know, ground up the seeds. Uh, haven't had a tr chance to grow it, but I've heard from everybody. Boom, boom. They like it. They enjoy it. They've grown it outdoors. They've grown it indoors. They've grown it in greenhouses. They've grown it in, uh, what do they call them, light depth. Uh, apparently, there's going to be one growing commercially soon, so that's kind of fun. Uh, but in the meantime, folks are enjoying the flavors. They've been consistently been getting loud, loud, loud lime. Uh, lots of keepers. That's another thing that I hear. Not uh, boofy packs where they don't find keepers. Uh, lots of my friends have been actually keeping uh, their strains. Wes Engine kept a couple of them before he started to figure out which one he wanted to keep. Uh, evidently, his wife liked the one with the super rose. Um, he's the only person that has told me about the super, super, super loud rose terp. So I hope there are going to be more in the future here. Please let me know, folks. That's honestly why I named it Lime River Rose, right? Anyway, uh, lots of lime popsicle, sweet lime, a few sour limes, but in the meantime, lots and lots and lots of vigorous, happy lime limey plants. Uh, Morgana, this is one that I have definitely grown a lot of, uh, and I've seen more generations of it than you, so ha 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 Hopefully you guys will see some more here in the near future. Uh, but in the meantime, this one also has been grown pretty extensively. This is another one of those intercontinental strains of ours, or of mine, I should say. Uh, it's been grown north, northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere, in the west, in the east, probably at your mama's house pretty soon anyway. Uh, in the meantime, lots of good flavors. Uh, this is particularly my favorite or, or honestly, I have to be honest, I gravitate to her so often. This is probably my favorite and it's a very unusual uh, Morgana. Uh, I think it's very hybridized basically between the Cuvée and the Ruby Jack and it's got this beautiful spiced wine with this gardenia overlay. It's so fucking elegant when you smoke it. Oh, it's like fucking smoking a tuxedo or something, which sounds terrible, but uh, smoking in a tuxedo perhaps, I don't know. Anyway, this one over here, uh, come on, there we go, come on website, very berry, lots and lots of very berry, like, uh, very berry candy, something like that. Uh, this one is my gardenia one, again, let's see here, this one is smoky cherry wine super freaking nice uh this one was a berry wine and unfortunately i'm not actually showing my favorite uh probably my second favorite phenotype the sour cherry uh uh love 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 that goddamn sour cherry anyway morgana really enjoyed it i hope you guys might try that one if you don't like those, or if you'd like to try something else as well, Black Prince Ruby, my friends, that's another one that I recommend consistently. Uh, lots of beautiful structure on this one, lots of color. You can really see the structure in all my lines so far, basically, in Black Prince Ruby. This kind of uh, shape, it comes from the parental line. 
<coughs> it's transferred really, really well. And this uh, uh, is not just the parental line, the kind of Ruby Jack F2. You can see uh, when you cross plants uh, and uh, uh, annotate them, basically, the kind of shorthand basically is that the mom goes first and then the dad does, by the way, if you guys didn't know that. So uh, usually in parentheses, you know, some folks do it in different ways. But in this case, for example, this is Ruby Jack is the mom by Ruby Jack F2. So in this case, Ruby Jack, this was the what do you call it? The F1 Ruby Jack or whatever. This was one of Stevie's Ruby Jacks. This was a Stevie. This is a seed that Stevie literally gave me. And I popped uh, uh, the mom was Ruby Jack number seven. Uh, she looked quite a bit like my website's really lagging. She looked a lot like that. <coughs> Excuse me. And the, uh, the dad was crossed through. Uh, pardon me. I got my throat's really bothering me. So we're going to uh, take off in a second. The dad was crossed basically through this mom right here twice, basically, uh, once and twice again. Yes, twice. And this mom right here tastes like pink lemonade. So by the way, this is me conveniently switching to Thousand One Nights. If you would rather have, as opposed to a strawberry, kind of leaning in cross of Thousand One Nights, if you would have, uh, like to have a grapefruit in cross, here you go. This is the one you want. This is uh, Thousand One Nights. We've been getting lots and lots of uh, astringent grapefruit, sweet grapefruit, a little bit of sour grapefruit, and some really, maybe about 20, 30% uh, sweet chewing gum. Not uh, bubble gum, but like sweet chewing gum. Anyway, uh, I, I think you guys will enjoy it. I love the fucking high on this one. I really, really love the high. Might be my favorite high. This is the most... What? Oh, shit. Wait, where am I? What, what was I talking about? Oh, this is really fun. So you have lots of fun, but you don't quite know where you are. If you like that, Thousand One Nights is for you, my friends. Take a look. Uh, use the coupon code uh, BRAIN. Oh, I forgot to go to the contact. Man, I'm tired and I got to go do some work. So we're going to do that tomorrow. If you guys would like to contact me, fumidor at chronictable.com. Go to that website, chronictable.com. I keep turning my head the wrong way. Chronictable.com. Go to that. It'll go fumidor.com. Go to the contact page. So many contacts right there. All the contacts. Uh, better than MySpace. Tom was your friend. I'll be your friend as well, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, go join our Discord. That was a weird statement, but uh, I mean it in some way. I don't know. We're going to figure it out. We'll make it work, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, my friends, for hanging. Thanks, uh, Christophe. Thank you. Uh, 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 merci beaucoup. My French is terrible. Knarfi. Christophe. Well, Christophe. Uh, Jeff. Papalia. Good day, buddy. Cheers, bud. Uh, Nico, uh, Australian grown. Uh, who else in here? Uh, almost shouted out a troll. Thank you, Pip, for uh, removing that. Uh, who else in here? Randy in the house. Good questions, Randy. Dank Gannix, nice to see you, buddy. Forgot to shout you out earlier. Four plants A in the house. Australian grown. Who else in here? Uh, Robert Greenfingers, nice to see you, my friend. T.O., still in the house. What's up, buddy? Claude, Srello. You know, Srello, I actually don't know how to pronounce your name. One of these days, we're going to have to figure that out. I think I used to know, and then I forgot. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Summertime, still in the house. Jones and 2 Grow, almost missed you guys. Time to go. Adios, my friends. Thanks for hanging. We'll be here on Tuesday. Uh, I don't know if I have a guest this Tuesday. I don't think I have a guest arranged this Tuesday, so we might have, uh, we might fly balls to the wall. No guests, ladies and gentlemen. But in the meantime, uh, adios. Thanks for hanging. Be good. Be kind. Be decent. Be gentle. Cheers, uh, 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 Christoph. Be kind. Be decent. Be gentle. And don't be fucking dicks. See, I got it right that time. Don't be fucking dicks, ladies and gentlemen. Do not be a dick. Do not be a dick. Do not be a douchebag. And do not be a prick. Now I'm somehow covering it. I'll probably have to add that to that in the future. But anyway, don't be a dick, ladies and gentlemen. Ready here first. Adios. Wish you the best and say goodbye. You start to get dressed and then we cry. 
won't say we didn't. I was your first love, and you were my first one. Cheers to all the memories, the venom and the remedies, yeah. Promise I won't forget, yeah. Maybe it's something in the water, yeah. Or maybe we just hit the end of the road, yeah. Right now it doesn't even matter, yeah. It's too late not to let it go. And that's why I wish you the best and say goodbye. You start to get dressed and then we cry. Cause we both know it's gonna hurt. But not as much as this does, so baby, bye. It's for the best and you know why. You gotta leave me here tonight. Before we Get dressed and then we cry Cause we both know